Okay, it's one thing to come in here and smoke weed. We allow you to do that, Alex. But to... I know you, the process is grinding it up. Why did you have to come in here, plop it on the ground? You didn't even cut it. And you just started... Just planted your face and then just like... <laughs> because, Chris, I've gone through... A change. This throat really changed. Like, it's your throat changed. It's very harsh weed. I'm sorry. Those you snorted it. Well, it goes down the throat either way, you know. Yeah, oh. you, you look like animalistic and your arm is longer. Thank you. You resemble like a cow. Oh, I've been trying. I've been trying to be an animal of animalistic animalities. Are you into bestiality? Uh, no, he's into animorphs, dumbass. He said that. Oh, you listen I mean, that's somebody's king. You pay attention to my interests. Thank yeah. You. Or my past interests. I don't know. I haven't been read any of the new books. So what the fuck is that? What are you doing? That's a I'm looking at the chair. <laughs> 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 Pull it out of my neck. That's what happened. You pulled that out of, like, the hammer verse. <laughs> 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 a truly just wrinkled shirt came out of your asshole. I was quite confused there for a second. Yeah, I'm, I'm secretly a clown. I guess we're all changing. Yeah, so... Would you like any of my... Weed? I think I'll pass. Cool. Peter? More from me. I'm good. Yeah. More from me. We're Isn't good. That, I live with him. I know what you I've got shirts coming out of my asshole. I think I'm. I think I'm good. You <laughs> sounded like you tried to sell someone on the New York Stock Exchange. I got shirts coming out of my asshole. Look, I gotta tell you. Look, I, I'm not there for lunch. If you just, I got shirts coming out of my asshole. I don't know what to tell you. Realistically speaking, you would have to pull it out of your ass. Of course, but you, I'd rather pull a shirt stuck. out of my ass. That'd be the best clown. No, it depends on what kind of shirt. Are there collars? You'd be the best clown ever, though. Okay. Like, Thank you! Pulling shirts, pulling shirts out of your ass. And every, time, every time you, uh, you uh, clutch your skirt up. <laughs> why, don't you ask, why don't you ask Peter? He's the one who wrote the script about the clown who died. That's true. It's a great script. Oh, so I'm going to die? We're all, we're all going to well, die. Are you Edgar Allan Poe? Do you think you're any like? different? I mean, yeah, it was an assignment, and a bunch of characters had to be together. So it was I like a Beetlejuice thing. Yeah, so I used Beetlejuice as an inspo, and then um, took it from there. We won't spoil it for those who can't personally know us and read it on hand. I knew this day would come. Jimmy, fetch me the gun. Sure, sure, sure. Here's your gun. Here you go, sir. I've been holding on to it forever. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> Ow, you shot me! Ow! With a squirt gun! With a squirt gun filled with Tabasco sauce! Oh, God! Really? In my eyes! Oh, your eyes are turning green! And my balls! The, uh, the your guy... Balls are also turning green! Thanks. The guy in the alley told me it was, uh, protodermis, and I... Turns out I have terrible aim. I pointed it's it at my Tabasco head and it's still in Tabasco sauce in my eye! Just your one eye? Well, you know, the, the other, other one... Will the other one was... Is your name really now? What? Is your name Willie now? I never gave you my name. I'm mysterious that way. I'd like to call him One-Eyed Willie. One-Eyed Willie? I gave you the gun well, and you shot at One-Eyed Willie? Oh, Alex. wow. Oh, 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 yes, yes, I am Alex. Thank you for, again, paying this guy's... His voice keeps changing. What did that do? No, I'm Jimmy. I'm the one who gave you the gun. 
Why are you a cricket? Well, it was a pretty heavy gun, but I still gave it to you. You <laughs> literally summoned Jimmy. I did. Jimmy gave you the gun. And I was you in the said, middle of a the, why, Jimmy? I was in the middle of a conversation with my wife about why we can't have kids anymore. It was a pretty impressive. Whoa, 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 Jimmy! Hey, that's my Jimmy. personal problem. It is. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm sharing it with you because I thought we were cool. No, we're on. We're recording. What? This, this is this, a, this is. This will air in six months. My job requires me to make kittens. I don't understand why you have this on air. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jimmy, 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 look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Now look at Peter. Now look at me. Now look at Peter. Now look at me. Okay. Now look at Peter. Okay. Now look at me. Now look at Alex. Okay. Hi, Alex. Hi. Now look at me. Hi, Chris. Go home. Oh, okay. Did he? Why would you give that man such a big responsibility like handling your firearms? Is that a man that's crooked? Well, I mean, he doesn't matter. You're avoiding well, the question. Okay, all right. To be fair, every everything is big compared to you. Also, you're an ableist piece of shit thinking a crooked can't handle a gun. No, I think a guy with that kind of instability <laughs> emotionally should be handling firearms, particularly not his own. Way I talk. <laughs> it's hard not to. Why? Because I changed into such a horrible Hadouki. <laughs> 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 Don't put me in such a hard spot. Fix your throat so we can start the show. Why is this inhaler just the whole Thanks. like? I'm better now. Why was your inhaler like the whole Darth Vader mask? Like, why did you have to like? <laughs> because I'm a fan, and I'll you know splurge on that sort of. See how much see how much weed he smokes. Maybe he needs one of those defibrillator things. I'm fine. Defibrillator. Like, shock people to life. I may smoke weed, yeah. but I've actually changed my voice about six times in this recording, so it proves, you know, I know what I'm doing with my instrument. Wait, that was all you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mind blown. <clears throat> I should be a voiceover artist. You really should. Yeah, hey. that, that I can't smoke. Hey. Hey. Welcome to the My Movie Podcast. So it's going to hurt tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Week three of Monocle. Oh boy. This one was a doozy. Um, so, which means next week is the last one, which means next week is Curiosity. It's, I'm the most curious about the next one. Especially after tonight. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, yeah. Um... So, yeah, I still have to play the games. I still have to do that. I said I'd stream them. Okay. Probably going to do that at the end of this coming week. Have hopefully. you, and I mean this, not to put you on the spot, only because I remembered it. Have you watched Adventures of Zeminat yet? No. Okay, just checking. Sorry, Peter. It's okay. 
I wasn't gonna bring it up. Okay. It's a very bionicle thing. Yeah, very. And I and I forgot to watch the eight hour thing. I've decided to save that for this week, so I'm I'm challenging myself to watch an eight See, hour. I want to listen to it, but you say it's more visual. I'm assuming it's YouTube. Yeah. yeah. You I want to listen to it at work. If you can't keep the name straight now, there's no visuals to associate with the names. I think I've been there long enough now that you could say the names and I would be it would help me out a lot. I wouldn't need visuals, but if there are visuals, oh, it's really God, helpful. this really needs. There's any, if there's any allure that needs visuals, my lad. It's this one, you know. Oh God, yeah. shot of whiskey and a tall Guinness and a bottle of vodka, you know. Hmm? Hmm? Um. So, news. There was one thing. Hold on, real quick. <clears throat> real quick, just because it's a it's a continuing bit until. Uh, the matter is settled. Day 138 of the writer strike. Yes. Day 64 of the sag after strike. Yes. The only real news is that maybe there's a meeting coming up. Maybe there's a meeting coming up. Maybe not. Have you heard anything about Drew Barrymore? Oh, yeah, that shit. Yeah, she said she she'd go back on air, and then everybody's just like, well, fuck, she, no, you're not. She's officially decided to go off air now. Who? Drew Barrymore. In her daily talk, her, uh, so Drew Barrymore had a talk had a talk show. She has a talk show now. My mom loved it. It is great. It's a great show. I loved it too. I think Drew Barrymore really built a lot of positive energy with the show that she created with her antics and her silliness, and she just stripped all of it away by trying to have her show continue on. Then she puts out an apology video. No one liked it, and she immediately <laughs> deleted it. And then a day later, she decided to cancel her show. There you have it, folks. Something like that also Crater. happened recently with um, Ashton Kutcher and Mia Yes, uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mia they wrote, they wrote, they wrote letters for Danny Masterson's judge in his case. To be lenient. On his sentence. And they decided to put out a apology video. About Very weird up from what I hear. I couldn't stand to watch it. It's Ashton Kutcher comes off as the better line reader. Than Mila Kunis does. He's had to read but they stuff both the look Court, so. incredibly. Congress. They look pissed to do this, and Oof. it doesn't look good. Oh. It doesn't come across good. And he had to actually quit the one organize, organization that he had tied to finding or helping human trafficking, which actually really just right. cracks down on prostitutes and sex. The irony. It's a bad. The it's, irony. A, it's a bad organization in the first place. So. It's good that he's out of it, and he shouldn't be attached to it anyway. It's still irony. <laughs> it's still yeah, irony. it sounds like it sounds bad. So those are the two examples of people posting apology videos this week that did not go well. Um, pay the writers and actors. Oh uh, yeah, one more. The yeah, another small bump was that the uh, second actor president did encourage a strike on the video games industry, which they already unanimously voted to do so at the end of the month. Wait, it's September. Yeah, wait, it's, it's happening. Auto workers are striking. Everyone's striking now. Yep. Pay your people. Either the, either it'll lead to change in human um, and boss relations, or it will... I know I didn't say bosses were humans, but let's be honest. Okay. Uh, or Skynet will start. So, you know, I'd love to be a bionicle. You, your soul may reincarnate into one. Yeah. Oh, God. Be cool. I plan yeah. on uh, dying in front of a TV, so... Cool. Um, that's about it, news-wise. Um, there was one thing that we did miss last week. The lead singer of Smash Mouth died. The original lead singer. 
He did. Yes, he did die. That is very sad. Uh, uh, liver him. failure from years of addiction. I know people shit on him, but I actually thought he was always a pretty fun lyricist. Lyricist? Oh, okay. I, th- I think Walking on the Sun is a good song. No, I listen I think to All Star is a good song. No, I listen to All Star and Believer. Like, well, I mean, Believer's a a, a cover. Um. <clears throat> so, I, I, on a lyrical level, I actually I think that All Star and Walking on the Sun are really good examples of what he could do. Um. Yeah, I just found myself listening to to those just basically those two songs, just pretty much that week. Like, um. I'd recommend the album. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. Maybe just for an hour at work. Especially after what I had to endure. With what I listened to at work. Um, but yeah, rip in peace, my dude. Rip in peace. All that glitters is gold. Rip in peace, my dick. Um, we can just... If that's... Yeah. Did we miss anything? No. No? Okay. Reviews and stuff on the way. Yep. Um... <clears throat> Okay, so well, I guess we can go to what we watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice and easy. Um, Who wishes to go first? I shouldn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I think he's hyping it up. His new Star Wars book, I'm assuming. <laughs> Is it Star Wars? <laughs> okay. It's half of it. Sorry. Oh, okay. Star Wars and Predator crossover. Cool. Yes. That might have actually happened. Uh, you sure you don't want to go first? I mean... No, no, he's saving it for last. It's a okay, show. Okay. Uh, do you have yeah, a, I can go. Is it the Jumanji's the third stuff? Yeah. Nice. Bro, let's go. So we did a spiritual <clears throat> trilogy last night. We watched the OG trilogy? Jumanji. Sorry, spiritual sequel. I've got number three in my head. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so we watched the OG Jumanji, Good and movie. then the Zathura. John Favreau's Zathura. Yes. Both of them are... And- and Joe Johnson's Jumanji. Interesting. Yeah. Well, what Alex said last night, say that again. Joe Johnson had done great stuff before it, but yeah. he does Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Favreau does Zathura. Favreau does Iron Man. Johnston does First Avenger. Yeah. Huh. Crazy. This shit, wow, man. I just feel like, and the funny thing is, is Favreau does not like the first Jumanji. Why? Why is he being a silly goose? Not enough. Uh, not enough uh, afros. Personally, I think it's the better movie, but I think Zathura is very good. Damn! I want to know what he doesn't. He doesn't. Exp- I, I, if it's an. When we get famous, movie. Peter, we'll ask you. All right. All right. Yep. Come in. It may be the CGI stuff. Maybe he doesn't think it. But that's silly. That's like he silly does he hate everything that he made looks the Lion like King. That? So who knows, oh, man? Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? He tried to make a lion look more real than the lion. In it was Lion King, but more like Jungle Book. He didn't have to. Like the Jungle Book, he should have stopped there. He yeah. really should have. Irregardless, irregardless. You like Zathura a lot. Yes, I love both of those movies. Yeah, just seem like, I, I also, Zathura seems like a you movie. I also looked it up too. It is, uh, I didn't find anything about it being the same house in Hereditary because they actually blow up the house. They're not fucking around. They blew up the house. The house is actually the same house from Disturbia. Wait, did they blow up the house? With Shia LaBeouf, Disturbia, the rear window remake. What the hell? With Carrie Ann Moss and David Morse. They were both around the same time, actually. 
Okay, that makes more sense. Yes. But they blew up the set. <laughs> in Zathura. Anyway. But that was... But it, was it ever an actual house, or was it just the outside of the house, and the uh, inside was the set? I think the outside of the house was a different house altogether, and the Whoa. inside was a set. Whoa! But the set was a set specifically for... Movie magic, Movies man. that were that were sets mostly in one location. And that's the thing about Disturbia. He has an ankle bracelet. Okay. Interesting. But it is the same. It looks like the same it's living room and foyer from Hereditary. Yeah, Alex and I both were like, we saw that, fuck we out, saw that fireplace and we're like, hang on, wait a minute here. But it makes you wonder, like, if that's all in, like, California or something, wherever that residential area is. It's, it's sort of like, it's like when you walk around Minnesota, you see inside of houses. You're like, oh, they all kind of, look, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it depends on the location. Um, anyway, I just, those are the two things I caught after we finished last night. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I love those movies <clears throat> so much. Um, nice. It had been longer since I had seen Zathura than I had seen uh, Jumanji. But I grew up with those movies. Like, watch that shit all the time. And I don't know, God, I just, I love the idea of spiritual sequels and. You know, whether we do it on this podcast or we do it on the on the butter, I would love to dive into that because it's so much fun. You can oh, see I that thought that's what you were doing it for. No, you're doing we, it for the butter cast. We can you can see like the similarities. You can no. see the inspirations. You can see the homages, <laughs> or how you can like spin the same story differently. It's so interesting. It, it, it was. It was <laughs> I can imagine Poppy and the Jekyll and Jumanji. I mean, I th- the thing is, if we, yeah. I would rather have, I'd rather have Poppy do Rambo, but at the same time, <laughs> he would love Rambo, but at the same time, yeah. I think, it'd make would, you do last month. if we were to do Buttercast, I would rather do Jumanji Zathura than Jumanji the franchise. Oh my god. But the only reason Zathura exists as a non-sequel is because, again, Favreau didn't like the first one. So, so the, that's crazy the, though, so what were the differences then? The differences are just that they're not connected. In the book, Jumanji, the first one, the mm-hmm. kids from Zathura find it. They find Jumanji, and it turns into a new game. Uh-huh. Magically. To fit with the vibe of what those two guides both need and enjoy. Whereas in this movie, they cut that tie, and they mm, they make it years later. Um, Many. But the, there Many are things later. that are similar mm-hmm. in the sense that there is a character that gets trapped in time for quite some time mm-hmm. in the game and then has to come back. Yep. I think it has really good... Uh, the, the thing that you find... Spoilers on Zathura. The older brother is also Dax Shepard. They play the same character. He comes back in time. I mean, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, what I find interesting is when he wishes for his brother. Now, you as the audience, that's how you find out. is isn't just that they find out, like, the visual representation of having the brother come up. That's such a movie thing. I just really love yeah. that. That, that, is, that, to me, is so science fiction. It sets it apart from Jumanji. And that's the thing that really clear, clearly does it. Yes, it takes beats. Yes, it learns from it in the sense that, like, yeah. you have to instill a sense of danger. There is a dread in Jumanji. Yeah. Whereas in Zathura, it's like, if you don't act, you're going to die. Which I feel like works in movies really well, like uh, Gravity or Event Horizon or The Martian, where you don't have time. You don't even have time for dread. It's just solve this or science kills you. Yeah. So when the asteroids show up and it's just so dangerous right away, the meteors, I mean, mm-hmm. then there there's always, these kids could die. 
Yeah. And that is what I loved about Jumanji as a kid. I was like, oh, this movie is not fucking around. No. You will die. I'm turns like, into a little monkey. Not a game. It was turns into a floor. Like, I thought as a kid, when you watch movies about games and stuff like that, it's like, oh, this thing is teaching you to be nicer to your brother. It's like, be nice to your brother or die. <laughs> or, or die. Like certain death. Yeah, like, just face like it, it's like <laughs> the game is happy with either, which I find very great. I find it great. You could be a good human, be a good human and die, be a bad human and die, or be a bad human and live, or be a good human and live. When I think about doesn't how, matter. When I think about how like movies work <laughs> and like great movie villain monsters, things like that, I often think about the idea of the final destination death. Yeah. Like, they, they're, Tony Todd is part of that world. They're actually making a prequel where Tony Todd is connected to that world now, which I find really interesting. But the thing about that movie is it, it can't Zathura be stopped. or Jumanji? About Final Destination. Oh, okay. It's like Final Whoa, Destination what? has Tony Todd, the original Candyman guy. He's in those movies. In the first movie in Final Destination, they're like, what's going on? He's like, you know, death, if you skip it, sometimes it comes back to find you. And it's like, well, how does he know that? He shows up in other movies. He's like, I've seen it happen before. I keep seeing kids die. So, like, you're going to die. So it's great. And they're going to make a movie about that guy. And I keep thinking every time about, like, good movie villain monsters that you can adapt a story to Mm -hmm. because the thing itself is so shapeless. And I often wonder if that's kind of what the Jumanji game is. Like, it's just a demon that shapes it. Like, it really does fuck with people. Like, how many Jumanjis could you make? And then they make the video game action one, and it's like, yeah, that is one way. That's... I like the I like the Kevin Hart rock Jumanji thing. I don't think it's bad, but it is obviously... I don't think it's, don't think it's horrible. ...way more tame than this. This thing feels like it's been through many of people who didn't get past the first five rolls. And it's like, okay, next person. Yeah. The, a lot of the, people out there. I'm gonna on. murder you the all. The actual sequels, like the the remake sequels, mm-hmm. they're much more lighthearted. And even when the stakes are high, you just you know that nothing bad is gonna happen. I never but saw in, that last sequel. In the originals, the, even in Zathura, you're like, oh my god. I was hoping that he's a killer robot. That is a fucking lion. That is a, an alien species ready to burn you and eat you. I just really wanted them to Fuck. step that level up. Because when, when Zathura starts, it doesn't... And I think, it's, I think it's Tim Robbins. I think Tim Robbins is not... I don't know. I feel like he's phoning it in just a little bit. And the kids don't really win me over right there. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't know what it was. And then when he left and like shit started, like the little kid was making me laugh. Yeah. You can oh, see, get lamp. You can see what makes Hutchinson great years later. Yeah. Like they, like I think over time as the movie went on, they really grew in in like chemistry. And then Shepard, I think, really like just let them have a lot of their moments. And a lot of the, I didn't like a lot necessarily one on ones. Like when he's standing and he's like, "Don't make that wish," I was like, eh, "I don't know." But it's hard to work with a kid. Yeah, you're like, what are you gonna do? This scene was like ninety percent there for me. Like every yeah. every beat was there, and it should have worked. But there were just some. I don't know if it was like rushed or not because it there it was so out of context. He just runs up and he's like, "Don't make that wish," and he's like, "What?" 
It's just interesting. There's, there wasn't enough momentum before. There was something weird was I, happening. Obviously, Favreau would be amazing with this kind of spectacle stuff later. And there mm-hmm. are amazing spectacle moments in it. Yeah. But when you look at something like Made, Made has so much energy and so much life in it. It's obviously him and his buddy making something. And then you look at something like this, and it's it's just... It's only a movie away? Like a movie or two away? Like That's Elf? Is the perfect combination between the two of them. Like, the, all this spectacle, weird, like, Diana, like, I'm going to have him sit over here, and I'm going to have Bob Newhart over here. Like, all of this visual nature, and then also it's just Will Ferrell walking around New York in a suit. Mm-hmm. Like, being silly. And then he gets to hear, like, the steps are so interesting. Joe Johnston had made The Rocketeer. He'd made Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He'd oh, worked with that. spectacle and scope <clears throat> so much with that first Jumanji, like, he really... I, I was skeptical in it, because when he goes in and he's, like, the kids and he's with the shoe and everything, I was like, man, this is a little clunkier than I remember it being. And then he gets sucked into the game and, like, yeah, shit goes. So they both have their, like, clunkiness to mm-hmm. them. The CGI, of course, with the monkeys doesn't hold up. No. But yeah, there's something about the, like, <clears throat> dread in that first movie. That really works. And there's something about the sci-fi in the second one that really works that I think Favreau just has a grip on. It's it's such a good example of what you can do with the same concept, but make it your own thing. Yeah. Unlike the actual sequels that are just piggybacking and hoping that people watch that old movie and, and want it's to a come video something game else. Now. Yeah. I feel like that one kind of kind of sells out a little bit. When well, it has the rock and Kevin Hart in it. But the, there. what they offer in that movie are great performances. I do so think that The Rock funny. is amazing in that movie. Yeah. I do think there are elements into it that are really great, but that movie's like, hey, everyone, let's have fun, whereas Jumanji's like, you could die. You want to roll the dice? <laughs> I was in here for 26 years. Can we please finish this game? The ima- there's like a, there's like two scenes where kid where people are like, I rolled the dice once and my life was ruined. And if I roll it again, I'm not even sure I'm gonna hold my sanity together. They have to trick people into playing the game in the first movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, a, a horrible mos- trauma. A mosquito you. shows up and starts biting people, giving people seizures, and you're like, Yeah, okay, no one's fucking around here. This is like fucked up. I love like it. Like a woman like passes out behind the wheel and like gets in a car accident. She's just got holes all over her body. Like they just, they suck that woman's blood out. No, she's dead. Dry. Like she's how dead. often I watch that movie. I watched that movie in theaters for sure at 10 years old. Probably less than it. came out in 95. So I must have been nine years old. And then it was on TV a lot. And I watched it. And I just remember, I look at things now and I'm like, yeah, you know. That we, we really were not afraid to scare kids. Like, it was fun. It was meant to be fun. And having someone like Robin Williams take it seriously and holding your hand mm-hmm. was great. He's and perfect for this role. Like, he's able to blend the serious tones with, with his, you know, comedic timing. and right. It all just works so well. But then you look at, I think Dax Shepard is great. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's necessarily, I've seen him in other things where I like him better. But the kids and the, what they are doing in that. I, I, I don't understand why I never responded to Zathura as much as I should have at that age. I guess because I was like already maybe 20. 
You repress some stuff, probably. No, I just was like, if I was 10, <laughs> I would have gotten it. Because Jenny is the element here. These guys, their older sister is the one that is detached and doesn't care. Mm -hmm. When I was that age, I was probably having that relationship with Jenny. Not Brian. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, that that's where I see it. Now that I'm older, it's Brian and I for sure. But if I'd have seen that at 10 and I had that movie at 10... What I would have gotten was a movie that respond that I responded to more. Mm -hmm. But what I like about the first Jumanji, that's separate and different, is that it's like you have to empathize with what this guy's going through. I've never got beat up as a kid. I was never best friends with a girl like I had a crush on or anything like that. I didn't have an overbearing rich father who was the head of the town. <laughs> I didn't have any of that shit. I just Kingpin, I empathize with a guy that got sucked into. I didn't. My parents didn't die. You have to empathize with these characters. Mm -hmm. But in Zathura, I was like, okay, right out the gate, I respond to this entire living situation. It's very normal, and it's something that I could go through, except for the divorce element. Mm -hmm. But now you have to make me really care about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying every movie needs to earn something for me to like it. But I was sitting there going, you guys kind of have to make me earn this instead of just having me have, be a little brother. Yeah. It's a little brother that likes weird creative stuff and a older brother that likes sports and is competitive. You got to give me something better than that. And they do. It is extensive. One of the first things you said right out the gate is when he's running around chasing his brother. You're like, oh my God, the, the visual callbacks mm -hmm. that are here, it's all there. And then they add that to the... Because that's the visual thing. Like, you can make a movie that's like Edgar Wright where all the beats are there and then they have to go like, oh, I know you now, better now, we fought here. It's Dax Shepard coming in with this second sci-fi time travel yeah. Twilight Zone, I fucked up my life decision mm -hmm. that adds to the entire second half of the movie. It's so interesting. And it makes it so compelling and interesting. I, I, I don't know if that's from the book or not, but when that... It, Comparing those two together mm -hmm. is really great because the little brother, uh, it doesn't do a lot of the effort and you're like, oh, it's kind of halfway through and it's because he is the victim of the older brother's bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And the, the older brother is the one that really does need to learn. And if you watch the movie over and over again and you're like, yeah, that older brother is way more of a dick. And then you're like, He's the, parents, the parents are having a divorce and he is the older one who understands this is happening. He is being told you got to be an adult. And he's taking this out on his little mm -hmm. brother. And seeing, like, if my innocence is gone, your innocence has to be gone, too, asshole. And my older sister doesn't give a shit. So like, all of that is there. The dynamics and the character stuff are just a lot more condensed into one house. Like, it, it should feel claustrophobic emotionally because that's how they all feel. That's what the story feels like. Jumaji, what happened to that one kid happened to the town. Yeah. So that entire town is affected by the actions of it. The entire town changes back. There's a big overarching every man. You could be this guy if you use your imagination in Jumaji, whereas in Zathura it's like, no, these human dynamics happen to us every single day, and if you're not careful you could really, really forget the fact that you guys are missing out on your entire childhood. And, like, take, like really take heed that your sibling relationship could alter at any moment, particularly in these days. Yeah. And you can't think about that necessarily. Maybe a parent is supposed to think about that. But you think about that later when you're an adult because 
the movie is so awesome. It is a really good blend mm-hmm. of tactical and CGI and great planning. That first robot fight is so good. When he's in the fireplace, he's like, oh, oh, oh. So great. Yeah. They, and they, I, I think they did a better job blending the special effects. And that's, part of it is because just with age, just with the progression of technology, it got, it got better. But I, I don't know. That Zathura was was pretty smart with how they with how they um, blended like computer graphics with with actual practical effects. But question. with Jumanji, since they didn't have it, it's different. It's they're both equally good. Jumanji's only two years away from Jurassic Park. With Jumanji, though, they had a harder time blending the practical with the special effects because of the time period they were in, but they had way more practical than they did special effects at the end. I mean, the stampede is one thing, but like with Zathura, you're, yeah. Yeah. you're able to, to capture a different type of spectacle. You can go out into space, you can have a house floating on the rings of Saturn. In, in Jumanji, the special effects are helping the story. Yeah. Every everything about the filmmaking they, elevates they serve a real to the point of it. Yes, yeah. like it, even though the CGI ages poorly, you still have great makeup with a monkey. Oh you still God, have an yeah. entire car driving through a, a lawn. lion. You still have a lion. They they All match that stuff. everything in that film is leading is like matching as well as the CGI doing the best it can for two years after Jurassic Park. Zathura is it, it because the story is so condemned almost theatrical like you could do Zathura on stage yeah you, you really could, could technically could yeah. do that on stage because all of the dynamics are so character based mm-hmm. and so directly limited but what makes it a great movie and a great experience age better special effects wise <laughs> than Jumanji is because they are adherent to the genre of sci-fi mm-hmm. even since the 50s even Spielberg was like, yeah. my favorite movie is uh, a sci-fi movie, and the, all the things are great about it. I was such a kid, and then the monster shows up in the end, and it's like a drawing of a, of like electronic spice. He's like, come on, like come on, I get it, but come on, that's important. And mm-hmm. sci-fi, that's incredibly important. You could do very little with sci-fi. You get They Live, and you're like, that movie is epic and will age amazingly, despite how small it is. Or you get Attack the Block. Very simple stuff right. leading to a certain thing, but like when it comes to Zathura, the film has to match the imagination of the kids. Mm-hmm. It's like really, really big and important, and I, I really think it held up. In terms of asking which held up more in special effects, Zathura. Oh yeah, but I mean that's doesn't really, you don't really have to ask kids. No, I it's but just a given with age. It's very funny because like those monkeys. Are those monkeys don't age well, but they are also just as terrifying as yeah. they should be in the movie. Yeah, you should be, but like the mosquitoes, those mosquitoes are terrifying. They may look like they are drawn on there, but still, like they are terrifying. When he goes through the window, it's like, ugh. yeah, no the first you. the first time it it they hide in the car, punctures through the roof of the car, and it's. Ugh. It's it's the nose thing. It's sucker, whatever it is. It's, it's straw. It's no. nose thing. That thing. Sucker. That thing is Pinocchio's. like that thing is like four or five inches long, Chris, and it's vibrating as it punctures through the the ceiling. That's what I didn't notice, and you caught that. That scared the shit out of me. Oh this my time. god! 
No, thank you. Imagine that going through your, your neck. I'd rather go the other way. Oh, yeah, and then it immediately breaks glass. Like, because it's vibrating. Oh, it's Freaky, good, man. It's you good. Touch it. I think the in the monkeys are they're pretty much the equivalent to like gremlins. So they they look they like mon- the they look like monkeys, but they also made them they make them more, look a little more humanoid and just more creature like than it, an actual animal. So it's really obvious things. that like all the creatures in this do have that extra impulse to want to fucking kill you. Yeah, like it's in the, in the in kill Zathura, you in the worst way. In Zathura, they make it very clear. It's like you rolled this. I'm coming after you. That's how this works. Like they're very logical, almost Spock like, which. Mm-hmm. Again, I love the sci-fi element. Whereas in Jumanji, it's kind of like they're animals. Their instinctual nature is to be predators, but you are the target, which is fucking terrifying. Like, it can still make a basic instinctual decision from the jungle and, and kill, kill you, you, but like it wants to kill you. Maybe it'll go for someone else. Maybe. But its goal at the end of the day is to find you. Mm-hmm. Like the It Follows monster. And with with Zathura though, they they took that one step further with the robot, and it it does have like this kind of it's not a primal instinct, but it is programmed, which is like an instinct to kill them. But then later on, they're able to reprogram it, and then it saves them, which is you didn't quite get that in Jumanji. You didn't need to have that in Jumanji. It's just an interesting element that no, like it it begs the question: could you could not convince? the late 19th, the late 18th century hunter that this uh, you know Tarzan boy is a human being because he loves killing things yeah that's an incredibly human thing so you can get him with maybe his pride maybe his ego mm-hmm. but he's gonna kill that little boy who's even if he's a man now he's gonna kill him like he wants his head on his shelf whereas the robot it's a robot it's science fiction you can change its logical way of thinking mm-hmm. you can reprogram it it, it is, they really stick to their genres very well, which is why I feel like you could have made so many more yeah. that weren't, that, that, that like, weren't what we got. <laughs> like, I get the urge to want to go to the jungle that the first Jumanji made, but it's like just a drug cartel Columbia thing. Like, I wanted, I wanted the 18th century, like, man hasn't come here, King Kong, Skull Island. Yeah, like, primal. Blunderbuss. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, I yeah, get, like, primal, like, Jurassic-level shit that's yeah. just not of this world anymore. Right. I, it, th- I thought that's what it was, because that, that lion not, is huge. The lion's way bigger than a fucking lion. Probably the scariest lion. thing in, the mo- in that movie for me as a child. It was not the spiders, it was not that. It was when the paws hit the piano. I was like, that's how Fucking big that fucking line. Fucking <laughs> big that is. And then uh, claws like puncture through the wooden door and just scrapes down. See that face Those in the shadows. <laughs> love it. I love them both. I I you I have not seen Sithur in a long time and it just. I I feel like what I wasn't responding to at the beginning. I was like, God, you're just in this one half. Is that cool like the other? But I, looking back on it now, it is condensed for a reason. And mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated that. Really appreciated what made it a science fiction story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit's so good. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, uh, going back to like the foreshadowing, what Alex mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. they have, it's the equivalent of the, th- 
the third Harry Potter movie where it, it the camera flies through every location and every right, yeah. every scene that happens later on in that movie. It's a great wonder. Yeah, and it wasn't a wonder in this in Zathura, but there were edits, the, but in the sense that it was like taking you through the geography of the house. It's taking in in the order of how things happen. Yeah. Mm. So cool. So fucking cool. Yeah. Shit was great. Mm. That was a that was a fun back-to-back spiritual I, sequel. I think what I also loved about it is that there was oxygen in space around mm-hmm. the house. So, like... It still has I, a level of magic. If I really wanted to be... Like, there was a, there's an age in every cinephile's life when they are no longer a kid and they love movies and they see that moment and they're like, there's no way a couch would burn in space. And to me, I'm like, that's <laughs> such a cool... It looks sick. Image. It's so cool. It's so dope to just see a couch float in zero gravity, burning and so. Because like when they when they when they send it out there, it's only burning up on one side. But then when it starts spinning, it engulfs the whole thing. And I'm like, that's there's 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 physics here, but not here. I love it. Yeah, science fiction is great. They used a real couch and set it on fire. (laughs) So obviously there's gravity and the flames are going upwards. Yeah. So, like, when it's spinning, the flames are always pointing up, which they, is so, yeah. Did they, like, put a bar in a couch I, and, like, spin it? Yeah, I like, they rotisseried that couch, It's man. dope. I you love it. You put that shit on a skewer and really turn it. it. Uh, <laughs> put that shit on a green screen. I really loved it. Um, it's also cool to see some, like, young people grow up. Like, Hutchinson's really good. Mm-hmm. Stewart's really good. Stewart's only two years older than Hutchinson. Oh, my God. She's, like, 15. Wow. She'd already... I think that same... She's already Twilight in two years. She'd already done Panic Room. She'd two already years? done Panic Room. Yeah, two years older than Hutchinson. That's a, that's what a gross spur can do. He's always been a small mind. Yeah. Small fry, though, you know? I like, wish I had a small mind. Like small man. That's what she said. It was um. small man, small fry, <laughs> small mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, she... She was 15, I think, but she'd already done Panic Room by that point. She's 15 in that... I, she, by the time Dude, she, she was like twice as tall as him. Because she's in Speak in 2004, but she must have filmed in 2003. That's that She Can't Talk movie. Mm. Or chooses not to talk movie. And then she does Panic Room for Fincher. And that's... She's got to be younger in that. Um, and then it must have been this like directly afterwards. And then, yeah, like a couple years later... Oh, and she was in Catch That Kid in like 03 or 02. So she must have started in like 2002, something like that. Then she get Twilight in 2008. In fact, she mentions the movie 13 in Zathura. And mm-hmm. 13 is directed by the di- first director of Twilight. Catherine Hartwick. Twilight. Film the Twilight. I kind of like 13. I think that's aged kind of. She's the gal. Twilight. <laughs> She's I wa- gal. Dude, I watched a movie where someone goes, yeah, that movie Twilight. <laughs> oh! I can't believe I didn't show you that. I forgot. What movie? Was. I forgot. No! What the forgot. fuck? Yeah, I forgot what it was. I forgot what it was. <laughs> I was like, does he say anything more? And he didn't say that. And then it kept going. I don't remember. And it's what not it was. what we do in the shadows. It's a completely no. different thing. No, it's not what we do in the shadows. <laughs> it was a bunch of like good-looking guys standing around somewhere. I don't remember what it was. They were and he said men. what? One guy was just like, yeah, that Twilight movie? Yeah. He just, what? He, he was like Australian. And he what? Said, yeah. <laughs> I forgot what it was. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? 
It's like, yeah, that guy, it's that guy from Twilight, yeah. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoa. It. He said it. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Oh, man. I forgot uh, what it was. Uh, that's great. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Zathura. That shit was fun, Zathura man. and Jumanji. That shit was Damn. so much fun. Both, both are equally good. They both hold up. Wow. Um, all right. Well, I've got two things that I watched, despite the two things I watched him. Uh, I, uh, I guess my honorable mention. Uh, so I kind of talk about both of them because they're kind of both a little bit. This nah, I think that's unfair. I watched Lawrence of Arabia. Okay. <laughs> and I watched. Um, I, I'll pick Lawrence of Arabia as a side thing because I think it's a whole episode that we can do one day. Okay. Um. I watched Lawrence of Arabia with my client. Uh, I, I had a four-hour shift, and we did not finish that movie. But I finished it when I came home. Uh, it's free on YouTube, so, like, go find it. Uh, okay. Great fucking quality. Um, it, it used to be on Max, but you can find it very One of the most memorable movies ever made, just free on YouTube? Probably one of the top five greatest films of all time. On YouTube. For free. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Damn. Um, I say hell yeah. Uh, I've seen it a bunch. And every time I see it, I, I, I hope no one's listening. More. <laughs> Dude, go find it. There's more than one place that has it on YouTube. Well, I mean, somebody it. who has the power to take it from YouTube. Nah, fuck that. No one's listening. Uh, and, and <laughs> that, that kind of power, no one's listening to us. Um, so, Lawrence of Arabia, 1962, David Lean. We have Bridge on the River Kwai on our wheel. So we'll get to talk about Lean eventually. And that's the movie he made before this. Um Wow. This time around watching it, I was really stunned at just the scope and the scale of it and just how beautiful it is. And one of the other main reasons I wanted to do it is because John Wick 4 references it at the mm. opening a lot. And it's just so beautiful. Um, there's also this old Martin Scorsese video that he would talk about pan and scan and use the scene where Omar Sharif shows up for the first time. Um, I really saw a lot of Oppenheimer in this. Like, just Lawrence talking with uh, General Allenby is a lot like Matt Damon in Oppenheimer. A lot of Oppenheimer is in Lawrence of Arabia. And I was just kind of stunned. It's just a, a guy... It, it, he, he's one of... T.E. Lawrence is one of the most important people to the 19th century. Just incredibly intelligent archaeologist. He basically was Indiana Jones. He was a spy... He was a guy so smart, he learned Arabian, and then at like 19, 18, 19, he just wandered around the desert, walking to getting information and learning the train routes for the U.S. and everyone involved. Not the U.S., I'm sorry, but for the British intelligence. Mm -hmm. and, and then eventually he was very instrumental in helping the Arab revolt against the Turks in World War One, And it's just, Peter O'Toole is amazing. Mm. He is perfectly cast. Every shot is phenomenal. Uh, it, it it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This is the first time in a long time where this thing went like just so fast. And it wasn't just because I was at work. I was like, man, I I am just shocked at how amazing. It's, it's so it's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. Like I think this and The Godfather and Casablanca and a few and only like one or two more are perfect movies. This is perfect. I have no complaints. No fucking problems. Damn, dude. Wow. Star, fucking star movie. Um, unbelievable. Uh, 
I, I used to think shit like this seemed aged, and now I'm like, I, I just totally get into it. I just think it's so fucking good. Steven Spielberg's favorite movie. Uh, um, but the thing that I watched that I do really want to talk about, because I think we could do a whole episode, just more than enough people have talked about Lawrence of Arabia, including mm-hmm. Spielberg himself. Uh, my favorite band, Animal Collective, is coming out with an album mm. next week. I've already listened to it. I think it's great. But in honor of it... Sounds about right I, from what you've seen. It, not you very said. many albums leak anymore. They're one, of the, they're one of the few bands that leak because people love it when they leak. It's just part of the vibe of getting the album. Like You want to listen right. to it early. It's crazy. Uh, whether that's fair to the band or not, it's been really close to the releases, so... Usually most of us as fans have bought it in some way or another, and I have to, so I'm excited. But they scored a movie last year called The Inspection. Um, and it was a movie about a... It's based on a true story, and it's about a gay, homeless black guy in New York who was kicked out of his house because he was gay by his mom. He's out there for 10 years, and then one day he decides he wants to be a Marine. So the movie starts with him going to his mom's house to get his birth certificate. And the movie is him in the Marines. This is 2005, only a few years after 9-11. So he wants to go to be a Marine. And uh, not very many people are in it that you can recognize except for the, um, the drill sergeant. He's been in a lot of things. Um, he was in the Blade TV show. He played Blade. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, he's just a that guy to me and if I ever meet him in my <laughs> life I can't wait to congratulate him for this because this is really great he's really good at it um, he is when he gets to the Marines he's actually pretty good he's in competition with one guy that's like a huge asshole he has like a, cu- a couple connections with a couple people and then he has a shower with everyone and he just incidentally gets an erection and everyone knows everyone knows and it's off to the races the drill sergeants hate him. Everyone hates him. And then over time, you like, it goes from there. There's actually a Muslim guy that's in there too, and everyone hates him. Not even say everyone, but the drill sergeants are terribly awful to him because of 9-11. And it's... It, but the strongest thing about the movie is his mom and his relationship to his mom. Like, part of this is him doing it for himself, but another part of it is, like, I want to prove to my mom that I'm something too. Um... I think the lead actor in it is fantastic. I think it looks great. Uh, AC's music is really important to it. Like, the score is really important. I don't think it necessarily resembles anything military-wise, but it is just sort of like, how do you keep your individuality as a person in this entire endeavor? How do you grow as a person while at the same time not having what everyone hates about you stripped away? And I do find this kind of, interesting, beautiful, weird music flowing throughout all these really intense I moments. I never expected Animal Collective to do this. Um, it's great. They, so weird. Uh, it's really great. Um, Seems the, like the kind so of band the, to defy expectations. The, yeah. movie, the movie that this is based off of, the guy actually wrote it and directed it. It's not the first... The, I, the closest thing I've seen to something like this is A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, which is... It stars Shia LaBeouf and uh, Robert Downey Jr. and a lot of great people, Channing Tatum. Um, and it's also written and directed by the same person who went through it, who wrote a book about it. So I think it's really interesting to have this person go through this experience and then eventually, after years of the military service, become a filmmaker and tell the story on his own right. 
and he speaks about how the actress who played his mother, Gabrielle Union, for like Bring It On and stuff like that, someone I've loved for years, uh, Bad Boys 2, coming in and playing his mom in this and bringing uh, a lot of her wardrobe in and talking really personally about what the conversations were between these two characters. And it just really, he, he has this great quote about that experience with Gabrielle Union that made me really respect him as like, understanding what this is supposed to be as a, as a movie, as an experience. Like it's cathartic to him and it, he's getting something out of it, but it's not entirely about him, which it's, is part of making art. And I just thought he was really intelligent about how he spoke about it. So um, I really loved the inspection. I thought it was great. It's not, it's not the bet, like the most original movie about going through Marine training. It has a lot of, um, similarities to others. It also, you can kind of count some of the beats that are coming. It doesn't negate the fact that you're rooting for this guy. It doesn't negate the fact that the performance at the heart of it is really good. And nothing about it feels disingenuous. You are always with, you always feel the moments when they happen. Even though I can see it happen, like, I know this thing is coming and it happens and I'm like, oh yeah, this is the point in the movie where this happens. I'm always like, but it's happening to him. And I like the guy. So the movie made me care in that regard. Uh, and I'm glad I finally got around to it. So the inspection, really good. Jeremy Pope is the lead guy. So I, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, inspection, highly recommended. Highly recommended. Inspection, wow. Yeah, goes well with stuff like Jarhead. Um, first half of Full Metal, sure, but like, uh, it's the first time I've ever heard a first-hand experience of someone wanting to be a Marine and knowing that who he was was something they didn't want in a lot of regards or would ever respect him for in any way, mm -hmm. and yet still knew that he wanted to be that, would make him a better person, and went through that process. He was a Marine for ten, five, ten years. Right. Five years. years. Damn. Reminds me of a. This is a. This is a different. It, it was a different context. Reminds me of a. The the story around Hacksaw Ridge, like mm -hmm. that's basically what he was. Cause he was a. Uh, he was a pacifist. He wouldn't pick up a gun, but he wanted to be a medic. He knew he wanted to do that, and everybody fucking hated him for it because like you're going over there to kill the Asians. Fucking pick up a gun. He's just like no, maybe just stitch you up, not tear you down, and then everybody's just like. Well, fuck you. Then he saves 70 people in 24 hours over the dead of night in the middle of a freaking active war zone. You know? But this is like a different context. This is Iraq. There's a moment... Well, the, you never go to Iraq. And he never uh, talks about Iraq. But this is around that time. I will... Okay, so throughout the whole movie, when, he, when people first find out he's gay, the, he had one friend. He's one of the first people to beat him in the shower. When the drill sergeant and the other drill sergeant hate him and everyone in the group is like, they don't like him immediately. And then they start to see, there's a moment where the drill sergeant almost drowns him and everyone are like, uh, what the fuck just happened? There's a moment where they really do something horrible to the Muslim and everyone's like, and then the Muslim starts to see a little bit more about what, Frenchie is the main character, so he sees a little bit more of what Frenchie's going through. N almost nobody, almost nobody until the very end, everyone kind of respects the fact that he's a good Marine, but I think deep down no one would ever want to, like, 
be hugged by him because of what it would mean as an assumption towards everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, at the very end, his mom comes. Uh, spoilers, but at the very end, his mom comes. And he's like, please come to my graduation. And she does, and she's all happy. And she's like, look what you've made of yourself. That's so amazing. I can't wait for you to come back home and for all the girls to see you. Oh, you're going to get the next girl in town. And he's like, Mom, I'm... Like, the, this didn't make me straight. And she goes, why don't you say that louder? Everyone in here is going to kick your ass. All right? Whoa. I've got the power here. And the drill sergeant comes over and goes, is there a problem? And she goes, you know he's the gay... You know he's the fucking gay person. And he's like, that doesn't matter here. We didn't ask him. He didn't tell. And everyone goes, oorah, oorah. And I was like, Whoa. what the fuck? That is so Stripped. Stripped away. Up. Gone. You came here to earn, to make something of yourself, to Whoa. feel this camaraderie, Whoa. to understand that it doesn't matter. If you're a Marine, you're a Marine. doesn't matter if you're gay. doesn't matter whatever you are. If that person is a real Marine, they will accept you as a Marine. Mm-hmm. But no one in that room did. And there's something about it that really made me just... Like, it's there and he wanted it and he got it and he had to earn it on their terms, which sucks, but it, he still had to do it instead of just being open about it and being himself and being fine. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we hate you, we hate you, we hate you, but now that you're a Marine, we've got you. So there's something about it that just... It's like he still had to jump through the same hoops that he would have had to jump through for his mother. And I think the film understands that. I think it gets that. And it's one of those moments where I was like, that is bitter fucking sweet. That is really bittersweet. Because later he, he walks away from that experience. He goes outside and he sheds a tear and he looks at the window. And then an old 80-something Marine walks up and he goes, hey man, thank you for your service. And he walks away. Great movie. I really one of my favorite last shots of a movie, of him just walking away confidently. He walks mm-hmm. away confidently, but it it has a beautiful just like sunset, and it's a great magic mm-hmm. hour shot. So, really recommend the inspection. Really loved it, and yeah, I really Deacon and Geologist are the ones who are whole like really spearheading this whole uh, story. Shot this, didn't he? No, no, no. I'm okay. talking about the band. Okay. All right. All right. I was, I was Sorry. The main reason... I'm looking that, at it through the mirror, and I'm no, like... No, no, no. Deacons is done. I'm pretty sure Deacons... This is a little small for Deacons, but mm-hmm. um, Deacons shot Jarhead, so I don't think he would really want to do anything like this again. Um, okay. He... Uh, but no, Deacon and Geologist from Animal Collective are the ones that are spearheading making these albums. The other guys are on here, too, but, like, they're the ones that are focusing on turning, like, making scores for movies. So, yeah, I hope they keep going. Because this was really good. There's a couple moments where I was like, obviously you wanted to do something that they couldn't put into the movie, and that's fine, but like one or two moments. Outside of that, it blended within the film very, very well. And I was just like, yeah, man, do your thing. Be a weird little weirdo. Fuck these people. And I just loved it. I just thought it was really great. Great movie. Mm. (sighs) All right. Not going to lie. More Star Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this week, I was very curious. I finished the uh, the Aftermath series, uh, Empire's End, one of my favorite canon books. It's about the, uh, the Battle of Jakku that takes place a year after Andor. Ooh. And Andor what? Uh, 
Um, you go get him, take over. <laughs> anyway, hey, um, hang on, let's see. Right, so Empire's End. Um, it really just goes into detail, like, the whole plan, or, like, the culmination of it, whereas, um, more lore would expand on it, um, was the entire Operation Sender. I've, I've said this before, but, um... In uh, Battlefront 2, which I I really should play that on stream. Did I, you, you, you'd be entertained by me freaking out. I feel like you, I should just be with you when we play it. Fuck, I guess we gotta make that happen. Um, but we also gotta play... Bionicle. No. Like, you... You, you wanna play Bianco, Bianicle. Yes. <laughs> you wanna play Bianca. And he <laughs> wants to... We want you to watch Jake, but you've also expressed an interest for us to play your Star Wars role-playing game. Yes. You, mm-hmm. you did ask us to do that, so we do want to do that, too. Oh, okay. And I didn't, know, I didn't know that was still on the table. No, no, it's not that it's not on the table. It's just like we... I'm, I'm a pothead and he's got school. I so know. So it's just remembering which order these things should go in. Right. So like, also a movie. That's important yeah. to you. That's you important know, to movie you. Movie, so. we need a storyboard. Um, but anyway, so... It's re- it's so Operation Sender is the Emperor's contingency. So he hires this guy that's native to Jakku. His name is Gallius Rex. He's like, listen, I think I'm gonna win. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna fucking win. Mm. But in the case I don't, I want you to make sure that everybody goes down with me. That's and that whoever's and it basically is survival of the fittest, um, natural selection. Whoever's the strongest, whoever's the best, whoever's the most important stays and goes to the unknown regions to rebuild. Man, that's evil. So what he does is, so in Battlefront 2, he has these uh, devices that beam down into the atmosphere of a planet and then ruin that atmosphere. Wow. Can't grow anything. It the, uh, basically slowly starts to kill your atmosphere. Wow. So suffocation, basically. Yes. They the destroyed um, the main character's planet with it. Um... And they almost destroyed Naboo with it. Then they stopped that. So then it all culminates in Jakku. Jakku, what they did was they got the entire remaining large majority of the Imperial fleet around Jakku. They then basically spent X amount of time there basically wearing down the sanity and the discipline and the order of their stormtroopers to make them just as animalistic as like any savage you would probably find on Jakku. <laughs> And so the uh, the antagonist, the antagonist, uh, Ray Sloan, the Grand Admiral Ray Sloan, she's like, this is not my empire. This is not what I wanted. And she's like, she still very much believes in the idea of the empire, um, but she's just like, not like this. <coughs> not like this. We're not, we're not savages. Not Latlius. The empire aren't savages. They don't blow up whole planets. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, all was an inside job. Uh, anyway, so oh, no. <laughs> no, so she's trying to get revenge because Gallus Rex took her empire from her and her superstar destroyer. Um, and so it's basically this revenge mission on um, Greg Grunberg's character, Tevin Wexley. That's right. Uh, as a 16-year-old kid. Um, 
Like, his mom basically ditches him to take an escape pod to Jakku to go fucking kill Ray Sloan. And Ray Sloan is trying to kill Callie's rats for taking her empire. <laughs> it's just... Wow. It's a tangled web. Yeah. Um... And uh, there's also power struggle after the collapse of an empire. It's basically the most detailed version of the Battle of Jakku that we probably will ever get. In battle, in Damn. the first Battlefront, you got to see a superstar destroyer plunge into the earth. It's amazing. Into which earth? Uh, no, Jakku. Sorry. Okay, the plunge into the ground. Sweet. Um, Destroys the whole planet? No. How, just like Funny you should say that, Alex. That's a so because I don't know how big the ship would have been. No, it's a it's a superstar. It basically stretches across New York. And then some. That's pretty um, Like all of New York City. Like, just imagine. I, um, I would think something like the size. That would take out when like uh, That would deal with a whole hemisphere. Hold the quarter of it. I don't care. That could take out a whole hemisphere if it was going fast enough. No, it was like. No, it wasn't. So basically, what happened was. I'm sure it was like right above it. So, the, uh, again, the most detailed version. So, what happened was there was a Starhawk cruiser, and the Starhawk cruiser was made out of the parts of a Star Destroyer that the Rebellion used after the Battle of Endor. They finally created their own Star Destroyer killer. It basically, it has this giant tractor beam that will basically pull in an entire full-size Star Destroyer. Jesus. So what it did was, it said, the captain of the ship told Akbar, target the Star Destroyer's engines. I'm going to tear the... I'm going to grab hold of that Super Star Destroyer and then pull it into the, pull it into so the ground. So many dead people. 250,000 people on a, star, right. a Super Star Destroyer. So many dead people. Yeah. Fucking hell. 250,000 people on a Super Star Destroyer. Gone. Can't even imagine that number. And they all, and they <laughs> all so just eating people. dead cereal with their mom. Yeah. Um, I mean, not at that time. They were pretty much reeling, so they was pretty much all hands on. That kind of I'm budget. assuming that all of them are as pathetic as that guy. Like, all, ma- all middle management <laughs> had to pick up a gun at some point. So, at that point. Oh, pathetic. So... So basically, that's what happens. It literally pulls the Super Star Destroyer out of low orbit and into the planet's gravitational. Um, the pull. Yeah, yeah, and then just pulls it into the ground. Hell yeah, the planet does the work at that point. You can probably pull it up on here if I make a book. No. It's on Battlefront. It's like a Battlefront one. Uh, the, the look on Peter's face was very much of a of a librarian who was on her break when someone asked for help. The book? <laughs> the book? Mm-hmm. So, You're looking for what oops. book? The Bible? Oh, the book? So, Battlefront, uh, just type, type in Jakku. Peter's looking for Jakku video but, um, of a starship. But they're literally watching this thing fall out of the sky and then plunge into the freaking... The kind of thing you want Gareth Edwards to do. Yes. Like, it's not... Like, you'll probably see a piece of it, but, like, it's in the game. Yeah, that. Just, like, falling into the ground oh, at so an ankle. It's a whole mission played while it's falling? Yes. Dude, that's awesome. In the background. You can just watch it just Aww. fall into the earth. I want to fl- I want to fly under it and shit. You can't. It's not Aww. that bad. But, um... Close, but no cigar. Yes. The, one of the many errors of uh, the first Battlefront. Um, I feel like you should play more flying games. So, yeah, okay, so back to uh, it making the planet explode. So, um, so what happens is, uh, so they, they get the majority of the Imperial fleet, right, into orbit of this uh, planet, mm. which means that when the, when, the, when the New Republic now figures out that that's where the Empire is now, and they finally get through all the bureaucracy and all the sabotage... 
Like, look at that. That's freaking crazy. It's crazy. It's great. Um, but the moment it actually crashes, it just makes this giant cloud. And how big is this thing relative to, like, the moon? Oh, God. Um, is it bigger than the that's moon? That's what I'm asking. I will, uh... I'll, Sorry. I will, like, uh, if, the mo- if the moon fell <laughs> on Earth, that would completely how destroy it. Well, they made a movie out of it. A yeah. super... I want to watch it. Star Destroyer. Patrick Wilson. Halle Berry. The movie. The executive class <laughs> Super Star Destroyer. Five miles long. Damn. That's five miles long. That's how a big, lot. Of, how big is the moon? Uh, <laughs> how, how many of how many of those can you fit in the moon? Okay. Uh, I, I guarantee you that's a question that someone's asked before. Like the the Death Star wasn't as big as the moon. Okay, and, and all right. So the whole planet doesn't die. No. No. Let me get. Let me get there. Let me get there. Let me get there. Okay. So. That would require a significant amount of the rebel fleet, right, to show up and counteract this force, right? That's what it would require. So you're all. So they're all there. The majority of the Imperial fleet and a good-sized portion of the New Republic fleet is I mean, there. Yes, I mean we're saying all this like we're stu- like <laughs> like we've completely forgotten the fact that Ray is totally farting around and won in the first movie. Yeah, crash landed one. This is before she showed up on Chicken. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, okay. No, 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 let me get. Let me get. Reminded me of something. Let me get there. Let me get there. Um. So. Oh shit. So there's a good chunk of the New Republic fleet and pretty much the majority of the remaining Imperial fleet, known remaining Imperial mm-hmm. fleet. They're all there. So it turns out that the Jakku is in... There's an ancient Sith laboratory... Uh, observatory. Labrador. Sorry. I was going to say laboratory. I was going to say laboratory. Come on, man. You I was going to say laboratory. You get me on shit all the time. I was going to say laboratory. I meant observatory. I don't care what you were going to say. You said dog. <laughs> so there's an ancient Sith observatory on Jakku. Um, and... Basically, <laughs> that was from Jake to you. <laughs> he's he's bummed we're talking about Bionicle. Without him? Yeah. Get his ass in Minnesota. Anyway. Do? Yeah, come all the way over here. <laughs> yeah. He can Skype. He can't. That's why he's like. He can Skype. Nah, man, he's in school. Sorry, you! At, at 9 p.m. at night on the Sunday? At 9 p.m. at night, you have a run of sleep. By the way, it's 10 30. That's what it means, Alex. That's what it means. Who cares, man? Who gives a shit? I'm wasting the air. Who gives a shit? I'm, not writing, it, no. I'm not writing it down. Okay, so. <laughs> Like on a legal document, it's okay. Exactly, arrest my case. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no trial. I'm, you're not a fucking judge. Yeah. What? Um, you're going to school for animation. Yeah. What? That leads to I being can do judge. both. No. Don't define me. I don't define you now. I'm Go saying. On, Chris. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um. Like it's over. So there's an this ancient. Isn't sl- over. 
so there's an ancient Sith uh, observatory. And so it houses like a bunch of uh, artifacts and all that, but also it also contains the hole that goes directly down to the planet's core, and it uh, oh, starts a countdown that will destroy. This planet has a, a this planet has a place in which it can turn its own self into a Death Star-like explosion. God damn it! This Star Wars does no one learn. This is post Death Star shit. This is the second time. But the hole's underground. It doesn't matter. It turns it into I a Death Star. Can you reach underground with a plane? Can you? Can you? Does it do it in a book? So never, fly into the no, planet? I've never heard that question before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> never ever heard that in my life. What was the question? What was, I was too passionate to remember. What was the question? <laughs> Center of the Earth with a plane. <laughs> I, I want to know. Brandon Fraser did it. I want to know. Um, <laughs> he did it without a plane. So funny. I just want to know if they did it in the morning no. or at 9 p.m. at night or no. No. no, no. <laughs> um. He never answered that. No. The so the planet is set to explode <laughs> with the majority of both fleets there, <laughs> basically as a parting shot to the New Republic and wiping well, out the. I mean, obviously, it doesn't explode. No, it doesn't. No. No. <laughs> the New Republic wins handily. The Star Destroyer goes down. Um, but they were always meant to. Like, that was, it was meant to be a purification of the Empire. Um, just to purge it of all of it. Because, like, the, if the Empire fails to protect its Emperor, it doesn't have a right to exist, is the whole if you're idea. The, like, if you're very, the Empire. It's a if very you're the narcissistic thing for an Emperor to do. Yes. He's so a bad like guy, he's so it makes nice sense. Guy. Yeah, he's a bad boy. So, they prevent this from happening. It's a bunch of family drama, like... <laughs> family drama? No, so... Oh, oh, oh yeah, because of the kid and his mom. Yeah, his mom... Okay, so, it turns out... So, remember when I said, like, last week in Life Debt, that her husband... Wait, 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 let me see if I remember. So, he was mad at the mom because the mom ran away to the war because yes, the dad went to that war was the first and book. didn't return. Right. Then it turns out that the dad came back and was cool, but it turns out he was actually brainwashed and doing bad things. Yes, winter soldiered. So, he so ends up, at the end of that book, he ends up going with Ray Sloan to help her get revenge on Gallius Rex, but his motivation is, I just want to correct whatever the fuck I just did. So, like Hawkeye in Avengers. Yeah. So... Uh, he goes with uh, Admiral Sloan and, like, it tries to help it tries to uh, help her out, but he uh, he gets shot oh. and pretty much dies slowly in his wife's arms. Oh, no. um, this one does. Makes yes, sense. Very Star does. Wars. Very Star Wars. For the dad to um, die. Forward. For the dad to die, yeah. So then, before Gallius Rex dies, where he's, like, slowly shot to death, like Tom Holland shooting Robert Pattinson to death in that one movie that I saw a clip of, like, months ago. Um, what the fuck is that? What? I have no idea. Is, that, is it the Preacher movie? Of her Maybe? The one with Sebastian yeah. Stan, I think? I think... I think Pattinson and Holland are in a movie for Netflix about preachers fighting each other or something like that. You watched it, not me. Mm. I watched it? Yeah, because you liked Holland at the time it came out. Oh, Devil All the Time? Is that there really you home? go. Something like that. Devil's, so, Devil's in the name. Oh, you didn't like it. That means I might like it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, 
Okay, yeah, there's that one. So, okay, um, I... So the, uh... So he dies, uh, Temin is robbed of his father, like, they had a month together. I mean, that's... Not even that, because, like, halfway into that, like, he started being, like, gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, war is war, but that's yeah. what makes this Star Wars. Yes. You know, the epic nature so. of it. It's, makes, it's what makes Greg Grunberg so mad when Palpatine comes back. Funny you should say that. Um, I knew you were getting there. So... Um... So yeah, uh, so after that, the the whole that gang that you got to know over the course of three books, it's, um, mm. it the, they they all just go their different ways. Uh, Sinjir, the charismatic, uh, the charismatic uh, ex imperial. Uh, the charismatic uh, ex imperial. Um, he goes on to be uh, Mon Mothma's um, uh, political advisor. Um, by the way, Mon Mothma's great in this in this book, like. She, uh, like, she holds, so they're on it, so they go to an agricultural planet, but, like, her political opponent for Chancellor of the New Republic, mm-hmm. um, he turns out to be, he's in debt to a bunch of criminals, <clears throat> um, and so he, uh, is trying to sabotage her effort to become Chancellor by, like, bugging Princess Leia's personal um, protocol droid, not C three PO, for some reason. Um, Why would it be? I don't know, Peter. I don't know. Um, so Wait, does he do something important later? C three PO. Yeah, in the no. story. Okay, good. Because if he, he's important, he doesn't even show the fuck up. Okay. So I, mean, I meant in the movies. The reason, movies, yes. The reason he doesn't tamper with him is because he's important in the movies. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, in Force Awakens. No, never mind. Um, so anyway. No, he's dead. He's like in in hibernation mode. Cause he was That's R2. Oh. Who are we talking about? <laughs> Golden Rod! He's still, no, he's still with Leia. Doesn't show up in the books, even though we we see we see Leia Golden. in the books. When she's pregnant with Ben. Golden Rod? Is that like his porn name? No, that's what Han Solo nicknamed him. Remember? In the books? In Empire Strikes Back. That? Yes, hurry up, Golden Rod, to be a part of the resident. Sorry, sorry, nicknamed or just called him once? He just called him once. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the books make a big deal out of it. Okay, right. well, that's what books do. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, uh... <laughs> I totally forgot where I was. I at. just thought he called him, like, Golden Rod, like, three or four more times, and I missed it. No. Okay. But anyway, um... So I... Golden Rod. <laughs> Yeah. See, so, yeah, I totally, I totally, um... If you're sitting at work and you're listening to these audiobooks all day, I totally get where your headspace is at. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So, I, um... Yeah, it was, like, th- it was a lot of fun. Like, okay, oh, okay, now that we're over. So, Mon Mothma, she, uh, so they, the, the Senate relocates to an agricultural, like, planet. And what happens is, um... Mon Mothma decides, hey, uh, political opponent for uh, chance uh, for a chancellor, uh, I'll go with you. I'll hit ride with you. Um, but they delay the vote to go to war on to send the fleet to Jakku uh, because they can't land. Because they brought a fruit. Because she brought a fruit with her. I'm sorry, could you just say gay person? No. Okay. 
No, because the <laughs> What the fuck just happened? Wow. What just happened? <laughs> I made you a homophobe for just one second. What? <laughs> Sorry, Chris. What did I say? It's been done. It's on recording. I will, I will stop I'm and sorry. listen to what I say. You're not fucking tell me what I just say. Can we? Should we just go back? Should we just restart? Are you serious? Okay. Fruit is a negative term for a gay person. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know the speed in which you got that. I would have hoped you would have understood that. <laughs> sorry. You just said the word fruit, and Alex is like, you can just call it a gay Mostly, person. mostly because I thought it was shocking that there was an actual fruit involved in that's this That's so weird. Because I was Thank just you. about to explain the importance of the fruit. Wait, no, it was a good setup. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> so this fruit is doing what in this adventure? I can't. Now I can't. Now I can't. Now I can't. Now I can't explain it. Empire Zen, I, I totally oh, enjoyed no. it. I totally enjoyed it. Something that can't go onto the agricultural planet because it'll be it'll toxify whatever the fuck they're doing. They're very like, wait, 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 wait. So how much of this is just like a crazy? No, just one tiny little thing. And it'll for a whole the planet? entire planet. Yeah, because they're super anal about their their uh, their income. Not so, the war. Yeah. But the fruit. Yeah. Cause Cause so, oh, as planet. a trait, because there's a lot of fucking trade in this story. Yes. God damn it. So. No, she, it's literally her pulling a fast one on him. It's like, they can't vote without us. We are stuck here, up in the atmosphere, in the uh, orbit of this planet. They, We cannot be... If we're not there in person for this vote, they can't vote. So politics saved the day? Yes. Hmm. Because there were five people that voted against sending the fleet to uh, Jakku, and the theory is that this... Um, this opponent was like, I'll vote to go to Jakku. You five say no. And then that way I look good and none of that suspicion's on me. So this space adventure about a crashing starship just turned into a political endeavor? No, this is With happening fruit. before fruit. all that shit. Okay. So they're trying to get the fleet to Jakku okay. at this point. So... Um, so Han and, uh, Temin and, uh, Sinjir and all them guys, they try and find those five people and figure out why they said no, and then it turns out they're all, like, being blackmailed by, like, gangsters who are, like, very, who don't want the New World Republic to take over because that means that their business is going to suffer. Yeah. So, they fix that problem, um, and then, yeah... But then, it was just funny. Then, then at the end of the book, uh, Mon Mothma, when she hires Sinjir, is just like, can you take this bag of fruit to that uh, my political opponent to show him? Aww. Like, to be petty? Spiteful. Spiteful? So, you she, know. Should, she should become a really, like, cunning politician. Yeah. In all of this war, is what you're saying. These yeah. books really put her out that way. Yeah. yeah. It, made, it really made me think of her character in Andor. Like, there's a lot of consistency there. Is she around during the sequel trilogy at all in the movies? No, know. she's dead before then. Okay. She dies of uh, disease. Okay. Um, it's recorded in Bloodline. Um, it's a layup book, anyway. Uh, so, you'll probably listen to him. It is It is saved in my phone. Like, I'm, re- I'm ready to listen to it. 
Um, Folks, reading is fun. Audiobook or not. Yeah. Um, Especially if it's a damn good narrator. Um, So, yeah, Empire's End, I recommend it. So so then I had to, like, jump. I was like, okay, now where am I going to go? Jump! I have to... I have to figure out where I want to go next. Mm-hmm. I want to stay in current canon. Then book I wise. book wise. Yeah, book wise. Resistance Reborn, the novel leading up to the Rise of Skywalker. This takes place after the Last Jedi when Thanos shows up and wipes out the uh, Resistance. Now, um, well, essentially that's what happened in the book. Yes. No, in the Last Jedi. <coughs> Oh, okay. So anyway, um, I uh, wanted to listen to this because, like, I read this book, the physical hard copy, because I got it when it came out at Target. It was like, I read that book in, like, 12 hours, like, 11 hours. It's like, start to finish in one day. Oh, wow. My eyes were twitching. It was great. Um, I didn't do anything else except stay in bed and just read that book. Um, eat? A little bit. Okay. She wear a diaper? No, I was close enough to the bathroom. Okay, so... That's what's a book. I take it with me. I take oh, shit and just sit in the toilet. I mean, pissing is hard. Yeah. Um... It's... Okay. Oh, you would sit down to pee. Yeah. Okay. I got it now. Um... So anyway, it's basically, it's them trying to rally people together to, like, join the resistance. But this is a very typical example of, the, of a dissonance between brick and mortar. There's a, there's a dissonance here. It's like a gap. In that the author didn't really know what was going to happen and what was actually going to happen. Yeah, I think not everyone knew what was going to happen after the response that they got. There's a scene where Finn is sitting down with Ray in the Millennium Falcon and they're like talking. They're having like pretty much like a kind of a deep conversation. But uh, Pope is from Poe's point of view. So he doesn't get all that, whatever they were talking about. And so then he interrupts and he's talking to Finn and, Finn, and he tells Finn, he's like, are you and Ray? Like, and then Finn's like, oh, no, no, we're just friends. He's like, what about, what about Rose? And he's like, no, no, just friends too. And I'm just like, she, this author wanted them, if anything, to be a gay couple, and I'm just like, bless you. That's probably what should have happened at that point. But like, I think there was there was a dissonance. There, there, again, dissonance of brick and mortar. Do I think that you could? I think what I would have appreciated more in the movies is if they just had a, just a phenomenal bromance. Yeah. If they were alone together, or Ray died, yeah, why not? But like, I think he should have been with Ray. I think See, that's should, that's, that's I what think, I'm thinking. I think Ray should have danced with the fact that you've got this like guy that she's interested in who's mysterious and everything, but like, oh no, he's a neo-Nazi. I should probably go with like the black yeah. rising Jedi cool dude that was a that was a um, uh, stormtrooper, but mm-hmm. has now realized that that entire life is bad. 
Right. Like, that's how things probably should have gone. Or maybe he should have been with Rose, and then Ray should have gotten to the point where, like, she just was above romantic relationships in terms of what her goals were in life. All Jedi are asexual. There's a difference between being asexual and being like, I just don't have time to be in a relationship. I have time to start a rebellion. Like... That's probably one of the problems that Leia and Han had, is the constant friction of war and being in a personal relationship. So I think you could have told that story well, but, like, none of that had an opportunity. I I find it interesting that the book is like, yeah, sure, make him gay. Why not? Because there's really no answer to any of it if you care about the romantic interest. There was that moment. There was the moment where uh, Poe helped uh, Finn with his tie. That was kind of, like, sort of pointed in that direction. But I can't say with 100% certainty, like... Like in the movies? No, in the in the uh, oh, book. okay. Um, They're just kind of hinting towards something a little personal. Yes. Okay. Um, and, but uh, they bring Wedge out of retirement, and uh, that raised a, a very interesting question with me. So they get into a room. <clears throat> Literally, there's this... Okay, no, 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 hold on. Hold on. So there's this moment in the book where... They get all these people, all these old pilots from Wedge's old squadron. Um, they recruited them, and then they got a bunch of other different people. Uh, they had to fight some people to the, to the death. For some other side characters had to do that. Um, but uh, they're all there, and then they all, some of them get into a fight, and then Poe gives this amazing like speech of just being like, Listen! It's an empire. It was an empire-ruled galaxy for twenty fucking years. Some of us are gonna be from that shit. Okay, you all have to get over that. Yeah, that's true. Like some, like most, most of you, if not all of you, have had some dealing with the empire. Like it's, it's what makes it. Or the first order, more, whatever. It's what makes it an even more interesting world. Yeah, like alliances are even more clouded. So, like all of you, get over it. Like I, like my, I have blood on my hands. The last Jedi happened. That was my fucking fault. I have to overcome that. And that's basically mostly what Poe's whole thing is. His whole motivation in the book is, I have to fix what I fucking did. I mean, I don't... It does... Or I have to... Atone? Yes. I don't feel like he necessarily feels like that at the end of that movie, but I do... I do find it interesting. And I think it just adds a wrinkle, really. Yeah, I don't think... uh, I think it's a good thing, is what I'm saying. It's yeah. just more character development and everything. But, right. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So it's basically just a bunch of characters from the expanded universe. Up until, basically, the book as a whole is a love letter to the expanded universe up until that point. Up until right up until the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So characters from Aftermath, from Bloodline, from Battlefront Two, they all show up in this book, and they all do some work. stuff. Yeah. Um, so, and I appreciated that as somebody who has played Battlefront 2, read Aftermath uh, to completion now, and, um, You're yeah. Uh, so, and there's Red Bloodline before. Um, so, I very much appreciated that on that level, um, but, yeah, it was just, like, you don't really get Ray's point of view, which I would have really liked. The Ray doesn't really do a lot in this book if at all like she chokes on her food at one point and then she has to leave the room and that was kind of awkward um that was really really strange like like leia complimented her and she's just like just starts choking on her food and it's like 
Okay? Alright? Moving on? Maybe they felt like the books are for the other characters since the movie's mostly about her. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, Alex. I don't know, Peter. I don't know! Okay. You'll never know. Stop asking! It's not that I mean, it's okay. It's anyway. I can ask rhetorical questions. So can you? Oh no. So the though but there was a moment where they were all they they had to get all the leaders in the room and I took a personal note of they're all people from the old war, which is not really what I wanted. Like Poe's there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like all the important people are there, but the the age of the room, the average age of the room really shows. And I'm just like, damn it. Oh, wow. Damn it! Damn. Um, it's like Wedge is in there. I wish he had more. Anyway, all right. So that led me to something that I had to. I had to do it. Um, I got the Rise of Skywalker audiobook, which okay. is probably the only. Okay. It's only no, Okay. Alright, that's... I'm good. He's good. actually leaving. He's actually leaving. Good. I don't have to talk about it. Well, you're he's actually him. leaving. He's actually leaving. He's, he has left the building. Yes, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> what great timing with Subway... No, Jimmy John's... <laughs> No, this has been waiting outside for a bit. I was waiting for a good opportunity to go get it. <laughs> wow. That's my lunch for tomorrow. i got to wake up at 7. Why are you bringing it in then? Because I'm going to eat, be, eat some tonight and i got to train somebody in the morning tomorrow. So gotcha. I, don't, I won't have time to make anything. I'm going to have to be talking to That is time. hilarious. Anyway. Um, I've been waiting to do that. Yep. <laughs> so I got the Rise of Skywalker. I got the Rise of Skywalker audiobook. <laughs> this is a good episode, guys. Very. Um, I got the Rise of Skywalker audiobook because it's probably the most pal- palatable way for me to digest this film. Um, Another perspective. No, just I need to get into these characters' heads, which is something that the movie doesn't slow down to do. Yeah, another perspective. Yes. So. Here's, here's what I was hoping it would do. I was hoping it would, in a way, re-edit the movie in a way. Was it before or after the movie was made? Uh, after. I don't know. Um, at least I hope it was after. You released a novelization before the movie? You fucking stupid! No, when it was written. Oh. No, it was, so it was probably most written novel- in tandem. Most novelizations are written with the first script... As their reference point. Oh, no. This follows the movie pretty well. Mm. Um, except it starts at different points. So, the um, so it starts with Ray floating with the rocks, right? It starts there, and then they expanded on the conversation between Leia and uh, Ray because, I don't know if you knew this, but Carrie Fisher's dead. Oh, shit. And they had to... They felt obligated to use whatever footage they could find between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi to keep her in the movie because they didn't want to kill off Leia. Probably should have. 
After seeing Wakanda forever, yeah, they probably should have. <laughs> um, anyway, so... People, people can just die. Yeah. Why can't a character just die? She was floating in space for X amount of time, and it then does. in the book she was feeling it. It sucks. And that's why she died in the novelization! That's why she died in the novelization, because she was so ill for being in space for X amount of minutes! Are you serious? I have no idea what Chris just said. <laughs> she died because she was in space for so long. In Last Jedi! So she suffered later on in her years. So, like, in her... She dies in I Lies, correct? Yes. And she dies... But she wakes up after being in a coma in the second movie to see her hologram brother and then goes back and trains Ray for a while. For a year. For a year. But then falls back asleep in Rise. And it's because of all the exposure to space that she had. And that she used... Okay, so in the novelization, Luke has been calling to her like hey time to go it's time to go she's just like no not yet i'm not done <laughs> so her brother's like kill yourself no yeah kill yourself no she's like no just like let it happen yeah die kill yourself and Leia's just like no i'm not done yet i still have i still have work to do oh get a toaster in the bath but like like uh, luke is just like no there's <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, just put R2 in the bath. Saying I should write <laughs> just saying I shouldn't write these books, but that's you should. It sounds like you should be writing that book. You still found a better way to do it than I could. Isn't you Man, I love how if Fuck, I wanted, he's right. If I really wanted to tell the worst Star Wars story, I still would need to do it with detail and it would be with Chris's help. Anyway, so no, so Luke is just calling to her saying, hey, it's time. There's only one thing really you need to do, and that's call for Ben. Um, and so... I'm calling you for you to call Ben. Yeah. And so the whole flashback <laughs> with Leia and Luke fighting in the forest <laughs> is actually played... <laughs> Does that make any fucking sense? Why can't he just call for Ben? I don't ben fucking was, know. Ben wasn't listening. He tried to get He's kind of red at that point. Yeah, Ben wasn't listening. Um, so, um, but, like, that whole flashback with her and Luke fighting in the forest is actually from Leia's point of view in the book. Like, she remembers that after she's talking with Rey in the forest, mm. where she's floating from the rocks. Um, okay. Like, which I found to be a very interesting choice. Like, listening to these books, it really helped me, like, expand my theater of the mind. So, seeing these images in my head, and how I would personally block them and, like, com com like compose them as shots, like, it was very interesting to see. It's like, oh, so this is where you put that. Like, that's I, interesting. I love doing that, too, with books that are either novelizations or adaptations into movies. It's, yeah. My mom hated it. She's like, you need to, you need to read more books that aren't movies. <laughs> but I did love doing that. So. Still do. Um... And but then it's just it just follows the movie after that, um, and I was very disappointed by that. It doesn't really add a lot, like especially with Leia's dialogue, her existing dialogue in the movie. It doesn't add to that at all. Um, 
But it does a lot of work to probably do yeah. the lift. It tells a lot from her perspective, but it doesn't add her speaking lines. But that's, I mean, I think that's a bit of a tough line to follow. Because yeah. if you're adding more lines to it that become canon in some way, mm-hmm. she's dead. Yeah. It's, it feels the a one little, thing, I can understand the author being like, I just don't want to. The one thing I did appreciate in regards to Leia was that uh, Billy Lord's character was basically her helper in the book. She was her... I feel like she was around her a lot in the third movie, too. Wasn't yeah, she supposed but, to like, but they expanded on that. Like she was there for more than just the scenes that, that she was in with Leia. I, I, I kind of got the vibe in the movie that she spent a little bit more time with her. Yeah. I did like that touch from the author, though, that they added that perspective. Just expanded it more. Yeah, it's expanded nice. a little bit. Because it's the expanded edition. Um, that's the, yeah, it's the intent of books. So, so okay. So a few funny points, then I'll move, and then I'll move on. I promise. Um, so remember Zori Bliss, like the best part of Red Skywalker. In my opinion? I think you talked about this book before on the show. No, but there were things that I missed. I didn't get this far. I'm just remembering now that you have. No, I got as far as chapter four. I haven't gotten this far. Oh, that's right, you didn't finish. I didn't finish it. You didn't finish. Um, <clears throat> so, remember when there's, I think there was a part where Ben's looking for, was, Ben's on K- Kijimi, the snowy town planet. Yeah. And, um, so it turns out that, uh, like, there was a part where, like, the stormtroopers are looking for the resistance people. And it turns out, I remember this scene. And then what even, makes it even funnier is that Zori Bliss, they had already left the planet by then, the Poe, Finn, and Ray, and all of them. They had already left the planet to go to the Star Destroyer and uh, rescue Chewie. <laughs> um, Zori Bliss is just right above them on a rooftop, just listening to them, trying to skirt past them to her Y-Wing and to warn the Smuggler's Guild on uh, Kijimi. I just found that I just found that detail funny. That's nice. That's like, she's just above them, just yeah, listening. Just there. Watching him throw a tantrum. She's a spy. You know? Yeah. She's good at her job. She's also hot. Um, well, I mean, she's hot because she's good at her job. Yes. And Carrie Russell's good looking, but I think she was hot because she was good at her job. Uh, but all the... But, like, there was the... Mm. Uh, getting into Ray's head from the novel... Made it a bit more digestible. You know, like, the author really tried her best to really spin that fucking Palpatine twist into something, you know, that I can take in as information. That's it. I'm mad. <laughs> tried their best. And I'm just like, made me almost think that maybe, maybe. There's a version of this movie that's actually that's actually good despite all that shit. All that gross okay, okay. smelling. I'm, not, I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna barrel this down a little bit more. Do you think that there's a way that Palpatine can come back in this movie at all that can work? In what movie? Surprise of Skywalker. Ah, okay. Perhaps. Fuck you. No, the answer is no. I it's know no, the answer is no. Time, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I just played a game where a Sith spirit just possessed another human being, and then just fought me for like a minute and a half before I cut her in half, and then Jesus. 
Christ. <laughs> That's what happens when you get me turn on the dismemberment mod. Um, Any decision is better than going back. Yeah, it is. Any decision is better than going back. So I'm. I'm. It's a hard job to have to jump through the hoops. I'm glad she right. figured out a way that kept you interested. But the answer to my question is no. I know. And I no. Just, okay. So always no every time. So here's my. Okay. So here's where. Um, and I actually kind of got a little lump in my throat mm. when it came to Ben and Han. Okay. Like, that actually made me emotional. What, what they added to what was in the movie? No, like, yeah. Like, just from Ben's point of view. Mm. Watching him talk to his dad. Mm. When he calls him dad, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm going to freaking cry. Like, I didn't respond to that before. In the, and you're saying that what the book is doing? Yeah. What is the book's... Uh, it's, ba- it's basically just... I know. Just from telling it from Ben's point of view. That's what I'm saying. All that added thought and verbiage just added enough to that what, movie to that scene. What does the character say? Because I'm not... No, it doesn't say anything different than what's in the movie. I'm, I genuinely want to see if there's any lines or if there's any specific detail because I've, I'm interested. Like, what is yeah. it that Ben gets from that moment that's added. Is there like a line where he's like, I saw my dad differently or I saw something, I feel something different. I'm just interested. Like, it's not like, well, it's, uh, it's basically, yeah, I just saw my dad. Like, he's just like, he's very shook by what Leia did. Leia, in that moment, he just felt that unconditional love of a mom. Just being like, after all I fucking did, being a neo-Nazi and all, I'm still loved by my parents. Snoke was a fucking bastard liar. Dude, I gotta tell you, I got the exact opposite from the inspection. That mom did not forgive her son. <laughs> so, wow. Um, in this movie, wow. Um, but, okay, so that is very cool. Because yeah, I and that's what they, guides him through I, that experience. I don't think what they express very well in the movie is how much he is responding to what his mother did. I feel like it's another moment between him and his dad. Yeah. But yep. the actual action that his mother takes and how he responds to that as a choice she's made, in the book, uh, shedding more light on that, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I That's what I was looking for. So, yeah, it's just really... And, and like everything after that, and then it's just the scene with, uh, with Ray and Luke on Octo... And I'm just like, motherfucker. That's when I started getting angry again. Mm. And then I got then I started getting mad. I'm just like, this fucking conversation sucks. And you're like, Ray is just like a really bipolar in this whole book. Because, like, it's just... And here's the thing. I'm so glad it happened because it was even funnier to me. The author didn't even touch Finn's point of view. Because, like, what was he... What was he going to tell Ray? I just wow. wanted to know that. Didn't even go there. Didn't even wow. tell from the, from it. From his point of view. Didn't even get inside his head. No answers. That is fucked up. Let me ask you one more question. Okay. Rose? From Rose's point of view? Any any in th- any information on Rose? Dude. <laughs> and I'm not blaming the author that could be... St- she fixed up the Falcon pretty fast. That was a deleted scene that they added back into the book. She's a mechanic. Just- yeah! Basically the mechanic now. Yes. She's also a really good planner. She's detail-oriented. 
That's it. It's more than Finn. Not wrong. It's more than Finn. I mean, guy. think it. Think it's half of the Force Awakens. And and that Last Jedi. And he then gets, cheated in the he end. He gets half of two movies. <laughs> he gets half of two movies. And then blue balled in the end. Anyway, he's barely in right. He was promised really so much, barely, is what you're saying. Really barely also, he says Ray just as much as he does in the movie. It really, really makes me want to watch She Clone Tyrone. I haven't watched it yet. People love it. I'm excited. John Boyega, I'm a fan of his outside of Star Wars. And I want him to go back to Star Wars, but I want him to go back on his terms. So, um, so anyway. That is crazy. I. Throughout the entire book, it's just like. At the beginning of the book, I knew I was in for I knew I was in for a treat because Ray is telling Leia, "I have to go on this mission because I have to finish what Luke started." And then, literally, her next scene is with Maz, and she's just like, "I don't know if I can do this." <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that's that's how I would feel like you would say that shit to Leia, and then you look at Maz, who's li- more. And then you walk away, and you start breathing into a paper bag. Yeah, because I feel like Leia's Leia's Leia, and then yeah. Maz, you're just like, okay. Also, Maz didn't want to help the Resistance in Resistance Reborn. When Poe went to get Maz's help, she's just like, no. She's been in the game for a while, you know. Thousand years, you know. Yeah, what? Yeah, she's a thousand years old. Okay. She's been running a pirate tavern for a thousand years. God damn it! So she might be older than that. Can, yeah. I can't fucking deal with. She looks so good. I oh, can't do. Oh I can't my god! Oh my god! Do I have a chance? No. <sighs> she's fiction. Peter, where are your oranges? What? I ate them all. I ate them all. You shouldn't have. Should I poop them? You should. First of all, I'm up to grapefruits these days. Watermelons if I'm lucky. Anyway. So... Eight Days a Week is a movie about a guy who wants yep, to have sex yep, with a girl. Yep, 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 With Carrie Russell in it. Cool. Anyway, so... That's fucks a watermelon. God. I think my favorite uh, bit of the behind the scenes to The Rise of Skywalker was that Carrie Russell never took off that helmet that she was in Resorey Bliss. Why would set. you? Why would you? Because it's so badass, and no one has to treat you. Also, it's Star Wars. Wars. Come on, it's she's allegedly a fan. Allegedly, they say that. Um, I, her character is badass. She's yeah. she to me is the kind of person you should Boba Fett. Yeah, you should Boba Fett that character. I was like, where's my fucking Zori Bliss comic? Where's my TV show? Why would they waste the TV show on her? Because it's because she's Carrie fucking Russell. She was just in the Americans. Where Anybody she can wear that mask. Apparently, was in that Mandalorian. Carrie Russell yeah. just was in a TV show where she played a spy and murdered a bunch of people. Anyway, let me move on. Then I gotta move on. Okay, so the other thing. It's a good show. The other thing was uh. It's good here. We go to we go back to Octo, because Ray's throwing a hissy fit after of her being a Palpatine and probably a murderous psychopath. Um, also. Her killing Chewie, that still fucking hurts. Why? Because Chewie shows up again five minutes later. Oh, I gotcha. Um, not even five minutes later. It's still a waste of time. Very much a waste of time. Um, no, so then she, in the book, she mind tricks Finn to stay with the ship when she goes out to the desert. 
What? That's what, that's what happened. What? Remember that joke when she uses the mind trick on yeah, the stormtrooper? No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me, I'll back up in a second. Like, oh, that is a violation. Remember that joke? Oh my. Remember that joke? Remember that joke in the first Skywalker where she mind tricks the stormtrooper just like, and then Finn and Poe just like, did she do that? Did she do that? No, that was Force Awakens. But like, she, uh, she does the mind trick on the stormtrooper and um, she. No, Finn and Poe are like, does she do that to us? And she's like, and they're like, um, and Poe's just like, I don't think so. And then they do that in the book, and then that's the, then she mentions it in the book, she's like, she had to use a little bit of force suggestion to make Finn stay with the ship. What? What? That is a (laughs) violation. That's not, that's not doing the work as a, as just as a story. You have to force a character to do something. I, why couldn't she just sit him down and have a heart to heart with him? I just why couldn't there be a conversation? Because there's a because there's a tie fighter heading your way. You you don't have time to like. So she completely violated his like there's no humanity. Time. There's no time. I can't. That's all I got. Guys. Why would he say no to that? Why would he, why would he <laughs> not know. say? Oh yes, I'll help. Because he's got to tell her something. No, because she wants to do it herself. I'm gonna go that's and get Jimmy worse, John's. Man, that's not what Star Wars <laughs> is about, man. That is. Stupid. No, you're gonna have Jimmy Dunn show up on your door and let it sit out there for God knows how long. Dude, that's literally taking away the even more agency from Finn. You've stripped him from everything. That makes Ray worse. I don't know what to tell you guys. Ray did that or Leia did that? Ray did that. I really (laughs) hate this movie. I really hate this movie for what it makes. Other people have to. I, my, I, have listen, to my eyes bulged. Whoa, 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 wait. Like, I just, she forced him. Ah. Uh, no, literally that happened. 1977. That happened, and I must have been in the middle of something, like, doing something important <laughs> where it was, like, detail-oriented. Because, like, when I thought back on it, I was just, like, my eyes went huge. Like, I was like, oh, why, my God. Why couldn't she it's just... shocking. Yeah. Why, why couldn't she just... Why couldn't he just do it to be a good person? Why did she stay with the ship while I have this tie fighter? It just seems like a way for them to to not to jump to avoid a lot of obstacles in order for the plot to move forward in both their book and to match the movie. Fuck but that. at the same time, that really, really Fuck ruins that. a lot of characters. So anyway, it's a terrible choice. I terrible choice. Um, she just made them teleport with Nightcrawl from X Men, where you looked a lot better. Bam! 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 Um. So one of my favorite things in movies. So this is canon. Okay. Okay. Let's, 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 let's move along. <laughs> I want to give it. I'm the same. I'm respect to this shit. So one. Okay. A few more things. I just thought it would be. I just no. I just thought of a better version of the movie. That's oh, pretty fair, much fair, all fair. that happened. Okay, go ahead. That's pretty much all that happened. I just thought, like, man, if there was ever time to just fan service the fuck out of this, you better make all them Jedi show up and support Rey because she needs it right fucking now. If there was ever time to fan service, it was right then and fucking now in October because the lines of a thousand generations living you now. This is your fight. I will always be with you. No one's ever really gone. That's fucking powerful shit in the right context. But you didn't do it because you're lazy. And you only had 14 months to shoot this shit. Obviously, they were it, lazy. It, it's never worked for me. Never worked for me. That entire end has never worked. The only thing that works for me is how cool um, Driver is, is Ben. Like, he's just, yeah. like, the shift into good in all of the way he acts, it's, it's just, he's such a good actor. Not enough of it. It's insane. And I think, Fair. I think, 
I think Daisy Ridley is the best in this movie. Um, I think she's fantastic in this movie. But so, I, I got to the part... None of that works. And then one more thing. One more dumb thing happened. Where... You, okay, you remember that little spinny wheel droid that was introduced? Uh, Dio? That was voiced by J.J. Abrams? No. This giant... like It had the green... It was, it was orange and... No, not BB-8. What? It was another spinning dude? Yeah, but it was a wheel, not a ball. Oh. Yeah. No. So... Ray fixes up this droid because they found it on that ship. That is it D one O or D one zero? I think it's D think it's D one zero. So Dick? Yes. Um Dick. So No, that's not it. That's uh, that's Inversio's droid. Yes, that one. It's so on that ship that they found a Pasana, that desert planet. <laughs> so it's a wheel with a cone on it. This motherfucker! Mother so this guy, um, they found on that uh, on that assassin's uh, ship on that desert planet in Rise of Skywalker, and Ray fixes uh, him up. And um, so the whole movie is them trying to find a way to get to Exegol. They're trying to find that Sith uh, wayfinder that shows the routes to uh, Exegol. Um, and so Ben destroys it, and then Ray takes. Um, Ben's TIE Fighter to Octo, but then that TIE Fighter still has the Wayfinder intact, even though she burned the TIE Fighter down, but then she takes Luke's X-Wing that Luke raises out of the water for for her, which, really, she should have done that, because she lifted rocks in the last movie, because that really would have been a powerful moment of, okay, I'm taking this fight on. Anyway, so she, um, so she goes, and then she, uh, okay, no, hold on. So, Finn, after they come back, and then they find out Le- Leia's dead, and then Finn comes up to Poe and is just like, hey, this little wheel droid has all the info we need on Exegol. That little droid has been with them since Pasana. Wheeled with them all the way through that snowy planet Kajimi and then ended up here. They were all trying to find the Wayfinder. And then that little fucking droid had everything they needed on Exegol. And then Ray sent the coordinates with the Wayfinder to the Resistance. The next <laughs> and it's played by J.J. Abrams? <laughs> the dude is played by J.J. Abrams, yes. Fuck that guy. <coughs> oh my god. You've, you've actually managed to make me dislike that movie more. <laughs> I got to the part where, uh, what's his face from Lost? Um, uh, the, the, the guy who's addicted to drugs from Lost. Uh, it's been a while, sorry. Um, shit, what was his fucking name? I know his character's name. What does he look like? Uh, a guy. <laughs> white, black, long hair, short hair? Uh, long hair, uh, weird eyebrows. Um, there, the rest is Skywalker. Uh, cast. Uh, stand by. Dominic Monaghan, thank you. Um, his I character... Charlie. Charlie, yes. The guy from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Thank you. Um, if you'd have watched them recently, you'd probably have said it a lot, Joe. I got... Like... I got up until the point where he's like, we should really do a hold maneuver, do some real damage. I knew what the next line was going to be. I turned it off. I have not finished the book. I got mad right up at that point. I was like, fuck this. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. You, you fucking dumb. You got real far in that book? I got that far. I got right up until the th- beginning of the third act. I would have like, quit at the Finn part. <laughs> she, she forced him 
to stay. I think the curiosity. If I it was back stripped him of going. all character. I gotta go back. All to the dignity, novel. all humanity, just to. Oh yeah, um, you can stay there. Mm-hmm. It's not a good movie, man. It's not a. It's good not a good movie. movie. It's so, not a good Star Wars. The movie. book had the it's opportunity to like fix all of it. Yeah. Terrible Star Wars. Movie. And it it like quadrupled down. I'm, dude. I don't. I don't blame him for not wanting to come back. Fuck that, man. Because I know what happens in that third act. I just don't want to put up with it. John Boy, but I have to. My my guess is it'll probably offer some really interesting Ben stuff. Yeah, that's about it. You know (laughs) that. I I just I liked him as Ben, and I don't care whether he was if they'd have kept him the villain the whole way through, he probably would have been still just as interesting. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. A good actor either way. I don't know. I just, just yeah, you made me just making me mad. Colin Trevorrow somehow had the better idea. Yeah, it's shocking. A, it's it's a good idea. I like shocking. It better. Yeah. Ray should have started an actual. So from now on, when I watch the sequel trilogy, I'll watch Divorce Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Anyway, can you imagine forcing your friend to just do something for yes, you? Yes, if I had Did that power. Did he ever find out? If I had that power, there's no chance. No, I, I didn't it. finish the third. I got to, up to the third act, and then I stopped. If I had that power, there's no telling what I would do with it. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. How could you do that? She's also a Palpatine. Who's watching the Watchmen, man? Who's watching the Watchmen? I would. I would never do that to my friend. You never know until you can do it. Anyway, I would so, not do that. You never know. I would. I would say, can you stay with the ship so we don't die? Yeah. Thank you, dude. You don't know what you would do. You're I'll also a hero. You don't know what you would do, and then when you have that power, we're having this argument. You'd be like, I do know. No. Yeah. No. So. Uh, it would. No, I totally wouldn't. You would. I would 100 would. percent wouldn't. You would gain that power and prove me wrong. I, gain mm-hmm. it and prove me wrong. I'd be cool, but I wouldn't do I that. I knew it. I knew it. I wouldn't force some, I wouldn't force someone who's just as good as me to do something good. No, it's not about doing good. It's like Alex, I need you to do something. I'd be like, yeah, and then I forget, and you're like, mm, and no, 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 no. This, no. Is a, this is a war. You would immediately go, okay, yes, I got you. No, this is a yes, you would. Not if I disagree with you, because like, how many times in these Star Wars movies there's someone's like, you should stay in one place, and then they don't, and then they go, and then they help. Aren't you stay with the ship? How many times? Or like, just. The entire third act of Attack of Clones wouldn't happen if they didn't stay on that ship. Or just don't do it. No, people don't listen sometimes. That's the whole point of these movies. If these people didn't make the decisions they had, we wouldn't have third act. Ray just wanted to deal with Kylo's TIE fighter on her own. Do you mean Kyle? (laughs) Both of you. TIE fighter. (laughs) Fuck face. Hang hang on. So he, he left. A horrible, horrible place where he was stripped of all of his dignity, all of his personality. Humanity, he literally yeah. just had numbers so he as an numbers. identification, right? Yeah. He left that to join the good guys, and the good guys who are his friends do the exact same fucking thing that the previous people did to him. That is an interesting introspection, yes. People are not black and white, man. But he's he black. is. The world is not black and white. I am black and he white. He is, and she is. Now that's black and white. It is. Yeah. 
And she's horrible. What? No, she's the hero. Why would she do that she's to him? But why would she do that to him? We, she explained. He explained I why. I don't know. He explained. There's why. a time There's no time. The morality of it. There's no time, Peter. There are WMDs in Iraq. Okay, I'll go do it. I'm in the war. But what if you meet somebody who doesn't feel the same way as you and decides to do what they want to do? Then I'd do it. But you're not there. They are. What does she do? Controls him. Yes. She controls him like a puppet. I'm just asking you to understand her position. No. That's a horrible thing to do to a friend. There's no morality to it. Anyway. It's black and white. Black and white. No gray. Anyway. So. So. um, (laughs) I agree with you, dude. They're fake characters. Terrible writing choice. So anyway. um, You've made me dislike that. I have to go back to the actual physical copy to make sure that those words were in there. Like I have, like I'm going they're to do that. There, they're in there. I'm going to do that like tomorrow evening when I get off work. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, he, she did that. Jealousy news. Anyway, so anyway, I tried, I tried. It fucking sucked. Um, Ahsoka this week, very good. Um, very fan servicey, but in a good way. Um, she me- so she meets with Anakin in the world between worlds, and then they. She's like, because I have to finish your training. And it's basically, uh, uh, just, she has to like decide. She's like, are you going to keep coasting and letting all this shit happen and let pe- pushing people away, or are you actually going to live? Are you actually going to like, actually like fucking do this shit? Um, and uh, basically at the end of it, you get a cool bunch of like stuff. And it's like, you get Captain Rex in live action. You don't, he doesn't take his helmet off, though. Um, we know what he looks like. Yeah, we do. Um, it's like everybody else. I don't know. So yeah, uh, there is one more thing. <clears throat> I have to get this right though. Um, I did watch. I did watch something else uh, actually this week. Um, but Peter, I have to ask you a question. Hey, are you the guy looking to buy the starship? <laughs> You're damn right. I watched it. I lied. <laughs> he lied to you. Wow. Long way to get to Adventures of Zen. What do you think? <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I literally watched. I literally watched all of it today. Um, because I was just like, all right at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> well, my next week would have been the finish line. The guilt really hit you. Damn right. <laughs> Your power of suggestion worked, Peter. What of being my friend? Yes. Yeah, like that. You totally would. You totally would force somebody to do that. You totally would. Yes, I would. See, I, this is what I'm saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Saying. His judgment is what makes people do this shit. I may give you shit, but I don't ride your ass. I give you one thing, <laughs> and then I give you shit, and I let it go. This guy. This is different. This guy has a sense of disdain because he's so fucking good. This is different. This is something that I made that I wanted you to watch as a friend. Hey, friend who also likes film who's on a podcast <laughs> that I'm with, would you like to watch the thing that I made? No. This is what I've been working with for four years. This is what I've been working with for five years, man. I didn't even make this shit. I just want to watch it. If I would have forced him, I would have done it by now. You don't have that power. You don't know until you have it. I, I could have been like, we're not watching the movie tonight. We're watching Adventures of Zemanak. So you would do it. I haven't, and I never did. You don't have the power because you don't know. 
If he had it though, he would have watched it earlier. No, I could have. I, he could have came in and I could have been like, sit down, we're watching it. But instead, I let him listen to his audio books. You would have. You say you I didn't I'm though. Saying you would have. If you had but the I power. Didn't. If you had power. I did, and I didn't do it. You don't have the physical force power of Star Wars to make people do things. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Then why compare me? <laughs> because it's. I think you would. Fucking <laughs> 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 finally broke him. <laughs> I think you would use your power to convince me that you wouldn't. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to title this episode as Peter the Bad Guy. <laughs> like I'm the only good guy. <laughs> that only makes you laugh because how many movies is Peter the Bad Guy? Oh. There's a lot of movies where Peter's a good guy. Oh, God. You got that right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Adventures of Zemanak. All of one day. Did you, you watch, watch the, the whole thing? Or How many you... hours? All of it. How many hours is that? that. Two and a half? Yeah. Two and a half altogether? Because the yeah. early episodes is him in like in middle school. Like, hey, for a joke. Huh? I'm just, I, I wondered if it was always two or three. Because no, I think it's spread out. And like the first the... like three. No. Three was like 12 minutes long. But like there's like. It Four has, episodes in there that are only like ten minutes long. It yeah. escalates. Like five to ten minutes long. Yeah, um, it's like half an hour. It moved, like, like six was half an hour. It's exponential. Yeah. And then seven is like an hour and fifteen minutes. Sixteen. Hour sixteen. Sorry. Um, yeah, I really had a lot of uh, fun with it. I'd like I'd like to contribute the uh, my uh, me listening to audiobooks to help me with the theater of the mind. Because like, like it's all taking place in his kitchen and his bedroom, his garage. And, and the dunes. And the, and the he actually was outside for that shit. And I was just like, that must have been like weeks, weeks getting the lighting right, consistent. That, I mean, that might be the one thing that I have a little bit of a problem with now that I think about it mm-hmm. is you have these dune scenes and they're so great and they're out in the sand and it's like doing a little bit more effort for you. And then it's like he's in his kitchen. And although you are invested in these characters and you're invested in how he's telling the story, it's also like, One's the kitchen, one's the dunes. Like, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just, I don't think it hurts it. It's just like, wow, if you can figure out a way to do it so that you can get, like, the effect of the dune throughout the entire movie. It's obvious what was what was done first. Yeah. It took him over a year to make this. Yeah. So towards the end, he's, like, a legitimate perfectionist, like, out in the dunes. And at the beginning, he's like, yeah, you know, just like the other episodes, it doesn't really matter. I'll just put him in the kitchen. <laughs> But it helps with my uh, it helps me with the my uh, theater of the mind kind of attitude. It's like okay, I can in my mind replace this entire kitchen with like a it's like a, a street from Blade Runner. It's just a city. It's just yeah. it's literally just, just just cubes, right? That he needed. <laughs> I did find a lot of the comedic timing, like when like <laughs> no Smash Mouth. <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> like you heard me? And he plays that. Epic, epic uh, all-star remix that I have to look up later. Dude, that was so good. He tears that one guy up because he's like he's ruining his uh, prom queen moment. Mm. And, then, and then the actual, and then the, literally the episode after that, the story actually starts. Yeah. And I did like how Zemanak was like, just something about like, it made me understand just like why characters start as like very morally low like people and just like, 
it made me it granted me that um, perspective because like it really just gives you like a way to like build up. I know that's like one of one, but like you can only like now you're like fighting an uphill battle, mm -hmm. uh, especially with uh, his son Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> these character names. Surfer Brian. Easy to remember. Surfer Brian trademark. Yeah. Like, like added the trademark. Yeah. Trademark. Tra yep. Sir Ryan. Yeah. <clears throat> Insane trademark. Um, no, it was just a lot of. It was. It was. It was overall. It was like a lot of fun. Like Surfer Brian being Luke Skywalker head, and it's like. It's all we had. It's all. It's all. Yeah. No. The the ship interiors really impressed me though. Like those, I was just like, whoa, damn. And then having to get a full freaking size camera in there, like shit. Hell. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Like I recognize the bottom of a soda can, so I was just like, he yeah. The previous episode, he put like he put balls on the wall. I saw that. I saw truck nuts. <laughs> he put balls on the wall. That's right. <laughs> fucking spaceship. Any any only you know balls don't canonically exist in this universe. Like really? yeah, pretty much. Because the way it used to work is that we would we would write the script together. He would have the rough draft. He would um, give it to me, and we would work on it together. And then he would shoot it, and I would voice act ninety nine percent of it. And mm -hmm. then when it was done, that's when I would see it. So we, I would only see bits and pieces or little scenes here and there if he thought they were worth you know showing me. Mm. And so that the second to last episode, that's you know I didn't I didn't watch it, and that shit takes so long to make. So like I've forgotten half the things that we've done, all the stuff that I had written. It's all it's all out of my head. <laughs> all the things that I've said for the voices, yeah, all gone. So it only took I, me impersonating that one guy from when he, when Eldred. I know, and I was like, because I was in denial too. I was like, is this from something else? This is gonna piss me off. <laughs> This is from a different movie. One, I accidentally just said the exact same line to someone else in a movie, and two, he didn't fucking watch it. Well, that's group thinking. <sighs> yeah, I, uh... Shared thinking. Universe, catching the fish. Hive mind. Well, speaking of that, have you, you, saw, you saw Turtles, right? Uh, ma'am? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Paul Rudd's character, the salamander dude... That's right, yeah. He walks in, <coughs> he's a surfer, and he hugs all the characters as an intro. It's the exact now same thing. Now you know how I felt during Kung Fu Panda 3. It's the exact same thing Surfer Brian did. it, And Paul Rudd is an inspiration for Surfer Brian. Yeah. I'm like, the, oh, he literally did it. You sound like you're from London. You fucking did it. No, it was like... That's another thing. Russell Brand accused of many rapes. Oh, yeah. What? Hop. Well, that should be on the wheel. Hop. If you want it. Put it on the bad wheel. As long as it's not getting to the Greek. Okay. Um, but, like, yeah. It was just, it was just like, like, the whole Eldred, like, flashback. And then, like, dude, okay. That ending... That ending to episode seven, that that literally floored me. It's like, Blur, that's how it fucking ends? Like, fuck! What Patreon do I have to freaking subscribe to to get that fucking eighth episode? Dude, it's gonna be a long time. Damn it! <laughs> it's, it well, we wanna do a spin off series. 
That's gonna come first. Yeah. Fuck. Surfer Brian spinoff series. Oh. Uh, where uh, Luke and Obi Wan go surfing. It'll essentially. It it's not gonna be completely separate, so it'll tie into the last episode mm. of Adventures of Zemanak. So it'll it'll be like the cushion in between episode seven and episode eight. But we don't. Captain really know. Marvel, if you will. Yeah. So. I just, just noticing that step up in quality when you started when you guys started doing uh, stop motion stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just like, <gasps> yeah. Now Adventure Three. Now it's all clicking together. They're all getting into their groove. Now they're all committing to the bit. Let's go. Do you want to do stop motion? If if it was with other people, yeah. But I with stop motion, there are high rewards, but it the stakes are also really high. Yeah. You have to create the sets physically. You have to, you know, replicate the lighting if you accidentally mm-hmm. bump the camera and then all your footage is dead. You have to go all the way back. With animation, 2D or 3D, it's all imaginated. You don't have to... Yeah. You can construct the whole world imagining how it's perceived. The physical... <laughs> I, I, I almost skipped over that. I was like, it happened, man. You're an Imagineer. And I think that... <laughs> What, it's even better. It, it, what you guys do that's really interesting is it's a combo. Like, you guys are breathing life through the movement of the camera. That is what actually I love about it more. You're using how the camera moves, where to frame it. Like, the edits are much easier. It saves time, but also it just kind of proves that it's the, the image itself and the movement of it. Is, I just love that more. But if you guys got into stop motion, I knew you guys would be very good at it because it is good in the movie when you do it. Yeah, I was very, I was very happy when you started going, doing like stop motion and animation, just at the right times, like when, um, uh, sorry, the green guy's, uh, he knocks on the Eldritch uh, pod, and it's like, oh, tiny- Lavaris, Le- Lavaris, thank you. Yeah. When he just knocks on the thing, it's like, you didn't have to, but you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in the you past- could just put his hand there and make knocking noises, but no, you in did. the past he's just like taking the arm off and he's holding it out of frame, and then he'll just bad at it. Yeah, and it's just he doesn't have to do stop. You do a close up of him, like yeah, but yeah. He's because I yeah, it would depend. Because if we were closer, then we would totally do this more. Mm-hmm. But since I'm further away, he's further away. Like I can only do so much. That's why right. I you know try and do as much as I can, like voices, or I you know create the characters and then I send him the instructions and he can replicate it or I send him pieces whatever mm-hmm. um, but we haven't we haven't had the perfect opportunity to like plan it out know exactly what we're doing you know have all the previs done have all like the storyboarding done all that stuff and then you know if I come over if he comes over then we just bang the whole episode out just get all the shots done mm-hmm. that's our dream to like actually work on it from beginning to end together physically that would be that would be the dream come true yeah i was totally i was totally invested pretty much all the way through it was when zemanek had that talk with i'm having i don't know why but i'm having trouble with names because here's what happened i watched the first six in a playlist and then i took a nap and then i and then i then i watched seven i'm just like fuck i forgot everybody's names i shouldn't have taken that damn nap the interlude nap. Yeah, the interlude nap. Uh, was he red and gold? Yeah. Biohero. Biohero, thank you. Uh, he was having that talk with Biohero with the candles. Mm-hmm. And like with, as you're uh, saying, I was just like, this is 
beautiful. Now I'm in. Now that's now that's fucking good visual imagery. I was like, fuck yes. Um, but like, yeah, I was there. Like, it started as like, oh, it's just some guy making whatever he can in their in, in his kitchen, and now it's just like now it's just like this story that they are passionately telling um, with these toys, and I'm just like. This is a better introduction to Bionicle than the actual shit that they made. Well done, Peter. You can extend my you can extend that to Jake as well. I will. Well I'll send him the The Potato Lord. I'll send him the message. Okay. Once once it's uploaded. In six months, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. Yeah, just... what I've what I've learned is Bionicle is held together by the fans more than anything at this point. Yeah. The fans get it the most. The fans understand it the most. The fans create it better than what Lego could ever do. Right. Because now, you, I'm, I'm assuming you probably, like, uh, the thought just randomly came to my mind. You guys are probably, like, 3D printing your own parts at this point. Yeah. We're self-sustaining. Yeah. We come up with our own parts and the contests, like, for Duck Bricks, the guy who made the, you know, eight-hour montage of the entire Bionicle universe... Mm-hmm lore like it start to finish yeah he's the one who hosts the contests where they're called fan fanon contests so they're not canon but they're like the fan Fanon, yeah fans fans canon so yeah characters that exist that never had a, a set you know they were never represented visually it was just through words they were described so then there would be a contest you know hosted by it Duck bricks before it was other guys, but that's a story for another time. Right, yeah. Just drama. But yeah, so like, <laughs> there's contests, there's all sorts of stuff happening. So it'd be nice if Lego, you know, acknowledged us. Yeah. And just didn't treat us like it's always our fault. It's like that, that bit with the Hero Factory dolls, I'm just like, oh, that's how it's seen. That's how it's viewed, huh? And then I saw the and when I'm looking at the actual dolls, I'm just like, "Fuck!" It's like freaking. It's like they neutered them. It's like it's just like they're like half the fucking size. Yeah. What the hell is with that? I don't know. It's really weird. Hero Factory. Can't wait to get to it. If I ever do. <clears throat> it depends on that fourth movie. There, it's. Basically, another spiritual sequel. Essentially, there was there were ideas to link the two together, especially with the it's the same writers. So like they obviously wanted to do something, but they were kind of forced to reroute. So they brand basically, but they but they left enough evidence behind in Hero Factory to to give the people the fans, you know, the work to break it down and then understand behind the scenes, oh, this is probably the same universe in some weird way. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, convergent evolution sort of idea where, you know, one, they are very tribal and they live on, you know, one whole planet and there's all this weird mythology and magic to it and the other one is very, you know, robotic logical aspect of things and that's what hero factory is but there's um there's like he's kind of like the overall like president of hero factory it's very weird there's no like 
actual like a authority other than the heroes and they're just kind of like police I guess but the creator of Hero Factory he's legitimate Bionicle he looks like Bionicle he's he's like sticks out like a sore thumb in the in the movies that Lego made like that is literally a Bionicle hmm. what are they trying to tell us here what's going on <laughs> yeah so they, they, they do more shit behind the scenes than they do in front of your face Yeah. So, yeah, I just was, I was very, I was very impressed with, like, that you guys managed to do that much and tell that much of an effective story with whatever, with what you had. And, again, very entertaining start to finish, just being, like, all the, just the comedic timing of just the position of the dolls. It's like when they do face palms, it's all just so good. It's just like... (laughs) Oh man, it's like it's like reading a like like a moving comic almost. Yeah, it's, it's like, the best way to describe it. It's, yeah, it's like in that weird in between. Yeah, where there is stop motion, but it's also live action, but it's also still it's also the fights in six and seven, like the fights as they go on. It's like the camera movements at uh, like at yeah, impacts he kills him. It's so good. It's silk smooth. Yeah, you can so good. It's like. It's vividly clear of what of what's happening. In the yeah, movie. yeah. Oh, that fucking cliffhanger, though. <laughs> I don't know, but that's gonna hurt me for a week. <laughs> that's gonna hurt me. And we haven't even necessarily figured out what's the end goal. It, the the our biggest goal was to just have Zemanak grow up in a way, and yeah. and realize who he is and his responsibilities as a. As a person, as a father, as a hero, as a friend, because mm-hmm. throughout the whole story, he's he's very caustic and annoying and not a good friend, and you know, I was, it was he's not a great guy. He really didn't start as a great guy when he's in that bed. Was, you know, when when he wanted to get more serious with it, it wasn't like a. Def- like a defining moment. It just kind of right. happened gradually through time. But it really was that moment with, you know, in Malcolm in the Middle where Malcolm asks Hal, hey, Dad, I, th- I think I'm ready to to learn roller skating. And then he turns and the room goes dark behind him and he goes, son, you realize once you start, there's no going back. <laughs> that's really yeah. what it's That's like. what that gets from? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what that is. Yeah, it's... Hmm. Once... Once he was, like, totally down to get serious with it and not just jokes, because I'm fine with just writing jokes and shit, but it, it was more on him because he's the one who has to, you know, he's working the camera and everything. I'm just the guy that's, like, helping yeah. him write it, help, like, doing the voices, creating the characters, you know, like, mapping out the scenes and storyboarding. Like, yeah, I can I can help him with all that, but I'm... I'm not there physically to like help him rub his back and be like, it's okay that the, all of, all six characters fell down because a, you know, 16 mile an hour wind flew them off, you know, their ship. Mm-hmm. You've been here for 10 hours. Like that really sucks. I can't be here for 10 hours. I go to bed. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad. <laughs> but yeah, when, that's why when we're writing, we, I always, you know, we always triple check like what? Sure, we want this to happen, but what's like physically possible here? 
Because we don't even do green screen. Like, what, what can we do? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I'm glad, like, I'm sorry it took this long. <laughs> hey, you watched them all, man. I watched all of it. Not just the one. Or the two. Do you have a favorite character? Or oh, couple favorite? Fuck! Um, but I did like Lavaris. He was pretty fun. But, like... He's the most... He's the most me out of any of the characters. No, I could tell. Like, he's he's pretty much just me as a person. Like a self-insert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Jake asked me, he's like, Hey, can you voice Lavaris? And it's always like a yes and. Mm -hmm. Like, of mm -hmm. course I will. And so when I'm trying to figure out the character, I'm like, I got some ideas. And he's like, oh, no, you can just do you. I'm like, really? I never do just me. I always have an accent. I always have a voice or, like, some sort of quirk. I never... Other, oh, than, well, Pe oh. other than Peter Theater, I've never been just me. And so it felt so... Like, the first time I, I voiced LaVaris, it felt so weird. I felt naked. I was wondering why it, was, it just sounded... At first, like, when LeVar started speaking, I was like, I didn't know it was you. I didn't know it was you until it, maybe his first scene in the, in the, in the, uh, in episode seven. I, I couldn't tell. Who could you tell was me? I think I knew Silver <laughs> Brian. I think right away Silver Brian, I think, I think I knew, I think that was you. But my own voice. Yeah, just like your own normal voice. Because it was filled with different voices. Yeah, you're right. So, like... To hear your normal voice, I was just like, maybe I'm just so used to you talking normally that when I'm in a when I'm watching a movie you made and you're speaking normally in a cast full of very distinguishable colorful. characters, colorful characters, it's just like one of them doesn't even speak actual words. Okay. Yeah. So when I hear your actual voice, I'm just like, I'm just watching. I'm just like. He sounds like the most adjusted, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all these people, because a lot of them really have their own quirk. Like, I don't know what Tech was going to do with Eldred. Mm. Like, yeah, he's sneaky. It was like, oh, I pointed, I literally pointed at my television. I was just like, sketchy. It's like, you're using that guy for something. Yeah, man. Anybody holding someone hostage like that has got to... I can tell you the most impressive <laughs> shot to me was they're watching Eldred's memories through the screen. Mm -hmm. And it's literally him in first person shooting the gun. And I was just like, wait a minute, what? What did I just watch? Like, how did they do that? <laughs> what? I was like, what? <laughs> and so... Yeah, it was just like, but I did, but uh, no, it may be like a Bionaut. Just the, actually, I, it may actually be Simon Ike himself because I think he had the most. Well, yeah, the, he's the best a main character. But when he, after him. when he grabbed Bionaut's ass with her, <laughs> and he sighs. <laughs> Preferably above the waist. <laughs> he just. <laughs> what's what's so wild is Bionaut I think He calls it Bionaut and I just lost yeah. it. I lost it out well, of bio, so we all have we all have self mocks, like uh -huh. mocks that represent who we are as people. Right. Or just like it's just a cool character that we you know mm -hmm. we own, you know, in that in that aspect. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. make your own like 
Mandalorian armor, and it's like it's your own thing. Right. Like it's your spider sona sort of sort of idea. <laughs> Bionaut is like that. That is solely my character. Like that's only me. I made him up when I was like fourteen. Wow. Yeah, and he's been in Jake's series for a long time, and some of my other friends' um, series. But he is. I describe it. He's the most uh, two-dimensional character that I've ever written in my life. And he's one of the oldest characters in my imagination. <laughs> it's so weird. I've never... It, it, there's like some weird obstacle where I, I, I've never given him like a like a, a fully thought, thought out personality with quirks and how he talks it's always been different every episode he talks differently every episode he has different jokes he has a different personality he's just he's just everywhere and when i saw uh everything everywhere all at once mm -hmm. then it dawned on me because he's the he's the toe of time and space so he is basically like the overseer of not not necessarily a gatekeeper because he's like in multiverses and so many realities he's just kind of like strung out and everywhere mm -hmm. and there's so many different iterations of him that I'm like yeah why not just have it be every single representation of him is different because he actually is different mm -hmm. as a person like from when from when he last leaves in <clears throat> the second ep or the in episode like five I don't even think he's in episode six can't remember. But, yeah. Up until when he's yeah. last seen and um, episode seven, there's like three stories happened. <laughs> and so when, when uh, Zemanek just throws away the line of like, oh yeah, and then when they're walking through the desert and he's talking to Surfer Brian, he's like, yeah, and, th and that's, um, it's right after a montage. Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, and so that's, uh, that's how I got uh, stranded in in a you know pocket dimension in the desert with my yeah. friend not. Yeah. And then Sir Brian is like, "Wow, those are really like interesting and in depth story. Thank you for sharing, Zemanek." That's like that's that's the biggest inside joke we've ever had because it's <laughs> the biggest story we've ever made and it's never seen the light of day, ever. Wow. Ever. <laughs> wow. And the main character is Bionot, and it's just like, yeah, might as well just throw it away. <laughs> He's my character, and I don't even give him, like... <laughs> Which means episode so 8 has to be that story, according to it's Brian so weird. Yeah, because, like, <clears throat> it is Adventures of Zemanek, so, like, I can't shoot, keep shoehorning, like, Bionaut in there. So that anytime he, he pops up, he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Mm -hmm. You guys? And we spend all of our time, like, making characters like Surfer Brian and Elliot and Egg and Zemanek and Bigfoot. And all these weird oddballs that have never given my character, like my sole character that I've created, any time of day. I will say, I thought, I did think that Bionauts figure did look the best out of the ones I had seen, aside from the virus. Like, just the white and the red, it's like all, it all looked cohesive. That is like the... It's like very well built. That's his... His 1.0 is what was inspired from that, or that build is inspired from his 1.0. So like when I made, when I initially made him, mm -hmm. that was his most simple form, 
And that's like, that's what I consider as 1.0. Because like any anything you make, especially with Bionicle or Lego, it evolves throughout the years. Like it's the analogy of, you know, you replace one board on a ship until it's completely, every piece on that ship is different. Is that the same ship? Yeah, sympathy. You, you yeah. call it the same thing or like the hammer analogy, whatever it is. It's the same idea. So like his, his form now is like 10 inches tall and he's, every piece of him is completely, you know, custom. There's no like... Wow. There's no like <clears throat> actual bionicle piece that had been, you know, made. It's all like handcrafted through technic pieces and all that. So, but his that form is Jake sent actually sent me his version of Bionaut and was like, "Can you just like fix this with your pieces?" So then I went back and I looked back at my old photos to recreate what I once made in like 2015. <laughs> and I literally had not made him since then well wow. because he had slowly evolved through time you know piece by piece limb by limb slowly changed until even his mask was different it wasn't even the same mask anymore wow like the mold i guess was the same but like it wasn't physically the same mask i was literally also one thing that had come to mind was like zomatic's totally the guy who would wear his friend's face on a on a speeder and drive into a wall yep he's that guy yep he's 100 that guy he'd do it with intention mm -hmm. not like uh takua <laughs> Who just did it accidentally, or he meant he had he had uh, he, he did it in good faith, but then it didn't result very well. But I don't know which one's funnier. <laughs> I don't know which one's funnier. <laughs> I don't know which situation's funnier to do it intentionally or to do it like in good faith and then just have circumstances. Intentionally, because that character is insane. Dreamer. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. My favorite joke was regarding to what you just said. How uh -huh. weird? How weird would it be? Or if it's more funny or not, or less funny. It's a world where characters, like, you know, they are like a bionicle. They can wear masks and they have mask powers and they can, you know, enhance, like, they can augment their limbs and right. make themselves faster. They can also bleed red blood. Yeah. So, like, they, there are all these, like, weird things. And then there's one human in there and he's obsessed over his surfboard and he talks to it and they're weirded out. <laughs> that is, it's still pretty weird. That is my, like, one of my most proudest <gasps> so things that I've written in no. Adventures of Zemanak, where I'm like, I somehow managed to weird <clears throat> them out <clears throat> with, with a human being. Oh, I think weird. I think it was the, the, the full circle joke We're of Eldred. I think it was the full circle joke of Eldred shooting that guy in the crotch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the actual effect that... <laughs> yeah, the little... The little fact that he put on his dick. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm sorry it took this long. That's fine, man. That's just how <laughs> it happened. Me. I'm glad you watched it. And enjoyed it. Yeah. But I agree, like, well, I'm waiting until we're all done to watch it again. Just because now I have a better understanding of what Bionicle is. Mm -hmm. Alright, um, with that, let's take a break. What broke? My penis. Lime joints. Lime joints are the most brittle piece in Bionicle, and they break literally. Ah, uh, that's an actual lime. My joints were my penises. Yeah. No, they're they're colored like lime, like uh, a lime color. So it's kind of like you literally can open the set, unopen. You open it for the first time. You connect a, an an older version or or a newer version of a lime joint to a socket. Instantly cracks and breaks. And you can't put the whole thing together. Even if you bought it the same year, the same month that that set came out, 
it would break. So don't ever take it out of the box, is what you're saying. Don't build with lime. Don't build with lime color. Mm. You're fucked. Anyway, let's take a break. Make it sound, guys. They're all broke. sound we should do a lead in into that song we're gonna play it next time they're like a nah bop, 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 bop. i think yeah like that, that 3000 i think that yeah, a contextless go into it no i just find that more oh, this isn't music this is just war i need to mind trick you so i can handle this time i can handle this tie fighter that's approaching us by myself. It's not mind tricking. You're forcing him. It's the same thing. Yes. It's thing. called a Jedi mind trick. It's called a Jedi mind yeah, trick. It's forced it's suggestion. That, that sounds like fun. Does it? Mm-hmm. You know when like Obi-Wan, he's all old and he's like, he died the droid. It's like, still, he's still on. manipulating with the force somebody They're to do something. They're fucking Nazis. This is her friend. A good man. Former Nazi. Yeah, he's not... He, he was forced Chris into it. Chris has a good point. Since a, a child, he was brainwashed. Sorry. Chris has a very good point. It wasn't until and his friend died and put his bloody said, hand on his not, helmet. How do we not know that the thing that Finn wanted to I tell I didn't like Ray, this shit that much. How do we Why not am I know fighting for that it? the thing Finn wanted to tell Ray was that he wanted to go back to being a Nazi? I'm done. How do we not know that? We're done. <laughs> I think it's that he was kind of forced into it. It's my uncle. We'll never know. We'll never know if he was force sensitive. Well, well, uh, hopefully, he'll come back. No, he I might be force. No, no, no. I, I put it. I put it like this. Who called Tyrone? No, no. I put it like. <laughs> so I put it like this. He might be force sensitive, but he'll never tell. Oh God. Ooh. He won't get the opportunity to tell. No, we'll just see him as a Jedi, and then we'll just know. Jedi. 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 Oh, I, I'd like to. Jedi. Might. I was in Twilight. Were you? Twilight. I believe you. That was the guy. As long, uh, no, you're not the guy. I believe he was in it, but you're not the guy yeah, who is Twilight. No, you're not. Yeah, Twilight. You're just a guy. Oh, What's your name? Twilight. Okay, if your name is Twilight, I believe that, but you're not the no, film. No, I am the guy. No. Twilight. Mm, let me see your license right now. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm I not see. saying I'm him. I'm like the guy Twilight. Oh, yeah. Really? Let me see your license. I don't need you to see my license. I need some identification about what your name is. Ah, my arm! Ow! Ow! Oh, my God! My neck! Ow! 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 Ow!
Welcome everybody. So, Welcome everybody to the uh, Weekly Plant Podcast. Um, Chris, um, a guy just killed someone in front of us. That was amazing. Okay, that Peter, was pretty. That was pretty. Peter's nice. right. Let's be positive about it. Good yes. job, dude. Yeah. Good job. That Peter. Oh, that, 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 Peter hey, that Peter totally deserved it. Hey, there's someone to kill outside our apartment. Go, go kill it. Go kill that guy. All right. All right. Well, I think I'll go. I like him. He's all right. Wow. That uh, guy. That guy was drained. Um, I'm just gonna say yeah. from an outside perspective, Peter, um, like a walking jar of mayonnaise, might not be uh, a, a good friend to have. You what? know. I well, know that I have roommates. And he is an, he's an instrument that Peter can use to kill other people. I Peters. know that we're roommates and we rarely have fights. We've never had. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all the time. And I fucking get you. I and very, really wish this is a very. This is a house Because he seems like a positive influence on your life. You fucking. This is a very stable and supportive relationship. This shut the have. fuck up. I just fucking hate this guy. I so wish fucking much. you weren't. Weren't as in alive. Yeah, just you, wish. You know, yeah. wish upon a star like this is a thera? Yeah, man, I'm gonna get a Makes ball. Makes no doubt. I, 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 I did that to you, and I got you back because I regretted it, and I love you now. Side note: one in Jumanji, oh, they, sweet, sweet, they, sweet. Go ahead, go ahead. Cook, cook. Get reverted back into child states, and there's minutes go by, and I'm like, what does this mean? They they are full fledged adult. Twenty six so years. That's right. Yeah. Twenty six <laughs> fucking years. They spent as a, as human beings That's on this planet. They right? forget it though. They say they forget and it. And then at the very end, they're like, "Let's <coughs> kiss before we realize it's weird at what age we are." And then before we forget, and I'm like, "Okay, cool. They did the work with one line. All right, cool." I, and then in Zathura, it's even weirder. This guy now that, that this guy crazy. lives through space and time, dreading the fact that he he made his brother unexist. Just. Completely, he doesn't go insane or go evil. No, he He just lives through that guilt, and then he finally gets sarcastic and chill about it. And he gets, he gets a second chance, and instead of like, I, I don't even know it. What other alternative is there? He just he instead goes back into his child state and then merges with his younger self. And completely disappears. All his uh, memories are gone. His story is gone. He's dead. 26. I don't know about him. But no, he said 15. He said 16 years. He's uh, No, I agree. Uh, you're right. But here's the thing that I find interesting about what you're saying. So what that basically stipulates is that their parallel universe does not exist anymore. And the reason it doesn't exist is because they played the game, and the game is over. It's like original Jumanji. Everything you're saying is correct, but the reason it works is because he played the game once, it ended, and then it reversed and played oh, again. Oh, the logic is there. It's okay. just it's just their lives. Like, yeah. oh my god. I and they'd be happy. But the kids in Jumanji, when they... Sorry, the adults in Jumanji, when they turn into kids, they remember... They remember the the young kids that were helping them. It, the movie is contra- the, the movie is contradictory about how much they know. It's very fuzzy. So maybe they say they forget some, but they remember the kids. May I think it may have just been a line where it's like you know that that was a lot what we went through, and we might just let that go as we create new lives for ourselves. I like to think that since they are so rich at the end, that they okay. used your idea and that they. Figured out a way to make money by remembering the future. Yeah, yeah. But with 
with Walter, though, in Zathura, that guy is gone. I think he's happy to be. Probably. I think I would Lone be Ranger just like he's floating living with his guilt. He's literally floating through space in a suit forever. Living off of like juice, just, juice pouches. And exactly. Shit. He finally saves his brother's life and he's like, oh, I get to live again in a, inside you? I'm not going out anywhere. I'm not going into heaven. I'm going in you. So whether I'm I need to experience that or not, I'm That's part of you. what she said? It's Pegging. And I just think both both <laughs> concepts are equally as fucking wild. I like, I like the idea that so he's... Crazy. The very fact that he's going inside him means that he's like... It's still part of whatever yeah. journey he's going on. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't just the like... The other little brother did away. too. The other little brother had no part of this and then got a second person inside of him. So like he got a... You know, he worked out at the end. So anyway, there is just science fiction crazy, yeah. Anyway, Bionicle, Bionicle 3, Web of Shadows. Surprisingly not a Spider-Man movie. Hit it! Playing it! Although it was released in the hype of Spider-Man time, so. You know what? It's the third movie released. Year before, yeah, it was the, that was the year before Spider-Man 3. I believe so, yes. And he gets turned evil. Uh-huh. And he's all emo. Okay, so let's go into the history of how this was made. Infinitely less likable than William Whoa, 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 Metaphorically puts his hair over his eyes. Whoa, 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 Let's talk about how this was made first. Okay. All right. I have a lot of detail here that's going to take a bit. Okay. You guys ready? There's literally no info about how this movie was made outside of the fact that these guys were given absolute creative freedom. Yeah, Greg wasn't a happy camper. Here's the thing. It's my favorite of the three. It is my personal favorite of the three. Yeah. I actually really, really liked this. Now, Chris, I agree with you. None of it is earned, and it's the dumbest of all of the stories. But because that's the case, if you can just accept the fact that none of this means anything, it's almost given them complete and utter freedom mm-hmm. to make such an atmospheric, weird movie. Like, this is a weird-ass movie where I think the third act is better than any of them. Like, Dude, that's spicy. there are three points in the third act, Chris, where you were just like, wow, I liked that, or wow, that surprised me, or wow, that looks really good. And I got more reactions out of you than the two other you movies You were more invested in this movie than either of the other two. I'm not, I'm not denying that. And I was too. I remember watching this and being like, okay, I'm so glad I told Chris. I'm so glad I know that this stuff I literally turned to you and said, I owe you an I'm apology. I'm like, this looks like garbage? When they're like when they're just talking things, and then all of a sudden Mokama's like, "All right, let's figure this out, guys. We're gonna do this." And he immediately goes down. I was like, "Damn!" And then the and then the immediate shift to black was happening. I'm like, first, I think the worst thing about this movie is the editing. Outside of the story and the fact that it doesn't mean anything, the editing was tame compared to the last. It looks like like the the quick wipes are still there, but also the cuts to black. It's like yeah, commercial. We really want this to be on tsunami, and I just I was really shocked by how like just in there that was. But I did. I I think this is just this is like the Batman Returns of biological movies. It's filled with weird fetishes. It's just completely. It's just completely just. They have the freedom to do whatever they want. 
I, I love it. I think the first moment... I was moment, telling you guys, this might be the best one. The first moment I really, truly love this is when they were first attacked by the spiders and they're like on top of each other and they're like, what's that sound? And then it's Orgy. just like cut to darkness and then it's just silence for about no three balance. seconds. No music, no nothing. It's just... And then one of them pops up in shadow and just goes... I was like, oh my god, oh god, dude, yeah, yeah. what the fuck was that? Loved it, loved it. I was like, all right, the sound design yeah. in this movie is amazing. When they meet the god and he's like, <gasps> I was like, oh my god, dude, you have like five different voices. This is insane. When they bust out of the things and one of them's like, yeah, it's like amazing. Dude, <laughs> it's so fucking interesting they had like they cared about making something that they wanted to make that was interesting and filled their interests but at the same time gave no shit about what they had made before it's (laughs) it's like you can tell at this point that bionicle's starting to eat itself like a snake it's like the the myths are starting to go too far like when they when oh my god when they when they met the other Rahaga and it's just like do 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 I was like oh god no more names oh god please stop please stop please stop and then this last guy's like, I'm the funny one and I'm like fuck you god damn it no I was like you guys are just you have to stop selling me shit this is the most commercialized the thing out of all of them it's the same thing they over just want to sell you toys. But I love it. I think it's really good. I think it's hey, like, it worked, man. I bought all that shit. Like it's not good. It's the it's I mean, like, you were going to anyway. <clears throat> I think the first movie is technically the best movie. I think it's the best representation of this world. I think it also has a story, regardless of how much it steals the Lord of the Rings. Like you do go on a journey. I think the third act shits the bed in terms of just like explaining itself. I think the set the second one is the most fun to watch but that's because it's like a lot of action and if you care about this world you see a lot of to- toa doing interesting things mm-hmm. and like using their bodies and like the, i i from what i understand that seems to be the most like you just get to see them do more and it, it's the dumbest out of all of them but it also is the most like physical and like these are play things and for an action stuff so that made sense to me but this this is having the most fun with it being a storytelling, a visual storytelling thing. Like, Chris, you were saying none of this was earned. Yes. But if it was a TV show and this was an episode of the week, it wouldn't have to earn it. Yeah. It would just have to be good. Yeah. And I think that's how they viewed that here. Now, within the context of everything you were saying, Chris, I think you do have a point. You're not wrong. And if you want to make that argument here, sure. But, like, the detail and the style of this... I actually genuinely love. So that that's where I'm coming from here. But I didn't say anything while I was sitting there because I wanted you to experience your own thing and come to this with your own argument to the table. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to shade it. I didn't even tell Peter mm-hmm. that I that I felt this way. So like I, I, I that's ha- that's where I'm coming to. There's really nothing else to say. I'm staying away from more bionicle lore because I think the eight hour video I think I'm going to be doing a lot of that history, but then also on top of what happened at the end of Bionicle, which it seems to me Lego worked very hard to make something that was going to grab fans and hold on, and it did save Lego, but then through that process, 
got so many other IPs that they just don't want to do that anymore. Yep. It's so much work. It's so much effort. They don't. Everyone's done that work now. They don't want to have to think of so many things. And also, I think they did it all. Like, Hero Factory is a weaker version of what this was because mm -hmm. they burned through it in about eight years. Like, there's no, there's really, like, you, you should have spread this out so much more. Marvel blew it in about ten. And I, I get that sense, but, like, these guys were eating themselves up real fast, right away. It's, it's an island here, it's a person here, it's, oh my god, it's a god here, and, like, there's this, 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 there's this many toe, and it's, like, I think probably the thing that highlights one of the worst parts of this being a, a capitalistic idea, as well as a myth-building thing, is... When she does, is at the very end of this movie, it happens in every movie, but at the very end of this movie, when she's like, You Toa of Earth, you Toa of yeah. Air, you water. Toa of Water, you ice, Toa of Stone. I'm like, it still never sounds right. Even in this movie, what does Earth and Stone do? Yeah. Neither one of them do jack shit in this movie. It's about Matau, and it's about uh, Magama. Vakama. It's like th those two people and their relationship. I don't know. And even their journey to me to go meet the god. Look, Chris is right. When Ma when Matau is like, we did this to just find out we didn't need to do this, that sucks. Mm -hmm. But I love the god. Kitangu? I love Kitangu. I love the way he sounds. I love when he's climbing up that building. It's like, that would scare the living shit out of me. You didn't even believe this thing existed. It's climbing up at you like it's King fucking Kong. He's basically... He's basically if if a Bigfoot and a Jedi and Hulk were one person. That's awesome. I he, thought... He's I thought not was... even a god. He is a highly advanced Rahi, which is an animal, technically. That, to me... He's not even a was Toa. <clears throat> He's not a part of their species at all. He's its own thing. Co-evolved, just... I think it's the best villain. He's so cool. I think she's the best villain out of all of them. See, I fucking told you. But only... But that, told that you. Doesn't she's mean, cool. It doesn't mean that Makuta doesn't have the possibility of being good in this, uh, in this ideology, mm -hmm. in, the, in this whole world. But I don't think that he was utilized very well in no. this series. I, I love his first entrance in the first movie in the cave. When he's those eyes in the cave with Takua, I like that. That's such a great like Those red eyes in that cave. I still love that shot. Because what you brought up is originally Makuta was like supposed to be this mysterious entity that never had a face. It just had supporters like Rudaka. And that's what I liked about it. And I don't I don't even necessarily agree that Makuta is like one person. I like I like the more abstract, ethereal form of him because Matanui is the same thing. Matanui is not like. Yeah, that's the confusing. It's very he call, confusing. He calls him brother, but it's like, okay, where's Matanui? Yeah. The fuck are you talking that's, about? That's yeah. And they do they do kind of fix that in the fourth one. I'm not obviously not going to spoil that, but I I agree with with this form more where Makuta is a thing that you're trying to release and it's just it's more of a concept without the second movie in, in your brain and you're just watching this one as a standalone thing I like the fact that he that it's like this thing in a crystal and she's trying to release it 
it's this entity like that's mysterious and I like she's just a creepy mysterious devilish supporter of him mm. I just think she's I just think the Machiavellian um, uh, almost Macbeth uh, moves that she pulls in the movie are really good they surprise even Chris at times but I what, what I the other thing I gotta say about this before we move on to Chris's opinion is there are a couple things about lore that I didn't study. I like the last movie. There are huge swaths of story that are erased from this. what this arc is. Mm-hmm. There's even a whole section in this where the Rahaga are like, we used to be Toa, and this is our story. This is what happened to us. You see their everything. story. You like see everything. Whole books, whole comics. It's literally all that onion. shit. It's just layered and, and layered. Oh, well, big layered on y'all. Heavy on y'all. Now, in that, the guy, Chris, the the other Chris, the guy who runs all this, the created it all, Christian okay. Faber, he hated what this movie did, and he has spent a lot of time through the books over it, fixing a lot of what oh, wait, this Greg movie did. Greg or, or Chris? Whoever writes the books. Okay. And I believe that's Chris, right? Well, not me. Greg, they both kind of tackled it. Farshi, yeah. Whoever that guy is writes yeah. the books. Yeah. So he he has spent most of his time through the books changing a lot of what this is. He despises the most, it. The most specific thing that he changes, and I think you might like this, Chris, is that Vokama was not turning evil naturally. He is faking it to get closer, to learn more about their plans. But then he touches, Chris, wait, 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 just wait, touches the stone. Makuta stone? Yeah, or the throne. I'm not sure which one. And he then becomes evil through there. Now, one thing that I think that this movie, and Peter might argue that he liked when he was a kid, is that this is more of a werewolf story. And that his emotional uh, state is the reason that he changed and went down the animalistic route much further than there was. Frank Frank feels bad for you. He feels bad for you. I always thought of it like... Like their even their brain chemistry is changing. Can I can I offer a question? Yeah. Do you po- do you think possibly Vokama's bipolar? I. So there there are a lot of characters that I adore in Bionicle, and most of them have never seen the light of day. Some of them don't even have a visual representation of what they look like. Um, other characters do, and they just haven't had movies. Um, like most red guys, they're usually the most thought out characters, at least for, um, for marketing, right? Yeah. Um, but with Greg, he literally writes, he writes so much shit, like it, it's so hard to digest every single character. With Vokama though, um, I put him up there with uh, a character called Matoro. And they're, they're not similar in like, how and how they act. Matoro is more um, the type of person where, like Vakama early on when he's a Matoran turns into a, a Toa. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in denial, but Vakama is more of like, oh, woe is me, I'm just supposed to be this guy, not a Toa. <coughs> Matoro, Matoro is like, there are other people that I know personally that are more fearless, they're more heroic, they're, like he's he's so guilt ridden. He's like I I am not that person at my core. I, that is not who I am. 
and he becomes one of the most prominent characters in Bionicle history and how important he is and how heroic he is and how selfless he is. And he has a lot of moments like Vakama. And it's, I don't know if, he, if Vakama was used as inspiration for him. It's kind of like Vakama walked so Matoro could run. Mm. Or maybe Matoro is a response to Vakama. That could be as well. Because he, he came right after this theme. Literally, the, the next wave of Bionicle are the Inaika. And that's where Matoro is. <clears throat> but with, with Vakama, he... I like his character a lot because the majority of the time I just dislike him as a person. But I have never, in any other Bionicle character... Dislike someone before, and I value that. So you value the fact that you hate him, in a way, yeah. <laughs> like, no, in all seriousness, like that's fucked up. <laughs> I have because here's the thing about the there's so many bionicles. I was gonna say bionicle is a world in which anyone can be created at any point. Yeah. There's an infinite world, and like, wow, you finally made someone I hate. Yeah. But, like, don't you think that the possibility that he is getting ruled by his emotions at every turn may be a chemical imbalance he can't sell, he can't help? Probably. I mean, they're semi-organic beings. <clears throat> we, we don't necessarily see their insides like a human being. You don't necessarily go, oh, are you organic? Let's see your guts, man. Like, we don't really know what's going on in there. Um, I just want to see a naked bionicle. They kind of... Since they let that sit for a while. Are naked. They don't wear clothes, man. But they do the cats no, 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 and cats. They wear masks and shielding and everything. Neither do the cats and cats. What What do they look like without any adages? Like any sort of um, like Surfer Brian? No, that's a person. That's a human being. It's just how it's meant to be. They They are. When you strip them of their armor, they're still infused with mechanics. Like yeah. their their muscle tissues infused mm -hmm. with. With robotic, you know, gears and functions, and okay. but uh, but they're, they're not born with armor. No. There you go. No. Yeah. And that's um, close. I'm gonna get pretty angry in the fourth movie. Yes. Just put a tab in that. Put a pen so in. much goddamn fucking research is gonna be crazy. Um. Yeah. There's a there's a pretty big um a pretty big leap that they take mm. with these with these next characters. And when you use the exact same pieces, like the exact same pieces as you've been using up until that point with bio or like bioorganic robotic characters and you use them for something else that is not that. You're really, you're really just asking me to turn my brain off. And, and that's just, like, the toys aside, like, whatever, they're toys, like, they look cool, whatever, that, that to me doesn't matter, but when you, when you write shit like that into a story, and you just, you just have to accept it, that's, that's where I draw that line, a real thick, three foot thick mm -hmm. line, of yeah. like, nope, mm -mm. <laughs> sorry buddy, that is not, you cannot fucking tell me. And then you make a movie about it and you represent them poorly. Alright, well, we'll get there. But for now, you'll get that past. Chris, what did you think of Web of Shadows by Uncle 3?
Peter, I'm gonna say this in the nicest way possible. Dude, I'm not emotionally linked to these movies. I yeah. make them. This may be the most disjointed series of movies we've probably ever done. <laughs> it will this be. This is, yes, this is probably the most scatterbrained, non-consistent, confusing, if you were not here, we would absolutely really be in the woods series we've ever done. Now you're our lantern guy. Really. You're the lantern guy, my boys. Yes. Like, if we had a fan base at all, and we just threw out a poll, and they were just like, Bionicle 3, we're like, okay, this is a lot of people. Like, Alex would have the map, but... I'd not know the names, you would not know where you are. I I would piss off so many people. It's like reading a map in a different language. I would legitimately hate them. No, no, no. this movie, I'd be just like, calling them all just the worst fucking pieces. It would literally be... Fucking Bionicle fucking fans can fucking fuck off and fucking... And it would be terrible. You would, you're, it would literally be. Just kidding. It would literally be like you're reading, here. You, uh, it would. <laughs> Peter's here. Alex, it would literally be like reading a map in a different language. You would not know. Like, it would literally be that. I could, yeah, only have the geography to work. You don't have the eight hour video. <laughs> I wouldn't get to it. But you wouldn't know. It would, it would, we wouldn't have that existed. I would realize quickly within that eight hour video that I was talking about the second movie and I'd have to be like, fuck! I watched the first movie <laughs> second, and I watched the second movie first. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck you guys. But, like, um, we didn't. You were here. You were here. You were here. Um, this is, yeah, the most disjointed series of movies we've ever done. It's literally... It will be. Second movie up until... Yes. The, it's the second movie up until the last scene, and then the third movie, and then because the last scene like, and the second movie, and then the first movie, and then the fourth movie. You can just put that wherever the fuck the you thing. want. I know where the fourth movie lands. Isn't it a prequel to all of this? No. I understood it as a prequel to everything. I thought it had nothing to do with any of this. Isn't it set before all of this? You're making me second guess it, but I didn't think so. I think it's set before all of this. And then you're telling me the books are just in there to correct all of these mistakes? It's just like... What's nice is that, you know, they actually do fix a lot of things and they flush things out, but the books that you're listening to, they just make it worse. <laughs> at, least, at least I got like... I stopped listening to It was to literally that one thing. I did not listen to any of these. But that, like, dude, that's completely it's fair. It's so... It was so clear to me that like what happened here is just copy paste. Mm-hmm. What's happened twice already, but like this movie, once I watched it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, this proves that in a different medium, that you can do this story justice. You, it, it doesn't matter whether any of it works or not. It can be an excuse to play with style mm-hmm. and performance yeah. and and thought and like thought experiments. So like if you just throw. Watch it out the window. It, it really becomes a fun ride. It's like this to me. The most felt like I'm gonna grab my toys and I'm gonna play with them. Yeah, this, just this, random. It felt like Andy from Toy Story made this movie. Mm-hmm. If he was way more emo. <laughs> if he hit puberty. Exactly. Or like it just. This felt the most like we're gonna play with these toys. We're not here. I don't want that movie. I I want any movie where Andy plays with toys. But like I so no, that's what she's. Look, this is on Chris. So Chris, what did you think? No, I okay. Right. Disjointed series we've ever had. Yeah, this is like I did, I literally watched that and I'm just like, what the flying 
fuck are we doing here? You couldn't, you didn't even, you did the first movie and immediately walked it back. Twice. Immediately. I'm right here with you and I've never been able to share my frustrations with, with film people, (laughs) with film friends. Because the people that I watch these movies with are Bionicle fans and we get all the stuff that's happening in between. Yeah. But I I was the only one that got both sides of the of perspective where it's like this is this is fucking wild, man. Yeah, dude. This is a yeah. this is a goose chase with like no goose involved. <laughs> but I know everything that happens in between everything, so I'm like, yeah, it can make sense, but like as a movie, what the fuck? as a movie, as movies, this is like you're calling this a series? What the fuck is happening? And three. honestly, and honestly, three is stupid. Why even number them? Why not just call them whatever? Ah, oh, it wasn't up until Hero Factor where they actually started to give them numbers. That's probably my biggest ad- objection like, to all this. Stop is just like, putting numbers on it. Yeah, stop it. Because because anyway, Bionicle isn't Frank supposed is to be so like that. <laughs> Frank is Bionicle. So these movies, and I said it last episode, but these movies best described is. A young child trying to describe the Bionicle universe to his his or her mom. And yeah, that's what it these movies really are. is. It oh, really and, and, is. Then the, and then the Toa uh, Rahaga. They, they were someone else. And they oh my god, I forgot to tell you about before when they got to the island, they became werewolves. Oh my god, it's really yeah, it's really neat, kid. Oh my god, it bless my mother's heart. Oh my god, and my nerdy father for sticking with me. I just like animals. No, okay, so with this movie... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's probably just as weird, too. That turned into all massive war epic. Like, people <laughs> die in that shit. Man, yeah, animals got fucking did you real see, tragic. Did you guys see that Austin, for a time, has, like, is, 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 the first bit of Scary Merch was, like, based on Animorphs? You know what, man? Whoa, you know what, dude? What? I gotta, I gotta say, I think I'm gonna start listening to Animorphs audiobooks. <laughs> sh- I mean... Books are a thing now for, a, for this movie I podcast. Think it's just like, it's the most curiosity thing in my life. And from what I understand, like, shit gets dark. So, like, and these are people that can turn into, like, cats and stuff. So, like, grow up with your audience. I mean, the, um, in the first episode, someone gets trapped in an animal forever. So, like, <gasps> for the what rest animal? of the lives, uh-huh. it's, not, it's not the worst. So, the whole, the whole idea is you can turn into an animal for, I think, about... An hour, maybe two, but if you last longer than that, you stay in that thing for the rest of your life. But if you can get a morphing power back, you can morph into a human for two hours, but then go back to your bird form. And how do you get a morphing power? Because they didn't... We're going down a rabbit hole here. Well, they didn't... Uh It's very simple. The... It's like any superhero thing. Superhero thing. They went, you get a disc, and then that disc allows you special powers. It's very Dude, simple. You just it. Or you a mask. It's a box. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Is it a box? They walk up to a box, they put their hands on it, there you go. Where does the box come from? An alien that crashed that no. on Earth. It was getting chased, and it was like, I'm dying. I have this box. It gives people the power to do what our alien race can do. And Tell me the alien. Tell me they made a movie. They made a TV show on Nickelodeon. Kiss my ass. For one season. Uh, and so, but yeah, they're like they're like a bunch of kids who go to the same school. They kind of know each other. They're all, I think, 
just like two, three of them are hanging out and two of the other ones are coming away from school. And then all of a sudden they see the ship. The ship lands in this alien. Like it's a half, dead alien in a it's box. A, it's a half, oh. it's like a centaurish, <laughs> it's like a centaurish alien. It has horse legs and it's like a man body on top, has four eyes. And, it, and it's like, I'm dying. I have this box. You need this. Like, why? And they're like, half of your human race is an alien, is being enslaved by an alien race. Half of, you, half of the people you know aren't even the people you know. And this will give you the power to morph into aliens and you are or any animal you want and now you've joined our war. Take this. If you don't, they will find you right now and kill you. And they do. And then they watch the alien get murdered in front of them. And then that's the start of the series. And then they eventually all become like leaders and generals in a war. And there's like genocide. Whoa! commit genocide. Dude! That's so cool! I'll listen to him with you, dude. I've always wanted to go back. Man. What the fuck? How, dude, Do you get to choose what animal you turn into? Absolutely. Any animal you want. And you get more. And all you want. So you don't have to pick one. All you do is walk up to Frank and you touch him. And then you get him his power. And then you walk up to Cheese. You get her power. You, you download be, them. And be, then... Absolutely. It's that's as many as you that's want. That's so fucking As awesome. many as you want. But again, you can't last in them forever. And then here's the thing. There's an alien race that you're fighting... And then there's a there's humanity, and then there's other races that they've enslaved. There's the race that's fighting them. There's a point where they only see them as evil, and then there's a point where they have like all of them in a giant pool. Like, and one of the animorphs is like, we could kill them all right now. We could kill every single one of them right now, and they fucking do it. It's a genocide. These are like, like regardless of whether they were going to enslave another race or not, they are sentient. Had no choice in it. Like they don't fuck around. And that's, like, way late in the series. When I start, they're like, my Little big kids. brother's an, a being enslaved by aliens. What do I do? And then later, it's like, nope, they're in space in ships fucking murdering entire planets worth of aliens. So, like, Animorphs gets fucking real, dude. Like, P- PTSD. What the fuck? Always wanted, always wanted to go to back, go back. I had no idea. I'll do it. Anyway, that. back to your uh, oh, medical yeah. program. Um, okay, so what your thoughts? So this movie. Okay, okay. yes. Let's stick with this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I broke up here. <laughs> no, what? I, I poked hashtag, the uh, hashtag back to Burton. Um, back to my uncle. That would literally fit with this logo, because it's two Bs and a little freaking mm-hmm. dot. It would. Yeah, double Bs. So... Boobs. <laughs> No, so um, with this movie, I I think technically and animation wise, I think it is the superior movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. like everything just looks better, moves better. Um, like just all that, and I do me- think there's a lot of like smog and like yeah, kind of like. Cloud, like sometimes the background looks a little gross, but then I'm like, they're going. What they're going for is atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, and they're better uh, on their texture mapping. Yes. We're, I think we're halfway through the movie already. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> okay, so we're close. Like almost, almost, almost okay. halfway. No, okay, so um, no, yeah, I just this movie. It kind of just started like all, like the other ones, but it was, I think better edited than the last one. Interesting. I thought this was a step up. I think they calmed down with their whole like scene to scene things. Yeah. I think the story is slower. The story is slower but also that does help to what you're talking about. And I still think that 
I still don't like the whole 75 minute thing. Clearly, I think it's made for... It's supposed to take up an hour and a half on television. I want a show, dude. I want more. I want a fucking show. Yeah. If you're going to give me all this knowledge, don't cram it into 75 minute increments. Give me a... Give me like a... a, Thank you. A classic like 80... 1980-69 first season run. Where it's like every goddamn trip of everything, and you show this for like two years, and it's like that was our first season. We did this in two months. Here. Literally, once you establish the groundwork, you can do whatever you want. Literally, honestly, that's what I'm surprised by. Building ground. It's so crazy. Like, I, like walking into this, I was like eight hours lore. All this is so crazy, but like the only reason it it, it exists is because it's just redundant, and the only reason it's redundant is to sell you more toys. What's it's so annoying crazy. is the only redundant shit is the stuff that they make. So, like, visually. Because they they want they want kids to watch any of these movies and go, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. It's the same guys. And you could literally just call them the same characters and have there are no consequences within the story. But then the actual lore that Greg and Chris are coming up, or Christian are coming up with, that shit doesn't see the light of day. You gotta read books for that. But it also does kind of... And those are the best stories. <laughs> like, favorite ones. Now, we'll never see that shit. But in this one, they just kind of change the colors. Which is interesting to me. Like, Mattel, you like... Like, Vokama's gonna be really whiny. Everyone's like, everything I listen to... And there's, like, at least two or three podcasts I found about these. There's very few about the third one. I had to find trilogy information we're like we're talking about the other two just to get to the third one and almost everyone's like wait till we get to Vakama he's real whiny and I'm like Vakama's pretty badass in this like I don't care whether it's earned or not he's fucking evil as I could shit not. No. I loved it M- Matau's the whiny little bitch Mm-hmm. Mattel won't shut the fuck I'm not up. Pretty. But then, uh. but then Mattel is hanging off the cliff, and he's like, "Dude, I'm sorry." He gives like four different apologies. Yeah, I'm like, "Wow, this is." Awesome. Like, you okay. really, really feel bad about what you did. I think that's probably where you and I disagree the most. I found, like, it was, I think that his reasoning for being like that was, like, I thought, I, I, I didn't think there was enough there. So do you, have you ever been in a situation where you are like, I'm prepared, I'm ready to go, I'm absolutely here to do this. The last time I did this, I was actually great at it. Then you get there and you make one mistake immediately and the rest of the day, you're like, oh my God, I'm a piece of shit. Don't talk to me. I fucked up. I'm the worst. I can't plan anything. Don't even come to me for a plan. You've never experienced that ever in your life? No, Alex, I haven't. I have too. (laughs) And that's what I responded to here. No, it was just like, I don't know why, but just the way it was handled here, it's just, it just felt really, like, off. And, like, it's just, like, I don't know. Maybe I got. You, you have to watch this fucking movie no, again. Chris, you it's are not. Right now. You are not. <laughs> you are not wrong. Everything you are saying is right. This entire story doesn't need to exist, and the only reason it does is to sell toys. But that does not mean that the, that, the, that there isn't something here of merit that if it was extended longer would be actually pretty pretty great. If you really extended Vokama's 
turn, or if you explained it better, what the hell these things are, mm-hmm. because it isn't until halfway through the movie that that Rohaga's like, hmm, oh, you know what, I think he's turning into that thing that you all are, he just turned earlier, this is, you know, emotionally unstable, and he's got a lot of responsibility on his hands, because this motherfucker will shut the goddamn up. Fucking medication. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm right. saying, there's ah. something up with him on an emotional level that's like... The I was. It doesn't matter. The he was ready fully. I'm gonna do this. Eyes. I just totally beat fucking Makuta. Like let's fucking. You did it. I fucking. I did it. You guys just put him in a wall. I fucking did it. Like I'm fucking Volcama. Let's go. Let's go. He's down on the ground. Come on. They got turned into. Got robbed. Yeah, it's good books taken from him. I will say this: the moment they're they're in the webs, when he's they're like, "What do you think, Vakama?" And he just turns around in the web, Chris, rightly so, and even to myself, I was just like, "That's hilarious," because he's like, "I don't know what I did, but I know I suck at it." Like it's seen immediately. It's Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I love it. Um, he spins around, and then freaking. Uh, <laughs> And then the, the, the hard ass, the friggin' asshole McCockface. Or Mattel. whatever. McCockface? <laughs> asshole McCockface, right here. McCockface. Yeah, he's giving his, he's giving him a hard time for absolutely no reason whatsoever, and I'm just like... Vain motherfucker over here. Yeah, he's just ostracizing him. Put if he had him. any. Veins? Yeah. Mm, good call. Yeah, he has veins. It's a good call. It's got pro I'll speak your word for it. Protodermis. It still sounds like code for spy. I, I um, think I think you there. Let me put it this way, Chris. I think this movie is really unique in the fact that it is both there's style and there's substance, and that one can elevate the other. I think there is some substance here, and I think the style elevates it, which allows for both you and I to be both right. Like none of this is really earned. Yeah, honestly, like when he's fight when they're fighting mm-hmm. at the end. I'm not. Some, I just wasn't satisfied with it. I, I like it looked it looked good, but I just not. That's fair. I wasn't satisfied with it. I just wish there was now, more to in it. In comparison to the other movies, particularly their third acts, I was sitting there going, "Wow, you did the work!" Like there's yeah. no other relationship. That's why I was so flattered. Like, I was like, "What? No Where does this come from?" In this movie, but Mattel and Vakama, that's more important. From the very beginning, I'm like, "Dude, you are riding his ass." way too hard. Shut the fuck up. And then he immediately turns back to whiny version. I'm like, who's that guy everyone was talking about? And then they separate. And Vokama yeah. gets like immediately evil right away. And I'm like, I thought what you do, which is like, this isn't earned, but the voice actors actually Dude, make me laugh so a lot. Like, I love I love what he was doing. When he's like talking to the Rohaga and he's like, he's like, <laughs> I'm in the, I know what I'm doing, old man. And then he just runs away. He does three different runs in one cycle. He's like... It was so like, funny. He like leap hops. I leap hops <laughs> runs. It's so funny. I was like, "What are you doing, Vakaba? You are such a dork." He's unstable. So fucking funny. And then he really starts to turn evil. And when he and then Chris, you did this too. When he steals the Rahaga and he shows up with him to the bad guy. Who, by the way, if you have a door with red lights to say hi to people on your face, that's fucking hysterical. What an ego. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the first place, he's so fucking funny. He's one of my 
I thought that shit was really funny. Sit around getting cucked the He's whole fucking movie. You can look, but you can't touch my girlfriend. Like, whatever. But like, <laughs> buddy, you are not dude, straight. <laughs> when he, when he, but when Don't he shows up with the Rahaga it tied up, you said That's yourself. That's a towel, honestly. When, when Vakama shows up with the Rahaga tied up, even you were like, oh, shit. That's when I was like, dude, this guy's not fucking around. I kind of like evil Vakama more. I mean, no, no, no. I like that. And I like I the idea of turning like, And that's the thing. This movie doesn't give a reason to earn it, but I don't care. I don't care enough to need a reason. Yeah, that's, 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 that's where we differ. That's the thing. Like, I, I need that it's much It's a kid's more. movie. I know. I don't... I like I don't need that for this. I need this for I don't know why. Sometimes Marvel and no, DC. Like you but got like, I, I don't like lowering the standard just for no no okay I get you yeah I don't like lowering the standards like but like they didn't if I'm a kid if even as a kid I would have needed more but like but that's the problem it's budgetary reasons this isn't a big budget thing I know but they're doing the best they can with what they have right. So, you're putting everything on the same standard? No. What I'm saying is, like, if I... If I needed more substance to that turn, I would have liked whatever you could have pulled from your 75-minute run time to go to that. That's all I'm saying. But... That's the core part of your movie. Put some more into it. Put what's needed into it. Okay, so this is what I think is the bigger problem. I think they put the work into his journey. I don't think they explain why it's happening to him very well. No. That yeah, I in the end they gave him they gave him the army. They wait and they wait real late. And then he used the army against her, which was which was perfect. It was in the movie, but then they don't explain like what's actually happening to him. It takes a, it takes halfway through the movie again. It, but it takes it takes till after him him kidnapping and beating the crap out of the Red Rahaga yeah. for him to be like, well, I guess he's turned into the thing you all will, but he's again a more emotionally unstable. Matau, shut the fuck up. Like Matau, like, give him a bomb. Like get Super Brian in there. You know it's what like, would really help? Rip Here's it. the antidote. Yeah. Here's the real answer. All the other Toa need to start turning as well. Not mm-hmm. evil. But it, like the, just again, more animalistic. That I would add stakes. I think exactly. He the, the whole if the whole point is is he can't control it, but they can. Like, come yeah. on, put some other with people. With the whores Dika, I always thought that you can't know it that. man. With the whores Dika, I thought it would manifest in different ways. Like outside of watching this movie, I in my head canon, mm-hmm. I thought that you know Matau, um, Bakama, Nokama, they they all. They all inherit different types of Rahi, mm-hmm. and then those Rahi influence them physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. So whatever whatever is influencing um, Vakama, it's obviously some sort of like wolf-like thing. So he's gonna have mm-hmm. more like it's a poor choice of wording, but like predator type of attributes. Where he's yeah. where he's meaner, he's more fierce. And then someone like Nuju, like some sort of like horned horned lizard or like rhino, he's mm-hmm. gonna be. He's gonna act differently and have different emotional responses than Vakama, outside of just them as people. But then, after being transferred and transformed into Hordika, I, I I always thought that. But then they don't explain like what Alex is saying. They don't explain the other people. Yeah, they you know what? They don't focus on anybody else but the goddamn red guy. It in every really, movie. it I really say. does feel like it just happens uh, to him. I will say. Um, I'll say this. 
I think Matau really just is just sexually frustrated with Fakama. I'm just gonna say it. He just rides his ass a lot. Okay. To the point where I'm just like, Matau, are you gay? Like, get off his ass. You can't get off. He was flirting with Mokama the last movie. They did have a flirt scene in this, but they cut it out. That's why the other guy's like, I heard interesting noises in the night last night. He's by them. He's by, like, gay-leaning them. Dude, he's pan. He's pan? Fuck. He doesn't give a He'll rub that metal against anything. He will fuck whatever. Rub that metal against anything. He's Gotta make them sparks. Yeah, Adventures of Zemanak, episode 8, we will have a sex scene. Then like there will a, be like sparks. Oppenheimer. And there will be grow up, deal with it. I no, gotta, there will be sparks. I gotta right? be there to film. I gotta, gotta grow with film. your audience. I gotta get it. I gotta get it there. We'll get film. little fireworks sparks. You'll can throw little poppers on them. I'm pretty sure no, I've seen that in Futurama, but I'm, I'm No, get the sparklers, and that's just one continuous. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of homoerotic oh. stuff happening in Adventures of Zemanak. Yeah, there, I can tell. I mean, literally. Zemanak and yeah, that was the, yeah. They gay pro- parents. They produce a child, a child, and it's never explained. But it like they like Korg. They physically created. They held hands. They physically somehow created another being. Butt sex with no genitalia. They held hands Still like Korg did in Thor: yeah. Love and Thunder. Scrubbing butts. Zemanak likes booty. Yeah. I'm a booty girl <laughs> in my booty world. I like booty. Fun to <laughs> um, but no, uh, jokes aside, I just I don't want you to feel like we're trying to convince you something. If no, 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 I'm not. I'm not, not even there. Want, I'm not even there. I want your. I think your idea is concrete. Yeah, I, I, I know. Like no, like, that's my thing. No, I know. I understand. <laughs> I completely understand. Yeah. It's just like it's just like that's just where I'm at. Yeah. Like I just needed that much more. Like, from these characters, I'm like, I totally get it. Mm. Like, he was totally confident walking into that den, but, like, <laughs> like, and then he gets his words so quick. And then immediately it's just so like, quick. now I understand what it's like to be me. Now I understand the outside perspective. Now I understand Aww. what it must have looked like when I missed that <laughs> shot with Yav and I'm kicking my own ass. That's what that looks like? Is this what this looked like? Sorry, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm so- no, they like you didn't mean to do that. I did not. I thought that's what you were doing. I was trying to not to make you feel bad about it, but to highlight that we all do it. <laughs> that, that we that, all do that, it. Did look, I looked at you, Peter. I said, I thought, "That's what I thought he was doing." I thought it was an intervention. <laughs> I didn't want it to feel that way. You're in a biological movie. <laughs> Just say it. It sounds like something I've heard before. Like of all, of all, of all places of all times, Chris, I want you to empathize with what Vokama went through. Is all. Please get this 
episode out fast. Oh. And we were all watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but Kama starts to turn Alex and I both look at each other and nod it. The first moment I watched it, I just texted Peter and Prince and he knew immediately. Uh, Peter, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I think it's time. We sound the alarms. We have the unity, duty, and destiny symbol <laughs> projected into the sky like Batman. If you look outside, everyone's outside holding a candle. Everyone you know and love. Your wife, your kids from the future, they're all there holding candles, watching. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh shit. I just didn't want you to feel bad. I thought that's what you were doing. Not making you feel bad. But I was literally talking about, yeah, with Peter, before you walked in here. You were outside of the room, and it like it all fell into place. I didn't know. I didn't hear you guys talking about <laughs> It was like... <laughs> like everything started happening. I'm like, sorry. I didn't know. I didn't no, know no, 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 it's fine. No, I'm just. Obviously, yeah, Kristen that's really fate. take it. That's fake. Negatively. That's fake. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I've done that too, where I'm like, I'm on the highest high. I have this plan. We're going to do this. We're as a group. We're as a team. I fuck up once, and everyone's like, why are you in the corner? Like, why are you sitting down looking? Come on, yeah. Like, get up, man. It's just a mistake. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. I fucked up. I just don't understand. And then you feel, you get more upset because they don't understand your initial response, which just gets worse. Oh and worse yeah, and worse. you start to unravel. And you unravel and you get resentful and you take it out on everybody. And that's like I get. That. And they're like, "What are you talking about?" What are you, what are you I just doing? wish that they had. I feel like that theme is there, and it works yeah. with the character, but they don't explain. They just don't explain it when the turn happens so nope. early, and he just, he turns very evil. Cause like real no, evil, real hard. Cause it reminded so, me, it reminded me of that arc in Teen Titans where Robin, like, turns to fight with Slate. Yeah, and um, and I'm just like that I could buy because he's blackmailing him. Yeah, and like, nah, he yeah. he slipped on a. On a oiled banana peel on an ice rink, he slipped that fast and that hard into evil. He was in the highest of highs. Yeah. Literally, they just crashed. crashed. Their entire fucking city is covered with the zoo horrific animals that they kept within their walls. And he's like, "It's all right, guys. We can do anything." Like literally, I think. Some kind of chemical imbalance. I agree. I think he's bipolar. Is involved here because I, I don't think bipolar. that would be enough. Why not? To deter him. I, there's something going on with like. And here's another thing. This all happens within the span of like what two days. He was he was originally making <laughs> shitty masks <laughs> in the basement of the city with bad they shields. Gone for two days and they blew and then the immediately turns into a Toa, immediately gets flushed out of the city, immediately mm-hmm. has to become good, it's immediately kills Makuta. This guy this guy's going on the kind of high you get when you like get a number one song on TikTok for a week and then people forget about you. Instantly. Yes! This guy's like he was standing in front of millions. He saved all the Matoans. They don't even know yet. And then he gets over. How about that? You 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 not only beat Makuta, you can't save everyone, and they can't even know that you saved them. And now you're just an old coot, just like 
Was Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, you're just like, here's my story. I'm gonna throw stones on the ground. Like, the rest of Dark Knight. Like, Vakama is li- like, there's a line in Lawrence of Arabia where he goes through all this bullshit. It's like halfway through the movie. He goes back to his generals and they're like, wow, you've done all this? And he's like, yes, I did all of this. And he's like, do you want to go back? He's like, no. I'm afraid I'll do worse. And they're like, cool. And then they boost his ego and he's like, of course I'm coming back. I need this, 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 and this and I'm going to war. And he runs away and they're like, man, that guy's riding the world win. <laughs> and I'm glad we're not. Because he takes a massive, massive fucking fall. It's like Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's yeah. like, I'm building this bomb. We're building this bomb. Eventually the consequences of it catch up to him. He's like, Shit. Oh my god, uh, what did I do? And it's it's the same thing here. Like, Vokama is just riding the whirlwind of being the leader of the Toa. And it just crash lands in his face immediately. And I, <clears throat> I get that. I immediately get him turning into a whining, resentful dude. Yeah. And I certainly would get that if you're like a 14 or 15 year old kid. But it is it's just not explained well. And yeah. I think the other element to this that is born that does suck and I cannot defend is what Mattel said. So we spent all this time here to find <clears throat> out we didn't need to do that. Yep. Like uh, they do find the the giant Rahi that's going to help him and everything, but like I'm you, yeah. And I love that guy, and that's great. But like they could have done more with those characters rather than just going there, because that's literally all they did. They didn't talk <clears throat> to each other. They didn't do anything. They just waited for the Rahaga to get caught. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what's taking so long? And then they go there and they're like... <laughs> then they take initiative. Fuck. Fuck. Like, this sucks. Like, I wish they would have taken that time to be like, I'm changing. I feel like this. Like, we're running out of time. Like, within the, the entire encapsulation of Bionicle, it is hundreds of... In hundreds, if not millions of years, right? This entire story unfolds with all these countless characters and all their little detailed stories. And yet in these movies, it feels like days. They, they were Matoran. They turned into Toa. Literally, like, the next day, they defeat Makuta. And then they go and travel all the other and transport all the other Matoran onto the island of Matanui. And within that time, they turn into... Hordika creatures. Bakama turns totally evil. Totally. Like, completely evil. Green-eye evil. 100%. And then they get to Matanui and they turn into happy little... No, he was faking it. No, no, that's in the books. And here he just forgot his duty. And they turn into happy little old people on Matanui and then they tell their stories to the young... And that was another thing with me. With rocks. That was another thing with me with this movie. It was too easy to bring him back. I thought I can't defend. I think it was too easy. Cannot defend. It was way too easy. Duty? Yes. (laughs) Duty. Oh yeah, that's right. The mini people. It's just like it. It should. It doesn't explain anything. It should have been. That is not. That is bad. It shouldn't have been like a like a intervention sort of thing. I think something should have happened with Kitango. I think he should have been fighting all of them because Kitango was able to use its powers to to cure the Hordika because even though they did come to terms with with themselves and they're at peace mm-hmm. like metaphorically and physically with who they are now it is more important for them to become Toa again and they still have more responsibilities <clears throat> yeah other than you know 
defining themselves from within and coming to terms with themselves. So he was able to cure them. So why couldn't he just help cure Vakama instead no. of Matau just going, duty? I do like the idea of Matau being the one to fight him. Agreed. Because he's the one who pretty much caused the shit. Yeah, man. And he pushed him. He apologized like four He was there at the cliff and he pushed him. If this was an emotional thing that he went through, Matau's the one that absolutely poured gasoline on the fire. Yeah. And so... And what that whole truck in there, man? Wouldn't stop. Like a gasoline... Gasoline... Like first blood. It's like... Yeah, like even Vakama's like, I get it, no more plans, I suck at my job. He's like, yeah, well that's because you suck at your job. And it's like, yeah, dude, calm down. Yeah, I I agree. But like, it does point to the fact that... It's like shooting himself in the leg and then him walking up to him and giving a gold star for his accuracy. But like in the very first movie, (laughs) when when Toetahu is turning evil, it's a thing that they need someone to do magical powers yeah. with to get away. He was poisoned so by the by the Rakshi. It would have been cool in my book if while the god is doing all this and then he finally defeats the red guy, um, Sidorak, mm-hmm. when he finally defeats Sidorak, that's when their fight with Metau somehow ends up with them in the same space and that's when he's like, yeah, but you didn't count on Turahagahogo. Tanya <laughs> or they what? Did, did, okay. Yeah. Thank you. And you didn't, th- you didn't well, count on him being here to say he's your favorite character. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's awesome. You love Kitanya. I do, but like names are hard. Yeah. I'm sorry. Dude, there there have been names oh. where I've been mispronouncing for years and didn't realize it until I would read read the books, kind of, but then also you have to go with the fan base at this point. Because I, honestly, I think... The love is within the fans, and yes. the Christian Faber, he, his YouTube channel is still going. He's still pumping out. You were saying, yeah, yeah, old footage of Bionicle things that could have been. He did. It was so cute. He had one of his artist friends who, um, I think, worked with him on Bionicle briefly, just doing like artwork. They had a little fun competition. They said, okay, well, what if? And they had like a whole camera crew and everything. What if Bionicle came back? What would that look like? What would the poster look like? You have one hour. Mm-hmm. And they did a little art. You know, they just sketched it and they put mm-hmm. black ink on it and they both presented it. It's just cute shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's still alive. And so with the fans, I think that's 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 where the magic and that's where the power is. So especially with like the names, I don't necessarily go with like, oh, how do they say it in the commercials? Because even the commercials, they get that shit off the shit wrong. No, I was calling him Bonnie Reese in my head because of how he sounded. Yeah. Um, he just has 14 different voices going on. It's awesome. The, when he yeah. does the, when he, well, I'm sorry, to, but yeah. when he does, uh, when Matau does the kind of fake laugh and it does it back to him, mm-hmm. we actually went back and rewatched it again. That's one of the creepiest moments. Like that's just terrifying. Oh, when well, when he's when he's walking like, up, behind, <laughs> it's like <laughs> he says like um, when Forrest Gump repeats having sex to the guy who had sex with his mom. He 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 he. I was like, oh god. <laughs> when wow, did you catch his like weird little cackle when he's right about to like murk Sidorak? Sidorak's like. He goes to Rudaka and he's like, you know, I can't do this on my own. And she goes, I know. And then he, and then he slowly turns around and Kitango's behind him and he goes, ah, dude. 
and he smashes I, him to powder. I really wish... That's was, the last thing he saw and heard, man. There's ever a moment where I wish the movie would turn into full Tarantino. I really wish that, like, when he did that... Just it was close. It everywhere. Yeah. All over his face. Awesome. Yeah, he goes... over the camera. <laughs> Uh, Kachanga is just like creepy, but also awesome. He's yeah. the most ab- so far. He's the most abstract that Bionicle has gotten because with the majority of these characters, they're like they're the equivalent of like a, a person, mm-hmm. whether it's a human or not. They're like a person, but when you have creatures that are called Rahi, they're basically just animals. They're they're not lower life forms. They just have a different evolution. They just, they just have a, a different entity to them. But with Kitangu, it and Kitangu, Sidorak, oh Sidorak, I'm not sure, but Kitangu and Rudaka for sure, they are like a legitimate species of things that are separate from Toa, they're separate from Turaga, they're separate from Matoran, but they're equally as intelligent. It's like living amongst like Neanderthals, like that's basically what it is mm. before we wipe them out. Mm. By the way, your your favorite chat just happened. Where he jumps on the rope and goes backwards. On mm-hmm. it. I love that shit. Yeah, I, but that's I, the most abstract that Bionicle has gotten so far, mm-hmm. and that's what I appreciate. And it's just in one movie, and it's a throwaway character. I did like the villain. She's great. Yeah, she's bad, man. Um, I kind of wish it didn't take the whole movie for her to take power. I wish it kind of happened at the beginning of the third act. She planned the whole thing. I know she planned the whole thing. I just wish it had happened. Like, she orchestrated everything. I know, it's just like, the whole, like, I don't know, it just felt really weird. Like, I like the moment where she takes power, it's just like, I know. And well, then... That's my favorite line. I thought, this would go to your point. There's a section where they meet Kachangu, but then, and talk to him, and they tell him the whole story, and then he decides to help Which, her. Which, that was funny. It's like, how long were they there? That is really... Now, long here's time. the thing. Now, that's an even bigger point. Now, think about that thought. <clears throat> and now, while that is happening... They're flashing back and forth to uh, Vokama the e- and then the two evil people. So much shit, man. All they're doing is standing on a cliff and staring at their army. They have two scenes where they're like, do you like what you see? And they're like, yeah, I'm really happy. And then later they're like, do everything we promised you. It will come soon. And then he's like, how do they look? He's like, obedience. I'm like, you already fucking That's did That's what this. you have to do. With a chemically imbalanced person, but like it constantly it, remind him all what he's they're doing. all they're doing. No, as constantly provide him positive affirmation. <laughs> well, that, he is in control, and that he has everything he needs to complete his mission. And everything's he will do just fine. fine. Positive everything affirmation. That's fine. what I'm saying. Positive reinforcement. What kind of teacher are you? I think. Uh, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, what bothers me about that scene is that they're just sitting there staring at their army doing nothing. Yep. They do it for three scenes while they're while, and that is really boring. Like well, they, that happened. She, her, her, she should have more scenes where she's doing interesting shit. One hour and fifteen minutes. Like good, a good fit ten minutes of them are just standing on that cliff staring at spiders. It's frustrating because that happens again in the third act when all I have to ask when everything's ha- what. Do these people know what they're doing? The people writing. They're this working on this shit. They're again. This I out. I think this is good. They're pumping this out. But I mean, like... I, I can't. I can't. Well, I can't it, argue against that. Alex, what you were saying, it happens again. Not. It's a better story than the second one. It is, but like, ten minutes! But I don't like it. 
when Matau and Kama are fighting on the that. cliff, and it goes back and forth between Rudaka, Sidorak, Kitangu, and the other Toa fighting mm-hmm. with the spiders, they're, it's after they, they're done fighting, Matau, it cuts back to Matau hanging on that cliff like twice. Yeah. Just hanging there. Just stop cutting to him. Yeah. We understand this is happening at the same time. Exactly. You have to keep There's cutting. a lot of extension. You know what, Chris? I would argue <clears throat> that moments like that could probably shave this down to an hour, maybe even 55 minutes, and this would feel better for it. 13% it of your movie! <laughs> <laughs> to the math. Is it standing on a clamp? It may be 13 <laughs> 13%! It may be less than 10 minutes, but like, I think 10 minutes is a good guess, to be honest. 13% of your movie they is them standing in the cliff giving you a positive affirmation. Over a There's like three scenes of it, yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think there are bad things in this, yes, but on a st- certainly not on a stylistic front, and certainly not on a performance front. And I think the fight between Mattel and Vokama is actually really good. Like, good looking. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, there's some technical stuff in here that just looks better from an animated transpose. C- c- certainly the textures. Yeah. Um, just... It's just like, I... I... I just needed that much more. Like, I understand the basics of what's going on. Like, it really just gave you the bare bones of that story. Oh, he's confident going in, he gets bitch smacked, and then he gets he gets knocked down a few pegs, except he decides he's gonna keep falling. Yeah. It's like it's like this it's like the stair it's like the stairs in John Wick Four. Uh it is. He never gets back up. He never gets back up. Um, no, he can, he finds a way to keep... He, the, he falls downstairs and then he keeps falling down the street. He just keeps rolling. Exactly. Uh, like a tumbleweed. Like a tumbling tumbleweed. Um, the, and so, um, yeah, I just... I... <laughs> keeps doing that. Woo. <laughs> I didn't even say his name. It's his joke. Why are you stealing his joke? Hmm? I didn't even say the man's name. He just said it. Yeah, dude. Come I was in. I was happy to be here, so I said woo. This is your intervention now. Stop stealing our jokes. Oh, shit. Are you calling me a joke stealer, Trip? Uh oh. Don't look at me. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> you returned yeah. to each other at the same time. That's. <laughs> you're looking at me, asshole. You also looked at me. <laughs> there was, there was a. It was Why both you look at me? You looked at me. We looked at the same time. <laughs> this is an equal transaction right now. Um. Uh. Okay. So, anybody have anything else? No, it's just like okay. So, the spider arm is cool and all, but they're like half their size height wide. You guys were arguing like, about this, yeah. The, and I'm the just like danger of them they actually. That's a threat. Yeah, but there's a the, the quantity over. I just think they struggled uh, too much over these villains. Like I'd yes, like to see a little more ass. But like they have the same disc shooters as they do. Right, but like still, they just didn't focus on the other Toa as much as they should have. <clears throat> 
Well, if they were real toas, they they'd find a way to kick ass with our guys. Yeah, exactly. Hey, guy, what do you think about the title of this movie? What'd you call me, guy? Because I don't want to know your name or remember it. I'm sorry, you've told me before. Hey, what's the movie called again? Web of Shadows. Okay, so it checks out. What? There's like sort of like webs and spiders in this. Yeah, yeah, there's spiders. There's webs and shadows. Oh, then what the hell am I here for? But is there a web? Yep, you should leave. I'm sorry. Is there a? Alex, stop asking him questions. Concerned? Is there a web of shadows here in this? Oh, how the hell should I know? I'm not a pest control agent. It's metaphorical shadows. Yes, but like the webs are in the shadows. Webs of shadows. I thought the shadows. shadows were made of web. Dumbass. Okay. I thought the webs the were webs made are of in a shadow. Okay. I thought they were the shadows. Your were made favorite of web. shot is a spider like coming into screen after three seconds of silence and it goes. It's not my favorite shot is my favorite moment. What's your favorite sh- moment? My favorite shot is when Kadunga is laying in the. Kadunga. <laughs> chasing it every time. <laughs> When Goku's laying in that, he's dead. I just think it's really cool. I think it's really cool angle. We're in natural transition. Like, you're gonna, like, the natural, like, the natural digression is you just gonna say que pasa at some point. Hey, que pasa. You're gonna turn into worms for men in black. Hey, I say, what am I, third paper? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> all in all, my hot take is uh, Nokama should have been the leader since the beginning. Nokama? Mm-hmm. That's a terrible way to write sentences. Yeah, but then everything would have gone smoothly yep. and we wouldn't have had movies. Stop being a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the most like competent, well-rounded, no, respectful, kind... Fierce. I just, so okay. did so I want I want to make a point here. We're almost done with the movie, so oh, we have to wait go further than the movie. Did they really <laughs> need him then? Why do okay? Red, red guy. Okay, you know red what? guy important. Red guy. No, 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 no. Okay, in the first movie, I agree. He, the only reason he's the leader in that movie is he's he's, right. he's not the leader. He's just the guy who's sort of leading them down the ideas of what to do because he was getting visions. Whereas in this movie, he's the leader because he's the one who almost single-handedly killed Makuta. He's also insane. Trevor? The biggest question of the movie really is, should they still have allowed him to be their leader in this movie right off the bat? Or should they just have been a democratic order of warriors? I think I'm finally starting to understand here. They were, I think, movies over, right? Good night, guys. The uh, the creative minds behind this. Was that you or was that me? There was a very loud vibration in the room. That wasn't my ass. It's just um, their vibes, man. It's just their vibes. Shut the fuck up, man. Um, Damn. Shut the fuck up. Damn. I think that the creative forces behind these movies... We're just given bullet points and then told to go. I think they knew the lore. And honestly, I yeah, think... Yeah, bullet points. I, I'm sorry. Again, they had creative freedom. And this was the one they hated the most. The no, creators. this is the one the creators hated the most. That's what I'm talking about. Fans have actually come to really like this as a movie. 
That's the thing. Yeah, as a movie. Bionicle fans hate it as a piece of Bionicle lore because it skips over half of the bullshit it skips that is over the like story. A lot, a but lot like of people shit. who like movies have all come across this and See, been like, yeah, this, this is, is what movie. would happen if Star Wars, if the existing canon of Star Wars books were to be adapted for television. This is what would happen. It was adapted by television by someone who made this. I know. But, like, no, I mean, like the existing books, if you took Aftermath mm-hmm. and made that into a show, there would be a dissonance. And people would be pissed about it. I just think it's so funny that one of the people who made this event... It could be good! ...to the most popular Star Wars shows. You're welcome. No, but, but Clone Wars and Rebels are not based on books. Like... Not, I mean, this is, but they're based on existing lore. Yes. And so was this. But the... George Lucas was involved in Clone Wars. Yeah, so were the people who created this. They hated this. They stood, But they created the first two movies with them. By the third movie, the... the, the so what happened? No one... Okay, first of all... People were losing interest in Bionicle. People were losing interest in overseeing Bionicle, which therefore gave them the freedom to make something. that they Whatever they want. Again, Chris, okay, it's like this. Not, let me put it this way. If you had a job where someone was like, hey, could you make the next Star Wars movie where everyone's overseeing every single little thing you do and you got to fit into this world and you got to fit into our palette? Or do you want to take this new Riddick movie where no one's really going to oversee much of what you do and you kind of have the ability to make whatever you want? What would you want to do? Where are you going to have the most fun? A Riddick movie? <laughs> dude. I've never even touched Riddick. Dude. Uh, once you watch those movies, if I ever get them on the wheel, you'll understand what I'm saying. But the point is, it's, it's a sci-fi series most people don't know anything about, and that gives you the creative freedom to make a lot more choices. Particularly, if you've already understood what this world is. Like, you don't want to make another movie where people run around and get masks and discs and shit. You want to make a movie where one of these characters goes through an emotional journey and one of the other characters has to help them. What if you want to make a dark werewolf movie? What if you want to make a horror movie? There's so many jump scares in this movie. This is a a scary movie. These are, these are stylistic, creative choices that they got to make because there was no one looking over their shoulder. And to me, what they made in that process, I like. Because it has character. It has individuality to it. I like that aspect of it. Do, is it the best of the three? No. I, I think I could listen to the argument that this is the worst. Because if it's a bad story and it doesn't understand Bionicle that much, it's basically the most commercial out of all of them. Also, where it takes place. Uh, I'll, I'll get. I will. I will. I will hang that against them too. What, what do you mean? Where it takes place? Within one moment. Oh, within the within the narrative. Yeah. So kind uh, of against uh, narrative. I mean, they boxed themselves into a corner, and this is all that they could do because there was no. New yeah. Board. So this is their fault. Honestly, I think they made the best of with what they had. I like it. No, but I mean, like. When they box, when they when they box themselves into a corner, agreed. They, they did that to themselves. I agree. They did it because they didn't know they were going to get a third movie, and when they did get one, they did the best with what they could. They're like, ah, oh, shit. I think this. Fuck. Is, out of all three of them, I think we get here. To me, this is the one they should be the most proud of. 
I'm not arguing that. In terms I'm, of being a movie, but the first one is the most bionicle movie out of all of them. Yeah. It's the one that understands what this should be out of the most. Takua! Um, yeah, from from 2006 to 2008, mm. we got literally nothing. There isn't no, even a movie. Like, not, no movie, no nothing. It, you this get is, anything. This is a death nail. So we go from this to the very last movie. When the superhero movies die in the next couple years, which they're years going apart, to, these there's going are. to be a straggling amount of interesting superhero movies that are going to come out. And in the years go by, people are going to be like, wow, when superhero movies were boring and no one was paying attention, this person made a really interesting superhero movie because it's in the echo of the fandom. It's in the echo of what used to be. And to me, this is... People going, oh, you're making a third Bionicle movie? Well, here's some money. Go make it. And the people were like, oh, well, then we can do whatever we want. And that's what they did. And I don't think they cared so much about making a story when they knew that no matter what they did, it wasn't going to matter. And they were like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's make a fucking werewolf thing. And when they, then when that died, Mm -hmm. and they just left Greg to his own. Oh, he was faking it. Werewolf? At the beginning. No, he wasn't. And then after this, turned evil. They, then they just gave so to the creators. They gave no fucks, and they're like, "Yeah, sure. Greg, Greg, you can just write whatever, man." That's where all of the good shit happens, because he, there wasn't anybody breathing down his neck saying, "Okay, well, how are you going to incorporate all these into toys?" Half of the stories that he writes, and the majority of the characters that he writes about. Were never toys. They were never like physical characters you could hold in your hand. Okay. And those stories are the best of Bionicle, and you don't see that. There's no easy way to digest that material unless you like go and read it. Okay. Great. Mm. S for Spider. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go C, C C plus. I'm at a C right now. I liked how stupid it was. I liked how they gave up. And they just they just didn't give a fuck anymore. So that's like the best part and the worst part. Yeah, honestly, the double-edged yeah. sword. Like, yeah. For for me, it's it's humiliating as a Bionicle fan and just have <laughs> virtually nothing of Bionicle in that movie and it takes place in like one millisecond of this it's second just, movie. It's still crazy to me. This is the most accessible way that Bionicle could be portrayed and this is where we're at. In the worst way. It's just one way. It's not the most successful. It's just one of many mediums they shotgun. I just think it's the most accessible. The most widely accessible. Someone can sit this, sit down and watch this for an hour and 15 minutes. You can only watch it on YouTube. There's nowhere else you can stream it. There's nowhere... I mean, like, at the time, though. I just... I'm pointing this out now because I think it's very interesting. Right. Like, Like now, it's like... You can literally jump in. Most people know about Bionicle through the fans of Bionicle. Yeah. Exactly. That's where... They are the plots. That's where the importance lies. It's within the fans. They keep it alive. Not the actual... No, Legos killed it twice. None of the books, none of the comics, none of the movies. Legos killed it three times, including Hero Factory. They don't fucking care about us anymore. So see, I don't care. I'm gonna say, see, out of all the things that I like about it, to me, this it made it average. This is 
This is something that would have been in the D, D category or maybe even an F if, if I had no interest in if it had no passion in it. But obviously, people cared about what this was in some regard. <laughs> C. Mm. Yeah, see, I think the good and the bad, they kind of just weigh each other out. Mm -hmm. Like, they just balance out, and it's just kind of like a... Yeah. Like, it looks good, but, like, I just need that much more. Mm -hmm. And the bones are something that you can build off of as a movie. Wow, good good metaphor for Bionicle, too. Right? I think, like... You could definitely expand on this. Like, I would make the comma spiral. I would, I'd stretch that out a little bit. Just like he got knocked a few, like he got knocked, and then he's still confident. Then he gets transformed, and now all of it's like, well, if there's a way to fix it. We gotta go fix it. And then like maybe the moment that they go to the guy and they're just like, no, he just pulls an Edmund and leaves. Kitongu. No, when they go to Kitongu. And then for coverage, Paul and Edmund, it's like, <laughs> fuck this. Fuck all this. Fuck this shit. Did all that fucking shit for nothing. No good, nothing, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then <laughs> the, and then turns evil and Kachanga's like, all right, fine, God. I didn't know he bitch out so bad. Hasty <laughs> little bitch. No, I would just, I don't know. It's just like, I would just add more to that than... Agreed. More. Agreed. I don't know what it would be, but like as I was watching it, I was like, this doesn't... This isn't working, but I like it. Yeah. I like the idea of it, and your execution is, you're just doing it. Like, you're just doing it, and I like the idea, but I can recognize you're just doing it. Yeah, but also... it's a cool idea, and nothing else. But I mean, like, that seems to be... If this was a... If I cared about what Bionicle was, it would piss me off. Since I care about what movies are, I'm like, yeah, do get it. Yeah, cook. Do your thing. I like how he's saying that now. Yeah, no. I think it's funny. <laughs> I was trying to make an argument to my dad about things. He's like, when did people start saying, let's go? I was like, what? Like People say, let's go all the time. I'm like, I guess it got popularized by gamers years ago. He's like, no, no, no. This is like within the past year. I'm like, no, no. He And I was like, I, it's, it's at least 24 years old. Brian would say let's go when he's excited about things. Like, I was getting confused case. about that, and I was like, he's like, what's an example of something you heard recently? I'm like, I'd say within the last year something that I've seen from my age. I don't know. I feel like Riz seems new to me. Like, <laughs> see Riz, and I'm like, it's pretty fucking new. What I'm, what I'm happy about is the 80s and 90s have lasted so long, and they're so saturated with language yeah, and they're pretty style. Mm -hmm. I, love, I love that now, Alex, your generation, the people before you are even more confused with my generation and our language. And we finally have a, we have a platform and we have a voice to stand out in and we, we can define our language, language and we can define language. our styles and people are so confused and they don't understand. I love it. I mean, the older you get, it's going to be the same way. When you're my age, you're going to be like, damn, this shit's crazy. But and like, then I'm I don't sit there. Right in the middle. But like, I don't sit You're not there judging it. Like, I don't judge, but also I understand that even if, even with myself out of the age range of whatever is like popular on like the, I, I, regardless, yeah. social media creates everyone's bubble anyway. Mm -hmm. There is no mainstream anymore. There is no popular anymore. Like, 
there was that song I showed you, like the guy, the guy yeah. making the joke with the European thing. He ends up at a major concert, like ninety percent of the concert goers don't even know, but the people running the concert do, and like ten percent do. It's like no one is on the same page anymore. Mm-hmm. It's all curated to what you want, so it doesn't matter. Like even if you are out of touch, you're out of touch anyway. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? But like what I heard about, he's so behind. It. The, he's saying, "What's let's go?" But like, the, but it's the confidence of him being like, "This is what I'm seeing, and what I'm seeing is what's popular." And I'm like, "Hefe, even if even if you did have your finger on the pulse in some way, it would still be curated to a bubble that you made. Yeah, you still wouldn't see the whole picture of what the world actually is, and the world doesn't either. Even natural horrific disasters." Like, there was a fucking flood in another country and over 20,000 people are dead. And, like, I didn't know that for at least a day. Mm. Because that's not what I look into. It's not my world anymore. Mm. Like, my, my social media is curated to film. So, like, that, that should be mainstream. And it would have been 50 years ago. Not anymore. Like, we all would be talking about it right now, but no. Nope. It's all personalized. Not exactly. Yep. So like it's curated towards you. On top of the fact that he's nearly 60 years old. So, like... He's on TikTok, sure, but at the same time, what you see is what you're curated to. They're saying I'm dead, but they're not. Exactly. So I, I that to be like the cook thing is just. I love. That I mean, one. I'm getting That's into one it. of my favorite. It's ones. the thing I'm getting into. Well, if I sound older, I'm not gonna give a shit. That's what I'm into. But I, I will always say like dope, for example. Yeah. I'll always That's say timeless, that. man. That rules yeah. or that that's dope. That's the the. I mean, they'll sound old at some point, but. No nah, man, yeah. that type of shit lasts forever. Yeah. Especially uh, on the internet. But I'm, I'm going to let you guys cook, whether it's by next week or the week after. You're making a bionic. What is you're your... Get to keep it. What are your grades? But, like, yeah, I, I, I will oh, say. Yeah. It just... It all, it all balances. I agree out. with you guys on these... Uh, on this film. Because with how stupid and dumb it is, it allowed so much freedom. Yeah, but it also emo, allowed, yeah. like, no canon. Like, virtually nothing. To the point where the writer of Bionicle was like... Fuck this! Yeah, like I'm not I'm gonna, gonna. This is. I'm gonna work on cleanup. I'm not gonna sit here and say that this is comparative. Literally damage control. Like, no, 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 no. You want know what? You know, no, boss. That pisses me off. Live with it. Star Wars survived the fucking prequels. You can survive this. Yeah, Leave but, it be. But here's the thing. Fuck him. You also. Oh damn. Uh, I would say also you don't. Leave it be. But you also don't. George Lucas didn't go back and correct the fucking prequels. You don't have to. Well, no, he cre- he pre- he went back. He went back and, and, cre- he went he back and fixed so his own fucking films. Yeah, like he did that anyway. I, here's what I would say. Um, I think I lost my eyes. That was really funny. We didn't like um, fucking delete whole scenes. Like he fucking. That's true. They did kind of go. He on did. Uh, he didn't change. He altered. He altered. He was faking it. He altered them. He was faking it. They didn't. They didn't go to Greg and like get his approval. This is the no, guy who's Greg been behind. Know. Greg didn't care. He's the one behind all. All. all no, here's my th- no, here's my thing. No, here's my thing. They just made something without him, and he's the. He's like the. The fucking. Fuck. What's what's the head dude in Marvel right now? Or he left Feige. Kevin Feige. He's the Feige, and they just like made something without Feige. Jay Leno. Yeah. He left. Mm-hmm. And then came back. And then came back. No, he didn't leave. Not because not because like he got mad about whatever. He was just bored. 
This is, but like, that just reminds me of that. Th- no, like this isn't his fault because there's just so many mediums that this thing was getting shot at. He seems to care most about what this movie did. And I don't know why. I don't know why he looked at this movie and was like, you know what? This is going to be the catalyst for everything I do from now because this is, in his mind, the worst of what it could be. He looked at this and was like, this is... This is such a rancid piece of shit of what I want. I need to make it better. It's literally if George Lucas looked at Empire Strikes Back and was just like, nope, all no, wrong, it would be, It would be like if J.J. Abrams came back and tried to make another movie after making Rise. Rise is a rancid piece of shit and everyone hates it and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to continue and try and make more. That's what it's more like. Like this guy, and first of all, uh, I, he is more grounded. I give, on them I give this guy more. Jabbers. I give this guy more creative right because, like, the, there are no rules to any of this. And if anything, as Peter said, they weren't doing anything with it anyway. They weren't making new shit. They weren't doing anything with it. He's the only one who took it any further than what they did anyway. And fans go to him. They don't go to Lego. Lego's. Legos killed us off and three not, times. And not because he's still... A, because he was still doing but B, because they thought it was good. If it was bad, they would have told him to shut up and he would have stopped. C. C. Yeah. Stop trying to fix your shit. But it wasn't... It's like you cross the Spider-Verse the ending. Like, how many versions of that Chris, is out now? Chris, none of the... How many versions of that movie's out? None of them This is coming from a Star Wars fan. I'm having such a hard time right now. <laughs> you, yeah, you know what? Like, like, I tried to help you, and then he said that. And you're you like, you set, you're a fool, man. You're dancing in a clown you're, outfit You're right sitting now. here talking forever about books I'm probably that more don't fucking matter way. anymore. I'm probably more attractive as a clown, actually. <laughs> I think you're attractive in general, buddy. Thank you. At least my shit's canon. At least my shit's canon. Damn right. At least my books didn't get, you know, burned and then... Vakama was faking it. Um, I don't believe so. No, he was not. in this movie. Nope. That that man is unstable. No, book. Explain. Sure. That's one thing that could could be true. And the worst part... It's not the only version anymore. The worst part of all of this is it gets so good and you guys will never see that. If we want to. But you won't. I mean, uh, the next is building one. Are you calling me out? Yeah. That I won't read the books? Yeah. I probably You're in Star Wars I'm land, man. I'm probably not going to read I'm not books. shaming you guys. I'm probably not going to read the books, but I do want to make You would absolutely fucking force suggest somebody to read your fucking books. No. I haven't even read them. Who would be that guy? I will say this. You I'm saying I, I, don't, I don't have... I don't have... <laughs> Ava. I don't have, like... I don't have Twin Peaks where I can just sit you guys down and go, here's here's all of it. Here you go. This is this is what I love. This is like multimedia, weird yeah. movies, weird comic books, weird books. I'm not putting you guys through that. The only way I could have like at least shown you a glimpse of what it was is if I showed you these not-so-great movies. And even then, they're not a good representation of what Bionicle is. Well, I mean, I could... So I'm not going to make you guys read weird books just to, just to read them. But, like, I... I... That is, I don't know what necessarily that is. I don't know why the things that I enjoy are a little bit more narrow focused within the medians that they're in. Like, I don't know why I don't go out of my way to look for, like, Twin Peaks media or anything, or video games or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. There's no, like, Animal Collective coloring book or anything like that. There's no, they are stuck within the medians that they are in. Mm -hmm. What you like is a lore. 
What you are interested is in lore. Well, you're interested in something that opens a window to so many other ways to view it mm-hmm. and perceive it. And I don't necessarily... I, I think it work, it, it, it matches the thing that they're selling, which is it's a, it, you can build and add things and it can be different and it can change and there's different perspectives to the thing I'm making. It's, there's so much about building and constructing things involved and all the pieces that come to it and that's what you enjoy you enjoy the multimedia experience of how books and comic books and movies and toys and my imagination build this entire thing together into this whole amalgam of what i enjoy mm-hmm. whereas i'm like i like this one director's vision and how he like uses this one visual medium to express himself and the story and like it's all within this box that i see but that box has a million things to say so I look at one thing and I see a million things. You look at a million things, you see one thing. Mm-hmm. That's how that's viewed. So real quick, I went to uh, I went to the uh, Libby, which is the uh, app for uh, my uh, library audiobooks. Um, I looked up Bionicle, and this is the only result that I got. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. You have to dig for this shit. There's a lot of audiobooks. I've listened to most of my audiobooks on YouTube. Are there Anika ones? Because that, that's my favorite. Anika are the are the characters. I'm reading No, I, I listen to the books involving the movies. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm just saying that. But my point is the accessibility to them was not hard. Okay. I'm reading. There's what a, am I reading? There's a Bionicle wiki, <laughs> and that's where you can find pretty much everything. But it's what sucks about it is it's it's not written like um, what's the word novelistically. It's not it's not written like that. It's it's written more of like here's what happened. These characters went here. And, and, it, and it goes it's into detail. It's not here to entertain, it's to inform. Yeah, it's more yeah. informative. And that's... Ah, it just sucks. That does suck. It's so disappointing. God <laughs> damn, there's, but there's like... There's comics still that you can probably find. But yeah. I feel like... The, I feel like <laughs> there's the no day, results for my article. The two things that I'm the most interested in is building something and then now I understand what Adventures of Zemanak is, like Chris said, a little bit more. So... Like we do get involved more into it, it's uh, have at least a better understanding of what it is I'm trying to suggest. Yeah, and yeah. There, there are different types of what fans. Fans who, you know, invest themselves within the lore and who build off the lore and who don't give a fuck and do whatever they want. Mm. What are you seeing, Chris? There's no. There's no results for audiobooks on audio. I literally said that you have to dig for this shit. It's not as easy as showing you one. Okay, there thing. are okay, there are e there are ebooks. There are ebooks on uh, Google on Google uh, on Google Play. No, books. all the audio. There are no audiobooks. Well, all the audiobooks I found on YouTube are YouTube people reading it themselves. Yeah, so it's like, it is. Oh, again, it's the goddamn fans. Again, yeah, it's a, it's like a, um, and you can tell because of the way that he's reading it. He's incredibly passionate about what he's talking about, but it's like a Middle Eastern guy. It sounds like somebody who possibly Indian, and he's like doing all the voices. Yeah, and then I found one that was one book, but every chapter changed to a different person. So ever there was a, a different fan reading a different chapter. So yes, again, the fan base. See. Yeah, see. See, he's all around. This is, that's the best grade that I've given these Bionicle movies Agreed. so far. It's my favorite. 
Because yeah. you have to turn your brain off. I mean, I, I know it's that gotten to the point where I, I've had to turn my fucking head off. I can't. I literally cannot do that. I think the. I, f- I think I I'm gonna raise my grade on the first movie to a C from a C minus so that I can keep them both tied. I think the first movie is a better Bionicle movie, and this is just a better inter- experience as watching just something. Entertainment. Yeah, as an entertainment thing. So I think they have different merits to them, and then the second one is less than because. It, the qualities that it has do not equal to the whole that it is. It sucks. It's some doesn't equal its part. I'm trying to remain unbiased and just watch these as movies and watch these within a microcosm of what they are explaining to the audience. But it really... I can't express it enough. It really sucks knowing what happens within this within the time span of this movie and the last movie. And getting what we got here, the movies before this one, and the last movie, and it doesn't amount to anything of what the stories okay. tell. Where can, where can we find the fourth one? Um, that's it's not, it's also not, on YouTube. It's on okay, okay. Everything is on YouTube. Everything is on. Oh, everything is on. All right. Uh, okay. I will triple. Bionicle that. Three: Web of Shadows. Web of Shadows. Next week we are finishing it. We're gonna possibly have toys that we built. Yep. And we're. I, I will. Know. I will. Watch that eight-hour thing. I'm gonna watch it. No, I want to play the games. He's gonna play the games, and then we spin what wheel? Curiosity. Woo! Didn't say his name. You still did that. No, I'm excited again. Just excited. Yeah. I also own it, but Don't. since we're we're now watching these movies, <laughs> some days these, some days your DVDs are gonna be fucking worth something. So. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Have you ever sold them? They're mine, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. So, uh, that's it. So, next week, Bionicle. Uh, Legends Reborn. The Legends, Legends Reborn. Reborn. 2009. Three years later. Three years later. Oh my god. Yeah, so much shit is missing. And you'll. Unless you, like, get a goddamn shot. Again, this is my theory. You watch the second movie up until the very last scene. Then you watch the third movie. Then you watch the last scene of the second movie. Then you watch the first movie. And then the fourth movie, you just could put whatever, wherever you my, want. My guess is that it, if you're going chronologically, it's supposed to go fourth movie, second movie, third movie, then you finish the second movie, then first movie. Okay. So... We will, well, we will see. Um, all right. You'll see. You'll see. See. All right. Let's get out of here. Say goodbye, guys. It still sounds like a turtle having sex. Cool. You suck. What? <laughs> At being bad. Unless you're the second movie, then you're not as good as number one or number three. And you and me gonna have some words, gonna take my turns, shove them down your throat, shove you in a boat, 
Shove you in the ocean with some bags and some rocks while I watch the worst and the third movie as well. Hell. Release Bionicle Boy.